Ladies, it's the 4th of July weekend, but you could always let off fireworks in the bedroom. Black Lux is the ultimate woman's playhouse that will cater to your real needs and desires. Set them free or let them loose with the tie me up rope. Lock them up in some fuzzy handcuffs. And if you're a naughty girl, you may need a spanking with the whip me daddy whip. Mmm. And it's all on blacklux.com. That's blacklux.com. B-L-V-C-K-L-U-X.com. Blacklux.com. The ultimate woman's playhouse. So you qualify. Uh, looks like I wrote this song on paper. Gotta set the mood right. Yeah, like, Rest in peace, Mac Miller. My handwriting is, is horrible. Can barely read this. A legend gone too soon. Don't even know what's in my head anymore, though. Uh, figured out I ain't gonna go to college before, so. Fucking girls, but I never kept a door. Happy Saturday. Here the way I put it in her torso. I ain't normal, I'm clinically insane. I guess it's the result of drugs that enter in my brain. All of a sudden, every legend keep on mentioning my name. All that doesn't show me that my life will never be the same. For me, I'm still trapped inside my head. It kind of feel like it's a purgatory. So black and white, but I got family who would murder for me. Think I'm living pair. Let's get it. What I have to worry about. Dealing with these demons for the pressure. Find the perfect style. Make sure. My mom and dad is still somewhat in love All these backfires up My experimental drugs And I experience and touch Happy Saturday, people! Difference between love and war For me, I'm above the norm Give me anybody, though I'll gladly chew his face off Them bad sauce Rhyming like it's summertime on asphalt Around the fire doing a thunder dance I really enjoyed Mad Miller music, man yes. Let's go to Syria and have a war I still can't get over this death, by the way. Let me Macklemore. It's not my name. Oh, yeah. Well, kind of. It's kind of my name. Logan Louder. Uh. Is he the best white rapper outside of Paul Wall? Uh, I sold the mansion. Him and Paul Wall. Attic. Yeah. Life was. I ain't dressing no other white rappers. Called classic. Yeah. Smoke till I'm asthmatic. Embracing my bad habits. Shout out to Eminem, I guess. Chasing the fast rabbit. Well, that's ass is still weird for my last tablet. I love like a folk singer, but fuck like a crack ass. Let's go. Practicing black magic and watching some car crashes. Snapchatting the dick pic. Send it to Bob Saget. The aliens of land. Let's go. I don't panic in my fortress made of granite. Take life for granted, probably won't when it ends. Thank God I'm sober again. We going down when the most so quickly. Hey, simply getting high like it's 1969. I'ma be grinding till the kids. New York, Atlanta too. Flyer than Santa shoes. She bring her camera through. I'm playing Crash Bandicoot. This be the bitch. This old school bad Miller. I'm a rich like 0910. burger. Hey, a butter cloud seeing stars like LA. Have your girl always coming back like LA. I'ma be rich as what they tell me. So let me start working with this paper like an essay. Hey. I had to bump in with this new Mac Miller too. Said no matter what I do, you never leave me. Never leave me. 
Okay. Dang, I miss Mac Miller, man. Like to laugh, I don't keep you right inside. Tell me, is it worth it? I ain't perfect, know that I ain't been the nice guy all the time. That's the way that life it goes. Back when shit was cheaper than the price of rose. You clean your sheets and wipe your nose. I've seen the highs to lows, girl, you put me through it. But all that shit you told me, like I'm stupid, I ain't stupid. Got a new crib, few bitches, I beat the system. Shit, I left the church and found religion. I ain't been wrong in so long And it feels so right No fighting Shit come and go like cold lightning And as soon as I'm gone It's so frightening I know you think my shit is poison But it's no ricin Cause this here I put my whole life in, babe Give the right incentive And I might behave Otherwise it's see you later right this way That's why I'm not the type to stay No more Shout out to Mac Miller, man. Rest in peace, Mac Miller. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Rest in peace, Mac Miller. Um, I'm sorry, man. I got to object to that uh, uh, 25 lighters rap, though, man. I got to object. I'm sorry. <laughs> That's hollow ground. I don't want to hear nobody say Crash Bandicoot on the <laughs> he's 25 white, lighters He's a white beat, rapper, man. man. Nah, dog. He's a white rapper. There, there's, there, there's some a lot lines of people, you don't cross. A lot of people <laughs> w- wouldn't even rap over that beat, to be honest. Deservedly so. Yeah. I mean, but he, so. He appre- that show you he appreciate Houston. He appreciate 25 lighters. So yeah. that's yeah, I I respect Matt Miller for that alone. And there was never was trying to be something that he wasn't either. Yeah. Like he was always real with it, like not trying to force it, you know? Like that I could appreciate that part, right? Yeah. He was soulful, <laughs> man. He was probably the most soulful white rapper yeah. outside of maybe Paul Wall. Genuinely soulful. Yeah. And Paul Wall maybe even more so. You yeah. Know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Rest in peace, Matt yeah. Miller, man. Rest in peace, Mac Miller. I, I think that was uh, in tribute. Of, he, he, you said he got a new song out now? No, as, he's actually on a song with Division and uh, Ty Dollar Sign. That last oh, song okay. I just played was a um, new song. And I think they got like a little visual on Insta- or um, YouTube. It was like a okay. studio song and Mac Miller was in there. So it's just like, damn. And um, just listening to that beat. It's like damn, like a white a a white dude wouldn't even rap on anything like that. You ain't hear Eminem rapping over that. You ain't hear MGK rapping over that. He, he couldn't pull it off though. Yeah, well, I mean M M couldn't. You know. Yeah, but Mac Miller was that type of dude uh, for real. You can see him on YouTube making beats and sampling soulful type shit and actually rapping over. It wasn't for Gazy when it came to Mac Miller. So um, just listening to that, I, I had I honestly had that song on repeat. So I'm like, okay. I'm like, damn, this is a really feel good song. And you know, I'm not really a fan. I, I said it a bunch of times. I'm not really a fan of Ty Dolla Sign, but I do give that song credit. I, I think they all did their thing on that song. All right, all right, man. I'll, I'll, I'll check it out after the show. Uh, but rest in peace, Mac Miller. Uh, happy July 4th, everybody, man. It's July 4th weekend, turning up. Uh, if you black, he's not supposed to celebrate, according to I was listening to Dr. Umar. <laughs> he said he better not hear nobody black celebrate July 4th. <laughs> I was like, man, hold up. Can we at least have a cookout? At least, is it allowed for us to have a cookout on July 4th weekend? Is that cooning into? I don't know, yeah. man. I, I can't keep I, up with the rules I, no I more. Never, I never got that because. I, I feel like black people don't actually celebrate the fourth 
Like yeah. we not celebrate, we not reading the Deca- Declaration of Independence. Like yeah, yeah, we got our, you know, the country was free during this time, so let's celebrate. It, we all got days off. We, you know, it's the one time everybody off, so we all get together and barbecue. Yeah, uh-huh. we we not doing American Revolution reenactments and <laughs> uh, having tea parties and shit like that. Like we just we we kicking it. Like that's the yeah. thing too. Like for I think black people, like we don't need. I I said this. We don't need that much of an excuse to have a good time or permission. Yep. Like mm-hmm. hey, here's here's why this is significant and you should have a good time. You just say hey, here's a good here's a day where you can be off and have a good time. All right, bet you don't have to explain it to me. You know, yep. just you know, don't <laughs> yep. call me no names and don't yep. don't don't mess with me and let me go let me go about my business and we're gonna do our thing. Yeah, everybody off. Um I'm cooking at my house, everybody meet up and we gonna you know, we gonna kick it. We gonna do fireworks and all this other stuff. Yeah, when have we ever needed an excuse to congregate? <laughs> ever. Black people. That's never, true. Never, That's ever, true. ever. We just need a day off. As long as we got that day off, a couple a couple days off, we good. Yeah. Very, very true, man. It's going to be a long weekend. Uh, Happy July 4th weekend, everybody. Uh, Do your thing. Um, Got a jam-packed show today, man. Jam-packed. A whole lot to talk about, so we got to get to the nitty-gritty. Of course, first, you heard the... uh, the uh, I don't know how to describe his voice without sounding suspect. Cecil Shorts. Only Houston would get the Cecil Shorts reference. But <laughs> yes, he sounded a lot like Cecil Shorts. He's not Cecil Shorts. He is our good friend, uh, uprising star in the radio game, man. I, I don't know how I feel about that yet. This man <laughs> is doing his thing. He's grinding hard. Uh, we got the very hardworking, very talented Brandon Scott joining us again man brandon how you been bro <laughs> man i will take that man i'm gonna take that introduction any day of the week man i'm doing good rising rising I star one i was gonna say why do you get the harriet wearing the dress on family matters okay all right that's that's an interesting little backdrop to bring your boy in you said, you said, and then he, and, and think about it like earlier, Rock is like, I don't know how to bring him in and say this without sounding sus. <laughs> and then you, I was set up, man. I was set up. But stop, stop, stop. Kill that job, man. That job. Dump that figure. <laughs> For real, man. How you, how you doing, bro? Man, I'm good, doing? man. I'm glad to be here with y'all, man. I always enjoy the show, listening, being a part of it, supporting it, whatever way. So, Anytime I can jump on, it's good. Rising star, I hadn't even thought about that, man. Like, I've been hosting lately and just kind of just been Johnny on the spot on the scene and doing a lot of different stuff, man. I guess for a while now, I'm just kind of in, in it. So I'm not even really thinking about it like that. But, man, I appreciate all that, man. I'm good. Just hosted a show on Friday. Going to host yep. another show on Monday, on the day after the 4th. So if y'all listening and catch this before July the 5th, by the end of that day, you can catch me on Sports Radio 610 doing my thing. So, yeah, man, I'm 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 good, man. This is a this is probably a really good time for me, I say. Yeah, use that Odyssey app to listen and you can also listen to the Gems and Juice podcast yep. on the Odyssey app. So. Yep, yep. <laughs> yeah, man. Yes, you can. And like I said, I don't know how I feel about that, man. Man, I don't know how I feel about you 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 rising so fast and far. You know we are crabs in a barrel here, man. We you know we are haters. 
I'm at, I feel like Rico and Belly, man. You balling too hard, bro. I don't like that shit. I don't like people advancing further than me in life, man. I don't like to see that shit. So my goal in this podcast is to get Brandon canceled before his next show. Okay, hey. We, hey. we going to get you talking and defending Bill Cosby. We going to get you <laughs> defending R. Kelly. We going to get you how you really feel about Deshaun Watson. Yep. We, we going to get you canceled on this show, man, because I, I, I don't like people you black people advancing further than me hey. i get upset about it hey that's a i tell you what that's a good balance of energy man because i'm gonna be honest with you i'm i got to the point where i'm tired of being humble i, I didn't i didn't got okay to, I, yeah I, I, I didn't reach the, a a a kind of you know bucket stage of look i'm just gonna go out and do my thing like i'm not even i Forget waiting in line and waiting your turn and all of that proper shit, man. I didn't kind of got over that after a while. I, I mean, I just reached a point where I'm just like, man, look, I don't know if it's sometimes you look around and you be like, man, I may not be the best, but you hear somebody that you're like, I'm better than that, whatever the hell that is. Mm, yeah. And I've been having a lot of that energy lately where I'm like, man, okay, if that son of a bitch could do it, goddamn it, I'm going to do it to hell mm-hmm. with, with, with anybody else talking about. So I feel you. You know, I, I, I feel you, and, and we gonna we gonna we gonna have a balance of energy because uh, I'm on the other end of that. Like, man, fuck the humble shit okay. at this yeah. point. <laughs> okay, okay, it's good mix. I'm I'm looking forward to it now, man. Hey, Figgy, how you been, bro? How you hanging up, man? I know you were planning to go to Cleveland. I know plans got derailed, but how you been, man? Yeah, I've been pretty good, man. I'm happy. I'm off for the um the next week, so um I'm gonna chill. I'm gonna relax. I'm gonna just enjoy this um I guess Fourth of July weekend, even though I ain't doing nothing. I ain't. I'm probably ain't gonna cook or nothing, but I'm gonna chill, man. It it, it, it kind of been a long week to be honest. It, it that week before you get off is like the longest week. It's mm-hmm. like every day feel like two days. Yeah. So um, I'm glad it's it's finally the weekend. So I'm 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 chilling, man. It's like that senioritis, basically. You know, yeah. you, you know, you about to be out of that bad boy, but you're not yet. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, come on. Yeah, it's man. like, damn, we got, we got one more week, and yep. these days start going by slow. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I'm yep. glad it's finally here. <laughs> it is, man. I hope everybody's enjoying it, staying safe, doing your thing. We got a whole lot to break down, a whole lot to talk about this week, man. So I'm glad we got a special guest in here to break it all down with us. Because <laughs> we got a whole lot happened this week, man. It feels like it's been a month rolled into a week with all the headlines. I had to look back to see what happened. And some of the stuff I forgot even happened this week. Yeah, you know, like the Scotty Pippen comments. I forgot that Man, happened this that week. Was this week? Was <laughs> yeah. it? That feels like it a month feels, ago. It does. <laughs> yeah. Dang, that's a good point. With everything that's happened, uh, yeah, it, it feels like it was at least two weeks ago. But yeah, that actually happened this week. So we got a lot to break down. So we're gonna get right to it. But first off, we got to start with a. Uh, it's not officially an RIP yet, as I understand. Uh, but it's uh, close to that. Uh, Biz Marquis is apparently in uh, bad health. He's in hospice care. Um, He was reported as passed away um, earlier, but that's been, I think his family is saying he is still alive, but in serious uh, condition and he's in hospice care. So I think the end is probably soon. Um, So prayers up to him, man. Um, It doesn't look too good. Unfortunately, he's one of the, I think the unsung heroes of hip hop, I think. Um, cause even me growing up, like I, I'm only what 34, I, I didn't grow up really knowing who Biz Marquis was outside of, you know, just a friend, which everybody yeah. kind of saw as a joke song, you know, but looking back doing my homework, man, he was very instrumental 
in the early days of hip hop, man. Like he was everywhere doing his thing with Master Ace. He he had some classic records. He could spit. I thought he was just singing every song. But now nah, he could spit. He could beatbox. Um, really one of the unsung figures in hip hop, man. And somebody who really uplifted the entire art form. So, yeah, yeah. I, I don't think he really gets the credit he deserves. But, you know, and, and for, it's unfortunate that you only get your flowers when you can't even see them. But, yeah, yeah Biz yeah. Marquis, prayers up, man. Yeah, and that um, just a friend song. Um, it originally wasn't supposed to be his. He was actually it was supposed to be a reference for somebody else to sing it, and somebody said, "Hey, nah, you sound better singing it," <laughs> which is crazy because yes. it was it, he didn't do a good job singing it, and it became his biggest hit. So um, it's it's crazy how that worked out. And then he was, uh, I think he wrote a, a few other songs too that you know behind the scenes. Yeah, but, I mean, yeah. I, yeah, man, like I didn't actually know Biz Marquis until Just a Friend. And then I had to go back and do the history. And it was like, nah, that's not a joke at all. That's that for, for you youngsters out there that don't know, that don't, nothing, <laughs> don't, don't know nothing about nothing. This is actually a, this is actually significant. And, and it was a song. I didn't even know it was a song before. I didn't know nothing about it until Mario, because that's the age I was. I was, you know, 11 or 12, 12 13, whatever I was at that time. And so I had to go back and realize, oh, this man thing that really stood out to me about Biz or stands out to me about Biz is just that that voice and that ability to do, you know, to 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 sound a certain way. Like it's just a very unique sound and a uh, a supremely talented dude. Yeah. He really was, man. His beatboxing was surreal. Yeah, uh, probably Some, a top three yeah. beatboxer of all time, man. Yeah, he really could for sure. For switch sure. it up on you. I, I've never really heard much like that. Yeah. Can you feel it? Nothing can save you. But this is the season of catching the vapors. And since I got time, what I'm going to do? To tell you how they spread it throughout my crew. Well, you all know T.J. Swan, who sang on my records. Make the music nobody beats the biz, well, check it. Back in the days before this began, he used to try to talk to this girl named Fran. He used to get busy, man. It yeah, wasn't he just, did, man. Uh, just a friend. <laughs> he used to get busy. He was rapping, man, doing a storytelling thing back yeah. when I was... Yeah, the just a friend thing, thing was more of a, I felt like more of a mistake, like uh, you know, I kind of like I don't, I don't want to say loose change, found found money, but he he wasn't banking on that, and that became his biggest hit. <laughs> but he has some the, shit. The video was so random too. I think that's what really helped the song. He was in the, in there dressed like fucking George Washington on a piano singing. <laughs> yeah. It was crazy, man. I think that's what really boosted the uh, the song too. But yes. Um, doesn't look too good, but yeah, prayers up for Biz Marquis, man. Legend prayers in the game. Family. Yeah. And uh, hopefully, you know, thing, like I said, things don't look good, but, you know, I hope people are at least more aware of his contributions to hip hop um, after this because he was a huge figure. And it's hard. Like, you got to do your homework to really learn about it. It's not going to be publicized. He might not have the highest rated uh, unsung. I don't even know if he has an unsung. I don't think he does. But uh, yeah, definitely deserving of one. He was a legend in the game, and yeah, so prayers yeah. up to him. Yeah, man. And, I was gonna say one of the things that hit me about it too was realizing uh, the diabetes aspect of it. And I, I don't yeah. know if y'all know this, but I'm I talk about this all the time. I'm a diabetic too, so I just you know want to kind of give a shout out to all the people that are struggling with something like that. One of those kind of was really a terminal illness, but one that you can. This is. 
it's not one that you can get rid of if it's type one like what I have, but you can live with it, you know. Um, but you know, take care of yourself. I don't know, you know, Biz's personal, you know, how he's getting down, how he's living, and how he's treating himself. So I'm not like suggesting that. I'm just saying if you do have diabetes or you know anything like that, man, make sure you doing what you're supposed to do and checking on yourself and and you know not cutting your life short any more than than what's necessary. I hundred percent agree, man. I almost feel like diabetes one should be called something else because I think people think diabetes and they say, "Well, you just a fat eating motherfucker right. who ate your way into diabetes." It, it, it can be genetic too. It can yep. be something you can't even control, man. A lot of times mm-hmm. it is. So yeah. I think there's a unfair stigma on it, and that should change as well. But yeah, because like with me, it's the opposite, man. Part of uh, the, the diabetes hurt me in the reverse effect with the type one, where I can't gain weight really. Like I've been, yeah. I've been the same size since I was in the ninth grade, man. Uh, like give give or take uh, twenty pound fluctuation, you know. Like I have <laughs> looked basically the same, you know, size wise. You know, can't, can't gain no weight. So, <laughs> I mean, it's a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a, you right about that. I think that's part of the reason why they went from juvenile they used to call it juvenile diabetes yeah and it's like well shit some people don't find out today in their early adulthood you know mm-hmm. so it's not really true like i didn't i went my whole juvenile life just fine but right yeah. before i turned 21 there it is so mm-hmm. but yeah man yeah man take care of yourself people you got to man you really do you really do and with that said man let's go on to some new releases a couple things and I, I, it was a light week. I will admit, it's a light week. We have more topics to talk about this year or this, this today. <laughs> uh, but I did. I'm keeping up with my listen to one album a week uh, <laughs> mission. I did hear the new G Herbo. G Herbo dropped an album called 25. Um, and now this is an artist I actually haven't checked up on in a while i knew him back when he was Lil herb yeah doing yeah and that's really went right ended i didn't really follow his career after that but he had a few songs i like with Lil bibby he had that chirac song with uh nikki of course and yeah that, that was the one i was a fan of but i kind of slept on the rest of his career i decided to check back in because it's been a light week on new releases i checked back in and i didn't know what to expect on this album i didn't know if it was still going to be like Chicago drill anthems or a more mature sound. And to my surprise, it's a very solemn sounding album, man. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is uh, fairly long, about an hour long um, lengthwise, but it's very, very solemn. At least the fir- first four tracks until you hit the one with the 21 Savage. I think that's uh T.O.P. Uh, before you hit that, it's completely just a somber tone. Um, you can tell he's dealing with, you know, all sorts of survivors remorse uh, with him being where he's from. A lot of his friends are no longer here. Um, you can tell that still hurts him internally. And that's really what a lot of his music, it comes out. Um, him having regrets about how the, the city is now. And uh, hearing this album kind of makes me reflect on the entire drill scene that we really were into back in like two, 2009, 2010. And the the effect it's had not only on music, but on communities. And I know it's cheesy for people to say, well, the music is the reason why the crime is high. It's not. There's a plenty of other reasons. But I do wonder if we're just going to collectively one day look back and say, man, we really it, it was fucked up how that was really kind of I want to say not really encouraged, but propped up 
Uh, people made their careers off documenting real life gang shit that was happening during that time. Like DJ Academics, that was what got him on yeah. making all those videos about people killing people in Chicago. You know, they were looking at it like it was some kind of movie, man. Like they were documenting these rappers like it was some kind of work of fiction and real lives were lost and communities were irreparably damaged because of this shit. So it kind of makes me think hearing from somebody who lived through all that, um, his perspective on things. And if we'll ever just reflect and just say, you know, we really shouldn't have promoted that kind of shit. But who knows? It's too far gone now. But in general, I did enjoy the album, man. It's a, I will give it a Mob Ties qualified rating. Qualified. Y'all should go check it out. Take a listen. It's, it's not something that's going to hype you up in the gym. There are a few kind of hype songs, but for the most part, it's more like a solemn listen, uh, more uh, reflective, more earphone music than something you're going to bump in the whip, probably. Mm. But I think it's good. His lyrical style is now, it, of course, it's different be- from where he was when he was a kid. But he still does a double time flow sometimes, man. He still hits you with the old school, but he's grown and mature. You can tell he has a kid now. He raps about that as well. It's a very personal album. Um, I recommend it, man. I think it was a good listen. I think he was uh, it's interesting to see how he started off and, and his content and how it's grown now. So I was I would recommend it if you need some weekend listening this week. Uh, go ahead. Check out that G Herbo 25. Um, it's a solid listen, man. I enjoyed it. Okay, I'm gonna yeah, check, it, check out. it out too, man. Yeah, Go yeah, ahead. yeah, for sure. I hadn't gotten to y'all. Like I saw, and like you said, it's a busy or not a non-busy weekend of new releases. <laughs> I saw a bunch of singles released today, but I didn't really even realize that he had a new project out. So, um, like you know, when I check the hip hop sites and see what's you know what's new, for some reason that wasn't even on the list that I saw. Yeah, you know, mm-hmm. and I, so I find that strange. Uh, considering that he's like been around, so uh, so yeah, I'm glad you mentioned that. I'm gonna go check it out for sure. He did a little mini promo run, I've seen him do a few interviews this week. I think he was on some complex show, I don't think it was uh, that academics one, I don't think that's one even on anymore. But he, he did a little mini promo run, but yeah, it almost slipped under my radar too. But I do recommend it, y'all. Check it out if y'all need some new weekend listening. Um, speaking of singles, there was one. Uh, that was kind of big time, more mainstream for y'all taste. Uh, mm-hmm. Brent Fires, is that how you say his name? Fires, yeah. <laughs> Fires. Brent Fires has a song with Drake produced by the Neptunes. It's called Wasting Time. Uh, the Neptunes, who I don't know if they're actually officially back. That's Chad Hugo and Pharrell and the nigga who nobody knows what he does, but he's yeah. still in the group for some reason. Mainly Chad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but there, there's that mystery nigga who was on the uh, the cover of their first album playing the PlayStation. And still to this day, nobody knows exactly what he does, but yeah. he's still in the group, I think. And that's the Neptune. So they had a, a new song called Wasting Time. Figgy, I know you heard this, man. What, yeah. what were your thoughts on this single? Um, I actually like the single, man. I think I think it's really good for Brent Fires to get Drake on the song because Brent Fires, I, I wouldn't say he was that under the radar person, but at one point he was where he was he was the sleeper uh, type of artist that uh, is like, oh, you heard of this guy that he was the uh, hip. I want to say hipster, but all the hipsters listen to Brent Fires because he wasn't that big yet. But um, to see him, see Drake on the song with him, and Drake actually rapping on there, 
That yeah. was that surprised me because I thought because it's an R and B song, so I thought Drake was gonna um, come off singing. Well, he actually gave us bars on there. I'm like, okay, so um, I actually liked the song, man. I I thought it was a dope song. Is uh, is good for Brett Fires, and I'm gonna give it a qualified. Qualified. Yeah, I'll have to agree, man. Um, I, I like the beat. I, I, you never know what to expect from Pharrell these days. Like he's he can be hit or miss sometimes, but I think they hit on this production. I liked it. It sounds real smooth. Something yeah. you could bang in the whip while you're traveling to wherever you're going this weekend. It's a nice, nice summer anthem. Nice, cool, laid back uh, vibe to it. And, and yeah, Drake barred us up, man. I was surprised. I was yeah. worried hearing his because when he was gonna come on, I'm like, it's gonna be singing. I'll bet. <laughs> nah, he he barred us up, man. He he actually delivered a, a great verse. Yeah. And uh, I like the whole motif with the chess metaphors and stuff. He dropped a little later in the song. Yeah, it was it was fire. I, I hope he's not pump faking with all these fire verses he's dropping now. I was now. just about to ask you that. I was about to say, what do y'all, what do y'all think is his motive? Because this isn't the first time. I feel like this is like back to back. A couple of, yes. a couple of little appearances he's made where he's like spitting, spitting, and you know mm-hmm. he's not finding your loving uh, Drake, Drake <laughs> yeah. right now. I'm trying to figure out what's going on. What's in his head right it's now? It's gonna be a whole Caribbean album or something. <laughs> I, the the album is called Certified Lover Boy. Yeah. So I'm not convinced it's gonna be a, a rap more more rap than R&B Drake on this new yeah. album. You, but do you feel like it's a chance he could trick all of us and it be a full blown rap album called Certified Lover Boy? He 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 has a hair uh, he has a heart in his haircut. I think that's going a long way to <laughs> pump fake and actually drop a rap album when you're pretending to drop R&B. Like, the, the haircut is what sealed it for me. This is going to be an R&B album, man. I just have a strong feeling that the hair and the, the heart and the hair is what did it for me. I'm like, okay, he's been, he's been had that shit for a while now, too. Mm. So, yeah, I think, it, I think it, it could be a little bit of a pump fake, man. But I don't know. I'm enjoying the verses while I can get them. So, yeah. Yeah. I'll take Rap Drake every time I could get it, man. Our Mob Ties brother, of course. <laughs> so, yes, it, I say it's qualified as well. Qualified. B Scott, I don't know if you heard that, but you got to, man. I, I recommend it. It is a, a a nice, nice little, nice little thing to vibe to yeah, this yeah, weekend. Yeah, no, I'm gonna check it out. I'm here for rapping Drake. I mean, I I'm more so kind of on the understanding side of why he does what he does, man. He's so big. Like when you when you're able to get outside just the rapping lane and and you're able to just tap into that, like you kind of have to do it. So, but that don't mean that he can't sprinkle in some hard ass verses in between. And has some hard ass features in between since he likes to work his ass off. I love that. So, so yeah, man, if I can get rapping Drake, I'll check it out for sure. And I, I've always maintained, man, I, I feel like Drake, and it, 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 I know it feels silly to say somebody has it hard when they have million, hundreds of millions of dollars. Like they're, they're, they're okay. Yeah. But I think artistically and creatively, I think uh, Drake has it harder than his companions in the top who are listed with him his peers per se mm-hmm. like j cole dropped what i think is with a weed plate but <laughs> some people like that album whatever but <laughs> if drake dropped an album like that he would be slandered from here till he dropped the next one but j cole can just do a week in zimbabwe playing in a basketball team and then <laughs> do a little mini promo run drop a few visuals and that's it and his fans are satisfied 
Drake has a lot more to hit. He has to make a t- Billboard number one hit single. He got to drop some fire R&B songs for all his female fans. He got to drop some fire rap songs for the hardcore people who want to put him in his top, their top five. Like he has so many goals to hit that are much more than, let's say, a Kendrick or a J. Cole, because their fans will accept anything. You know, I feel Drake's people are a lot more critical in my eyes. I just don't even feel like they're in the same lane. Yeah, I don't even feel like it's the I don't even feel like it's just the same like league and and energy. You know what I mean? Like because Drake is a pop star on top of being a rapper. Like he's a rapper who's a pop star or a pop star who's a rapper, however you want to look at it. And J. Cole and and Kendrick are mainstream, but they're still mainstream rappers. You know, and they're they're still sort of limited in that lane. I think uh, some of the people that really, really love J. Cole, like I thought the J. Cole album was all right. But I think there were some moments that were pretty good. But there also was some wacky. It was all right. But like the people that are big J. Cole fans or big Kendrick fans fancy themselves on being like hardcore hip hop. Like, man, I'm here for the hardcore hip hop. (laughs) You know, but like, you know, like damn near like that that fake deep type, you know. But. That that's kind of the energy that they get. Whereas with Drake, you, you trying to hit a lot of different targets, and some and some of them are moving targets. You know, like mm-hmm. Drake Drake getting old, trying to stay young. You know, like yeah. it's it's a it's a lot going on that he's doing that he's trying to maintain. I don't even feel like like Kendrick and Cole are a cool comparison because that's to me that's a more level playing field type of comparison. Um, but when you throw Drake in there, man, he's just playing a different game. It feel like. Yeah, he's he's literally like the LeBron of the league, somebody that do everything. Where it's like, hey, you know, you just you can't stop LeBron. You just gotta let slowing him down is letting him get thirty. <laughs> thirty, eight and eight. That's pretty much slowing him down. Ain't nothing you can really do about it. But um yeah, I, I agree. I think with J. Cole, I think he I think he kinda got it lucky because even with Kendrick, Kendrick could drop a if Kendrick drop a weed plate, I think he will probably he might get criticized a little bit. But J. Cole, he could drop the same thing and he could just go ghost. He could just, you know, go under the radar and that's it. Because we haven't heard anything about that album since that week it dropped. We we heard a lot about it that week, but after that, that was it. I ain't hear nobody still. I ain't hear nothing, hey, nothing on the radio. What else dropped that day? Because I feel like that wasn't even the hottest thing that dropped that day. I'm trying to think back, but yeah. I remember listening to it and being like, "All right, yeah, cool." And then I went on. I moved on to something else that was hotter. I'm trying to remember what that was. I can't even. But yeah, For like the J Cole album. Which yeah, album? Yeah, yeah, the J Cole, the J Cole. Record. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel I like something remember. else dropped that week that was just way more fire. Um, I'm, I'm gonna look it up. But um, yeah, I, uh, Nicki Minaj re-released her mixtape. That's what it was. It wasn't yeah, even the mixtape. Uh, Twenty One Savage had an EP. There you go. And it was some uh, new music from um, Migo. It was the, the new Migo song. And uh, yeah, I think that was pretty much it. I, I remember saying that week, I was like, man, I could play Seeing Green ten yeah. times before I uh, <laughs> before I go back to that to that J Cole record. And and yeah. I, like I said, I'm not as hard as you, Rock. I didn't feel like it was trash. I was just like, eh, all right, yeah, it's cool, sure. It, yeah, it was cool for the moment for yeah. me. And like I said, I agree. I don't think it was bad. I thought it was his best album since Four Seal Drive. But um, I, you know, it's it's like, is this going to last a couple months? Uh, that's what I was worried about because a lot of people was going out there saying album of the year. 
And it was three o'clock in the morning. It was just like, damn. <laughs> like we like nah, like I, we gotta see. It's like, man, it's three of the boy. I can't even remember what all I listened to this year. Yeah, and uh, it been yeah. Gotta go back and look at my notes. And like I said, <laughs> since that moment, it been a couple albums that dropped. Migos album dropped. And I know Ryan didn't like it at all, but I at least still see Migos. I yeah. still hear they hear a couple of their songs. Yeah. And people still, you know, some people talking about the album. I st- I still hear people talking about Tyler the Creator's album. Right. But literally after that week, J. Cole's album dropped, I haven't heard a soul talk about it. But the only way you got to stand power is uh, a couple of the songs be on, you know, out of the NBA. Every time J. Cole drops something, the NBA go at co-op and be like, <laughs> okay, here's the... It's like that's the only rap that the that ESPN, <laughs> that the networks and the NBA know about. It's like, okay, J. Cole and Drake... Yeah, uh, and, and maybe a, a little something else they, thrown in there, like they know the old school, like right now, yeah. Outcast when they're in Atlanta. Yeah, it's like, they, oh, okay, they, they we, we got a, that. They've been Atlanta heavy since yeah. the uh, Hawks in the yeah. playoffs. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I'm, I, I'm pretty sure that there's a producer somewhere that just is in the right spot, you know, handling that up. But mm-hmm. yeah, man, I don't, I don't know, man, I don't know what, I don't know what that, what that J Cole record was like. If it was supposed to be this big monumental thing that people were making out, it's not like you just dropped the tape, you know. And it's, mm-hmm. all it was to, for me was just another tape. Like I, I remember, for real, I jam, I play Seeing Green on repeat. And if you <laughs> yeah, play it right now, I'm gonna be like, let's go, <laughs> you know. But but that uh, but that J Cole, I'm not not too many not too many memorable <laughs> moments for me. Just just uh, just decent. <laughs> Yeah, man, it came and went, man. I gotta say, it came and went. But um, in sidebox, we did mention Kendrick. Um, if Kendrick doesn't drop anything this year, I'm officially worried about him. Yeah, what's going on? I'm a, yeah, what's going on? He he will be going on if he doesn't drop anything this year. He will be going on five years since damn. Has it been five that long? years and not? Yeah, it dropped in 2017. Oh man! So right. he will be going on five years without dropping anything. Yeah. And I'll be officially, I know people can take a while, but I'll be worried about what's so much has happened in the world. You would think Kendrick would drop a Lucy or something. So yeah. now I'm officially worried. Is it writer's block, man? Is he just not inspired? Is it a label issue? I don't, I will be officially worried if this whole year goes by and we hear nothing from Kendrick. Yeah, because a lot of the big hitters are dropping this year. You know, Jayco, and I think um, Drake pushed his shit back, but. I think he dropping this year too, yeah. so um, yeah, for him to th- this will probably be the perfect time to drop because well, well, exactly yeah. So if he don't drop that, I, I agree, I'd be a little worried too. Well, the point that Rocket is making, I that's really important when you think about Kendrick because he like to be topical and or you know socially relevant and you know conscious yeah. or whatever. So uh, and I've. I'm really interested in y'all thoughts about this. I don't know if y'all talked about it at all, but like I've been kind of turned off by all of the whack ass va- vaccination and vaccine references oh, yeah. throughout, throughout hip hop <laughs> yes. music. Yes. Like I yes. could be, I'd be, it'd be one thing. Like I get a little baby crazy. Like it'd be one thing if you were actually talking about something that was relevant to the issue. Well, people that just taking the pandemic and use it as yeah. another bar, punchline, yeah. metaphor, or whatever, and don't have <laughs> shit to do with nothing. It's a pandemic. Yeah, yeah. It's mm-hmm. like, yeah, I'm, I'm making. What, what was what's the what's the Migos track? I'm a vaccine. Yeah, I'm and making. I, I'm making money in the pandemic. And, or, I'm making yeah. money in quarantine. In quarantine. Yeah, yeah. It's like, nigga, I, nigga, what? The, the crazy <laughs> part about it, man. The crazy part about it. I hate those lines too, but I like that song for the, some it, reason. It, I don't know why. It bangs. 
It's, it's a banger. <laughs> I, and I still, I still listen to that song, man. I do too, and I, I can't stand it. Yeah, I just I, hate the whole. You know, I'm we making money in quarantine. That motherfucker. Benjamin's the vaccine, but it's, I, don't, I like the song. That's, I'm, I'm nodding my head and telling him to shut his ass up at the same time. Yeah, like, I'm like, yeah, yeah, nigga, that shit actually sounds very good. That's the yeah. thing about the Migos, though. They can yeah. say almost anything, and they just have an appeal. They just, they're fun. To yeah, listen to, yeah, and they probably made that song during the quarantine too. Yeah, so yeah, uh, yes, and they just released it this year. But yeah, but to the to that point though, you would expect if you know all of these surface level niggas are are addressing the the quarantine and the pandemic that somebody like Kendrick Lamar purports himself to be the way that he has uh, would have done that by now. So yeah, man, you are you right, Rocket? He's quiet, man. Yeah, I, I think. I don't think people want to know Kendrick Lamar's real feelings about the vaccine because I guarantee you he's anti that. I well not anti. People call people who don't want to take the vaccine anti-vax. I don't think that's really true. I think people just don't want to take the vaccine for whatever reasons. But I 100% think that Kendrick Lamar is not taking the vaccine and thinks black people shouldn't take it either. That's a good call. Like I have, I have a feeling his his <laughs> yeah. thoughts are very controversial on that. So yeah, yeah that's a good call. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. That's a very good call. I hadn't even thought about that. <laughs> Damn. Shit. Well, but he could have talked about the pandemic one way or the other. You're right, though. He That's true. He wasn't gonna make. He wasn't gonna make yeah. no references to the vaccine if he's yeah. smart. He don't fuck around. He don't fuck around. And get canceled. If, yeah. he, if yeah. people were trying to cancel him because he was talking about girls, you know. Appreciate your stretch marks. Yeah, yeah. I'm sorry, don't get surgery. I like the natural look, and they said yeah. that was misogynist. <laughs> yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. You can't go in no direction. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Nah, he, nah. You're right. But hey, you know what? It's funny you mentioned though that it's been five years. I tell y'all this real quick, man. It's been so long since I put a CD in my deck. You know what mm. I'm saying? Since I yeah. since I jammed the CD in the car. Do you know that's the that's the CD that's still in my deck right now? Is oh, damn really? from okay. like oh, wow. from, from the time, like from damn. that moment. Like I have not taken out or put in another CD. So because like every time you hit the different channel, auxiliary, FM, AM, it goes to that CD. And when it go to yeah. CD, it go to it, it, every time it's a song off of yeah. damn. And I ain't never took it out because well, shit, I don't use yeah. that part of the car no more. So yeah, I, I actually got the <laughs> screw tape. Remember, um, we did a um, episode with Wade Smith. And mm -hmm. um, I showed y'all I, I I got something from the screw shop, and um, I put that in there, and never took it out. <laughs> so sometimes I I listen to it, but I I just never took. It. I feel like it's appropriate that yeah. I keep a, a screw tape in there. Yeah, that's that is some real nigga shit, especially the, once you move to Houston. That uh, basically you have boilerplate screw tape in my yeah. deck. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I, that's 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 you you. You'll never guess the album I have in my CD deck right now. It's it's never changed for years, and I'm aging how old my car is probably by even saying it. <laughs> I have the Play album by Diddy in oh, my shit. car still to this day. Is it stuck? And no. <laughs> <laughs> I was say that got to be stuck. <laughs> I, I have no I have no reason to take it out because I don't listen to CDs no more. And that was yeah. the last CD. I think I was randomly going through my CD binder because I, I do think that album is underappreciated, man. I think that album is actually really good. Yeah. 
Mm. I thought it was really good when it dropped. And I was probably just flipping through my CD binder. I said, you know what? I ain't heard this album in a long time. Let me put this in. And <laughs> I, I just never took it out because I use the auxiliary cable and just listen to Spotify now or listen to Sports Radio 610 or the regular radio or whatever. But yeah, that's still in my deck, man, to this day. Wow. Damn, I, have, I have no defense. <laughs> yeah, that's like, that's like a 15-year-old record. I'm going to have to go back because I have not checked it out since. Like, I have not listened to that record since probably 2006 or seven or eight or I don't know. I don't know. It's been it's been that long. It do have this classic on there. Yes. Well, this album, fuck it, man. I, this album has aged great. Last night, I'm with you. I couldn't even get an answer. This is a classic song, man. It really is. And you can play this anywhere. Yeah. It still sounds good too. Found you, man. Put on, put on. Uh, what's it called? Any function. <laughs> <laughs> Any function, you can play that. Put on everything I love next, man. Put on everything I love. We got to hear that too. This album is an underrated classic, dog. I'm telling yeah. y'all. No matter how you feel about Diddy, I, listen to this shit. Listen to this shit, dog. Come on, man. <laughs> Nas and CeeLo. Nas and CeeLo killed this shit. Nas probably wrote Diddy's verse on his too, you can the tell. My sneakers, gold pieces molded with Jesus features. Oh, yeah, definitely. From the way I spit the ether. Came on the scene at 19, a gritty fiend for money, power, respect. Get it by any means. New York Classic, man. Classic. Like cut the music. Cut the music. Yeah, there's a, we there, digressed. There's a less than 0% chance that Diddy wrote that. Oh, <laughs> wow. Know? He came <laughs> off like Nas, man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you, you could tell. Yeah, you, usually, whoever features on his song is the one who's writing it, but he did have some people in the background writing the rest of his shit. But yeah, man. Classic album. Random that I still have it in my uh, deck, I know. <laughs> I just never took it out because I don't have any other CDs to replace it with in my whip anymore. But yes, we digress. Too much to talk about, man. We got to get back to the nitty gritty. Let's get back on focus on topic, people. A lot to talk about, a lot to break down, a lot happened like we prefaced this podcast with. So we're going to get right down to it, man. Uh, fuck it. We'll start with the verses. We had two verses in this past week. Uh, one of them I didn't even realize was happening until I slept me through it and woke up the next me day. Too. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll talk about the first one. Well, there were two. There was a Soldier Boy versus Bow Wow, which we we uh, talked about on the last podcast was going to happen. We're going to recap it this week. But then I feel in between that, the Keith Sweat and Bobby Brown versus <laughs> got announced and then like happened the next day. Yeah. It, it, it got announced, I feel like, right after the Soldier Boy one. The, and the, it happened on Thursday, July 1st. <laughs> I was yeah. like, why on a Thursday? Why? So, there was no buildup to it at all. It was very yeah. weird. I didn't know it actually happened until I woke I, up and saw clips on Twitter. Yeah, I just so happened to be on Instagram. I'm like, damn, what verse is doing live? Yeah. I clicked on it. I'm like, oh, shit. I'm like, and it's, it's crazy because I, the first person I saw was Bobby Brown. But I ain't recognize him. I'm like, I'm like, I thought he was said the entertainer for a minute. Yeah, that, that was a running joke on Twitter. And, like, and I'm, dang, I'm looking like, like wait, I'm like, oh, Bobby Brown. I'm like, oh, is said um, hosting it or something? And I look, I'm like, oh shit, that's Bobby Brown. I'm like, damn, they, they was like wrapping it up pretty much. So I missed the whole thing. So I had to go back on YouTube to to watch it. Yeah, I, I caught it live, man. It was a it was a wave. It was a moment, man. It was good, but I I only caught it because I just happened to go on my phone and see people that that were talking about it. I had a friend 
who was tweeting about it, apparently they, you know, they were watching. And I was like, well, like I was in a bar actually watching the Astros and was about to watch the NBA game. I think it was might have been Atlanta and Milwaukee that night, maybe. But either way, man, I'm like, yo, uh, I already had my two screens. I ain't know that this was tonight. Y'all just announced it. <laughs> Y'all tell me, man, has there been a back-to-back versus that quick at all? Like with with press or not? You know what I'm saying? With pub or not? I've not seen it happen. Like it felt like this yeah. was like they were like three days apart. Yeah, because the Bow Wow Soldier Boy happened on a Saturday, and this one happened on a Thursday. Oh, okay. Thursday? Yeah. Or was it Thursday? Yeah. So yeah, it happened I, on the Thursday. Okay. So yeah, that's so like that, four that, or five days. Quick. Yeah, that, but still, that was still quick. Yeah. Less than a week. I've never. I have not seen that. Yeah. You know. Um. And when I but I say this though, when I saw it was announced, I don't remember attaching no date to memory. I just yeah, saw that they yeah. I just saw that they were that they were gonna do it and I yeah. did not make I, I'm just gonna speak for myself, did not make a personal note of when exactly it was gonna be. But I thought, just based off of the fact that Bow Wow and Soldier Boy had just done their verses, that yeah. I at least had through the weekend to figure it out. And they usually take a long time too. They usually take a minute because they announced the Bow Wow and Soldier Boy verses, but it took I feel like it took a month for that to actually happen. Right, and this one was announced not that long ago, and it just happened just like that. Yeah, them them happening on the fly made a lot more sense when they first started, and it was you know yeah. wholesome and in people's houses, and they were just going live on their own Instagram accounts and joining. The, you know, it, if that had happened back then, and they were like, okay, we're gonna do it, and then we're gonna do it tomorrow, I think that would have made much more sense. We're like, oh yeah, we just kind of doing this on the fly, but versus is an entity now. You know, it's like a big thing. It's, it kind of has. Partly of what watered that watered down the experience for me, to be honest with you. Why I don't really get necessarily get up for verses, even when I do watch them, yeah. and, and even if I end up having fun watching it, I'm not quite as excited going in, because uh, it's kind of just lost a little bit of that little appeal to it. But yeah, that's what surprised me about it. It's like this is an organized, like <laughs> legit, verified operation. Now this is not just us. Pulling up it's our, not our Swiss, phones. It's not Swiss and Tim just running shit on Instagram. Exactly. It's not. Uh, it's not Erica Badu and uh, and who did she do? Jill, Jill Scott. Scott. It's not Erica Badu and Jill Scott. One of them, they phone die, and the other one play their song. You know, or uh, who, who yeah. was who was with Nelly? Nelly no no internet. No internet. Yeah. You know, like they. This is real. So you figure, yeah, like y'all got time. It was to, a concert and everything. Yeah, pub pub this thing. So that that surprised me. Like. What, what could it have been like negotiation on what what it was supposed to like maybe they had been planned it and you know maybe it was i'm speculating i have no idea why that would seem so rushed for something that's supposed to be so organized yeah i think that's what happened i think logistically something happened where they had to have it on thursday because I, I don't understand why you wouldn't wait till it's july 4th weekend people are off on monday you could have it saturday or sunday or even monday maybe but Thursday was really random, made no sense. I did, like I said, I had no idea it happened. I fell asleep. And so, yeah, that was what it was. I got to go back and check. I've heard some good things, but I, I'm sure the viewership will be low. Um, you, they, they used to post their numbers. I don't think they're going to do it for this one. But I do think it deserves a much bigger platform. Those are two R&B legends, man. Yeah. Uh, they've done so much. And they, that, that should have been bigger than the Bow Wow and, and Soldier Boy, honestly. So they, yeah, they deserve more than that. Yeah. Yeah, and, and to and to me, like it didn't get the pub that it that it should have. But in the moment, I know y'all missed it, and that's that's partly their fault for not pubbing it right. But in the moment, it a hundred percent was bigger. Like it it felt bigger, and I'm of the bow wow, uh, soldier boy age group. Uh, you know, I'm not one of these, 
you know, necessarily like, oh, I'm like, I, I will admit, I grew up in that era and was somewhat interested in that, you know, but this was way better. Even the songs that they had that I didn't know, wasn't familiar with, and obviously they played the hits. Man, and then and then they 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 went uncle. Y'all are watching, but they went uncle on us. You know, they got drunk, started hey, you know half singing. They can't really. Neither one of them was ever the best vocalist to begin with, and so they can't half sing. They drunk. Yeah. They talking shit, and it it was just great. It was just great. It felt like like if you had a legendary uncle, like if your uncle was Keith Sweat or Bobby Brown, and you just <laughs> or and and knows the other one. And you're just watching them kick it. So yeah, man, that it was to me. It felt it did feel bigger in the moment, even though it didn't get its necessary play. Yeah, I gotta go back and watch it, man. Uh, like I said, I heard good things, so it sounds like they had a good time. It's good to see them all in a good well, good health, and and doing well for themselves. So yeah, I'm gonna yeah. check that out for sure. But now we gotta <laughs> rewind, man. We gotta get to the I guess what's supposed to be the main event, the <laughs> one that's been anticipated for a while. Soldier Boy and Bow Wow, after like several weeks of going back and forth, dissing each other on social media, <laughs> pumping and hyping up this whole battle, they finally had their versus battle. And I also kind of feel like they bogarted their way into the versus too, because I think mm-hmm. they announced it before versus it even official. agreed to it. Yeah. 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 They were, they were kind of trying to hype it up just so versus would pick it up. Yeah. And they made it more dramatic. It, it was really, they was really smart with it too. They was, yeah, they were. They're, they're super cool. But they was going back and forth. They had the Instagram live, and Bow Wow was he 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 really promoting the uh, Millennial tour too. So yeah, they were going back and forth for weeks to hype this up. Yeah, for yeah, sure. Yeah, they kind of bogart. They worked the system. I think they built up the hype, and then versus came to them and said, "Okay, let's just make it happen." Mm-hmm. So it did finally happen. Um, I watched some of it. I'll admit I didn't watch the whole thing. I know I said I watched it, but I, I, I didn't. I think I actually slept through a little bit of this, too. I woke up kind of late, but I did see some of it. Um, but I'll get y'all's takes first, man. I want to know how y'all felt about it, since y'all probably watched more than me. Uh, we'll start with you, Figgy, man. I know you were looking forward to it. You watched the whole thing. What were your thoughts on the Soldier Boy and Bow Wow versus? I thought it lived up to the expectations, man. I um we knew what it was. We knew it was gonna be funny. And I thought um I thought it was actually funnier than I expected. The um it's 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 nothing funnier than the shit talking going back and forth. And they yep. t- I think they took it to uh, another level. Yeah. They like to the point they was like, Man, what the fuck is that? Come on, man. Like you playing that old shit, he started doing the Gucci. Yeah. Like, man, this is new. And I was cracking the fuck up when um Soldier Boy played the same song three times. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like that was just hilarious. Like the way he did it. If if somebody was just sitting there calm and collective and they played the song three times, then it would it would have been like, Man, come on now. Yeah. But the way he did it, he was just like, Man, look, I got some look, I got another version. Play another version. We're gonna keep playing it. And the way Bow Wow was like, Man, no, you can't play the song. Oh, I can't? Watch this. And he played it he played it again where it was kind of funny at, at some point. I don't think anybody else could get away with that. Wait, what song was that? The Make It Clap. Oh, okay. The, the, his new song, the newest song. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. wow, really? He played his new song three times in a row? He, he played the original first, and then the second time he played it, uh, um, it was like a world premiere. Nicki Minaj was on it. Oh, she okay. had the verse on it. And then he played it the third time, and French Montana was on it. And French, Ashley, <laughs> French Ashley came out and performed it. Oh, okay. So, so uh, the way he did it was cool. So, um, 
But uh, just the shit talking, man. It was drinking, and uh, <laughs> Soldier Boy made a comment like, "Damn, man, you try to get me drunk? This nigga try to get me drunk because he losing and shit." And just that back and forth chemistry was hilarious, and um, I thought it was super dope, man. I think um, people finally gave Bow Wow his flowers as far as you know how many songs he had, and you know we argued about this on this podcast for years. I felt like Bow Wow had a lot of good shit. For his time, and I, I, I still feel like he a legend. You, he, yeah. he might. See, that, that's what that's what got me. The I, legend I, part got me. I, I think he a legend. I, he's not. He's not my cup of tea. I, I didn't really listen to him growing up like that. But I give him credit for starting off as a kid like that, and he's and um, even as a grown grown man, he still has some number one hits. A lot you you don't you don't see a lot of rappers going from kid to man like that and still stay somewhat consistent. So I, I, I think you do got to give him credit like that. And um, I'm glad the verses kind of showed that. Yeah, man. So I, I think it's all in context as far as like how you view him as a legend, because like the only thing I disagree with what you said is the, is the staying consistent part. Like his best and peak was clearly uh, at his youngest point, you know, like his oh, mo- yeah. most appealing 100%. part. Yeah. Um, and so in that context, I think people, and especially people that are older than us and specifically older than Bow Wow, like if you are two, three years older than Bow Wow, you probably wasn't checking for that dude. You know, yeah. if you two, three, four years younger than him, like like I am, then you, you, even if you, whether you like the music or not, it was a part of your growing up, you know, like, like Bounce With Me was part of my sixth grade uh, experience and Big Mama's yeah. house and all of that. Like, so I'm like, that's that. I, I link it to my childhood. I'll ask y'all this: like, was there a better? And I should be careful with this because I haven't given it a lot of thought. But was there a better 13 year old rapper or more put out like a more success? Definitely not yeah. a more successful one. Yeah, and I would say probably kid uh, kid friendly rapper. Because right, that's we, what I mean. We know Lil Wayne was 15 years old, it, exactly. and I count him as a kid rapper. Right, exactly. But um. To, to my knowledge, I I mean, you could count maybe crisscross or something like that. Yeah, but, I, I wouldn't even say so though. Yeah. Like maybe on the rapping part, like that's a that's a good one. Yeah, but, but they definitely didn't have I, what Bow Wow yeah, has think, had. I, I think Bow Wow was more successful than crisscross to me. Yeah, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think that's probably <laughs> I think that's probably a fact. You could probably <laughs> even looked at that. That's 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 fair. But the thing with me and the Bow Wow. And Soldier Boy thing was like, hey man, it is it is for a particular age group and for a particular type of like this this is not across the board like every like everybody can appreciate the love jams from Keep Sweat and you know everything from Don't Be Cruel and all of that like it's not it's not for every to me and kind of going to your earlier point Rocket this one wasn't for everybody I felt like a lot of the, some of you had some verses that were were for everybody. Or had a more massive appeal, broader appeal, and I feel like maybe even the younger you get, in like when, like how how recent was their music, you know, for them to be doing a versus, the younger you get, the more you kind of got to just put it in context. Okay, only a certain like if you if you was past that point when that music was out, then you probably don't rock with it. I mean, the closest thing to this era of music that we had in the verses was probably. What the 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 Nelly and and Ludacris and probably the the um the T uh, Pain and Lil John T Pain and Lil John and then we and, and probably uh we had another one we had another one that I'm blanking on 
But or the women did Ashanti and Keisha Cole ever do theirs? Uh, yeah. So that one, that, so, yeah. so that one would count. But like, but this is the first one of what is really kids' music. This was like the internet era, the beginning of the internet, beginning of the internet, and kids' music. Like nobody, yeah. like we haven't had no teeny boppers out here doing. Uh, maybe with the exception of uh, of Bobby Brown, and even yeah. then, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like. This was the first, this is the closest thing that we had to kids music. And even though Soldier Boy music wasn't kids music, it's the beginning of the internet era, and yeah. it was really like barely grown. Like yeah. if you like Soldier Boy's music at any point was, in time, it was high school music, high school or early college. Yeah, like I, when when I hear uh, Superman. I actually think about Obama getting elected and being in the <laughs> dorms and and people just play because that was the that was the hot song at the time. Yeah. And people turn Wait, it, you can't you can't be saying Soldier Boy Superman was hot when Obama got elected. Oh wait. No, nah, that was like oh wait, was it? Yeah, it was Superman. I'm telling you, yeah, I, was I, I will never because ever I was forget out, it. Because I was out of school. That was the first that was my first time ever voting. I will never forget outside the dorms, like niggas was oh, just acting yeah. crazy just out there oh, Superman in that because yeah, of 08, because the black president that got elected. Yeah, it was 08 to 012, and then he did 2012 yeah. to 2016. Yeah. Now the next day when everybody had enough sense, you know, you get in the you might get in the car and like when did my president is black come out? It was it, it was <laughs> that was it. That was that right time. when he got elected. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So eventually that became the soundtrack to that. But in the moment when he got elected, like when it was announced. I look out my, I'm in my girl's dorm at the time. I look out her window and it's girl, it's people all out in the street, Superman in that hoe. Real, wait, that's maybe my, my, that's my memory. <laughs> that's my the, memory. The song came out, the song came out in 2007. Yeah. I don't remember anybody still playing Superman back in 2009. Like, I don't remember anybody that, that song no, still no, being hot. No, no, well, the election was 2008. It was still, it was. November 2008. Yeah. It was, enough. it was still hot at, at, at November 2008. Like for I sure, I don't remember anybody still bumping that song, man. I gotta be, I gotta call I, you on. I don't remember anybody still bumping. It was still the Soldier Boy, Superman. It was maybe the party track. I kind of remember enough. that because yeah, it I, was the party track for sure. Yeah, because I was, um, shit, I was roaming the streets. I was in these parties. I was um, driving. Yeah. So yeah, that was kind of a uh, one of the songs. Yeah. Between that and his other songs around that time, yeah, yeah bitch, yeah, yeah. and. Uh, yeah, that was the. It was some other yeah. fuck shit that was hot too. It was that uh, the party like a rock star was hot. Yeah, I do uh, remember that. That yeah, uh, was big. that hey baby, little uh, little Chris, Hurricane Chris, Chris. Chris. Oh, yeah, Hurricane Chris, my bad. Yeah, like so, man. I associate all of that with a particular era. But if you're not of that age group, if you was past the music point of that age group, then then it don't have that appeal. So it was very specific, and for what it was, I appreciate it. Like Figgy said, him getting his flowers, I did think it was interesting that that, that uh, Soldier Boy brought Lil oh, Romeo yeah. out on the stage. <laughs> yeah. Um, because yeah. if we're honest about it, there's no offense to Lil Romeo. Like, I, 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 you know, whatever. But one of these things is not like the other. Like, I don't mm. remember no he, Romeo songs. Yeah, he he had a cup of coffee, man. Yeah. It, it was just the one, he had the one song, and I think I was out of respect. To, because he was masterpiece son, right? And they and they got the push, but, but yeah. he was never. He, he was not Kobe. <laughs> yeah, he did the he he did this little speech rocket where he's like, yeah, Bow, you was like the Jordan. Like this this is when it got out yeah. of hand because I, I appreciated it for what it was and in context. But then we start talking crazy and call okay, you were Jordan, I'm Kobe, and then Soldier, you like LeBron. 
And I'm like, man, okay, all right, we're we're getting a, we're getting carried yeah. away, guys. Like, yeah. we can respect the error in the moment without like saying stupid shit like that. Yeah, I think he kind of got to the moment where uh, I, I I feel like Lil Romeo kind of feel himself a little more. You you know, you got them people feel like they were bigger than what they really was. Yeah. I felt like it was like that with him because, like I said, he I I, I remember the one song, the, the Michael Jackson, the Jackson 5 sample. Yeah. And th- that was pretty much it. And that was during the time where, you know, people were trying to find a little kid that rap. Right. So you had a little Bow Wow, and then you had a little Romeo. You had all these other littles that was <laughs> like yeah. 10 years old. Yeah, the most impressive but, thing about Romeo was when he was 11, 12, 13 years old in the house that his daddy bought him and he did put it on cribs. Like that was that was the most impressed I'd ever been with Lil Romeo. I was like, damn, this yeah. nigga my age and got all of this. You know, I was born yeah. in the wrong family. And that that's Romeo's yeah. that's Lil Romeo's legacy. Yeah. For me. And, and, and see that's why and that's why um when I bring up Bow Wow, um Lil Romeo was around that time too. And he ain't do anything since he once he got a little older. Bow Wow still has some songs when he got older. He he was still, you know, you can say what you want about yeah. him, but yeah, that's true. He still has some songs with Omarion as a, you know, yeah. as a, a plus twenty one. And and I thought that Bow Wow, like whether you liked his music or not, I thought he kind of revealed himself at at various points as he was getting older to be somebody that really could rap. Like, I don't think his career really turned into this great success once he became an adult, like his rapping career. But like when he was in that teenage era, like when he kind of had to throw, when he cut the braids and kind of had to throw. Um, y'all know the, y'all know the little yeah. era I'm talking about, mid 2000. He was on like, I remember him on the, on the basement a couple of times. And I'm like, okay, freestyling the band. I'm like, okay, you know, he's not that, he's not this uh, teeny bopper, like this thing that's been forced on us as much as maybe you might think. Like he can spit a little bit. Um, I don't feel like that translated into a great adult career, but um, yeah. but I I respected Bow Wow as an MC. As weird as that sound, that feels weird to say out loud, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> like I, like it's I, wrong. Well, yeah. I mean, how many? How many? I mean, name some other 13, 12 year olds. Yeah. Who, who, in context, Rocket. Yeah, I mean, you could say he was around JD and all his other stuff, but. What? Niggas were writing think, his rhymes, but, y'all. Come on but, now, dog. You uh, acting so like why, he was. So, so why little Romeo ain't succeed as a grown man? Because it's, he it's, didn't have Jermaine Dupree behind him. Let's but, be real, man. I mean, look, we said we always talk about the Jay Z line, make another Jay Z type thing. Yeah. Ain't that never, who else? Let's let's go around and see who else. That, I think I think that and Rock, you tell that's me. That's what I give him credit for. Is your biggest issue, Rocket, that he didn't that like he he did not become a successful adult? rapper uh and it didn't really translate i just think legend is a stretch i think if you call bow wow a legend you got to start including a lot of people just because he had big singles like look i I respect him like he he, i'm not gonna say he can't rap but to give his his career his childhood career credit when he was just a puppet being manipulated by jermaine dupree and several other writers and producers at the time, like he was basically a pop star, man. He but, wasn't like an MC writing his own rhymes. That shit was written for him. JD had crisscross too. Yeah, that and they blew been, up too. And they it, found the niggas. They, in the, he found niggas what in the ball. They, dog. What did they do as a grown man? Did that translate like Bow Wow? Yeah. So I think so. Here's, Bad drug problems. Here's the, the, here's, that's here's, what I'm saying. Here's, like he no. He, I, I gotta get Bow Wow credit, man. Because I think I can split the difference though with what y'all saying, because I'm here. I'm actually hearing both of y'all. He probably is not 
a legendary MC, a legendary rapper, but his success and his yeah. wave in the yeah. moment. I'm not putting them in the top 10 rappers right. of all time or anything like that. You could argue that his moment and his wave was somewhat legendary. Going back to the point that I made earlier about has there been a more successful 13-year-old rapper? And so maybe his wave and success and influence is probably legendary, but like him just as a straight up MC, like, you know, when I, my standard for like legendary MC, just my personal, you know, and I'm not saying this is the only one, but like, I think I'm like, okay, is he Scarface? Could he, could he hold, could oh, he hold, of course not. could he hold Scarface's jock? And now we're laughing, right? Yeah. So I'm like, okay, yeah, there we go. But, but that wave, that moment is the moment in time probably was legendary, especially if you was young enough to experience it. Yeah, and and like I said, he's still he's still somewhat re- relevant. He, he yeah. for the wrong he, reasons now. Let's be real, y'all. He's not look, he, relevant for the music. Yeah, that's anymore. True. That's true. His, his music is not as he, relevant. Look, he's still going, man. There's a bunch of thirteen year old artists that's not doing anything at all that that went ghost. Yeah, he still found a way to keep his name going. Like he he he, he I, I feel like he a good host. He yeah, he kind of no. translated into the media part. Yeah, I, he's talented. I feel like yeah. yeah, he's a talented dude. Probably is just a straight up rapper, MC, and y'all are the hip hop heads, man. This is a hip hop podcast, you know, and I think that's kind of where Rocket is coming from. Like, come on, man, we know him. I'm not, I'm not putting them against Jay Z and right. Nas and stuff like that. But I think it's a, yeah. I think it's a lot of, I think a lot of people could be a legend in certain ways. Yeah, I'm not saying his bars is legendary or stuff like okay, that. As long as long as you're not calling look, him a music legend, no, I'm, I'm cool with I, that. Just look, like, just put his career down on paper. Yeah. Everything he did and how he translated and all that stuff. Yeah. I think it's a, I think it's a legendary career yeah. for, for his, his, his stand, his standards. Yeah. Rocket, I think you're sleeping on him as an MC a little bit, but you are correct that he is not a legendary yeah, MC. I'm not, I'm I'm not, not that put, crazy. I'm not putting him up there with Scarface right. and yeah. stuff like that, but yeah. just looking at his body of work, yeah. Like you can say what you want about the music, if if it's teeny bop or if it's kind of cheesy, if it didn't relate to you, because I'm not, a, I wasn't a Bow Wow fan at all. Right, my, I ain't really care for his music, but just looking at his body of work, his resume, I, I just can't say nah, man, nah. And, and you gotta push him to the side. Turn nah. it, turn into a I good host. Do that. Turn into a good host and actor, you know. But the MC part, yeah. But like, I actually think he's probably became like he developed to me as an actor uh a lot better than he did as a as a rapper low-key nobody really talks about because he didn't have like major major a whole he bunch was a of major bad actor too I, like see what, what are y'all see, talking about dog like mike was a classic no 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 no, no. <laughs> I, i'm talking about the no i'm talking about the current no like like mike he was okay. he was a bad actor but like you go to his csi what is he in what does he do csi or something no. Don't don't he, come on man. He's better. He's better than that. He's a better actor. You just don't like Bow Wow. He is a better actor than he was you before. You ain't giving my man no credit at all, man. Was he in it's, Tokyo uh, Drift? Look, he, that was he, a he was bad in that too. What are you Tokyo Drift was bad, but no, he, I thought he listen, was alright. No, wait, first of go all, ahead, like ahead, if he ahead, if ahead. he's not that good in music, it's crazy how he's getting all these movie roles and TV shows and. Hosting one hundred and six in Park and all that, like it's it's one thing if he was like a legendary rapper, and by default they giving them all these movie roles, and yeah, TV shows and stuff like that. But if you feel like he wasn't even good doing music, how the hell is he still staying relevant now? I didn't say he was not. I didn't say he was bad at any of these things. I just didn't say he was great. 
Like yeah. I think y'all are. I think you you accuse me of overrating him. I think you accuse me of underrating him. I think y'all are overrating him a little bit. Yes, it is nice that he has his great entertainment career. Yes, he is a decent host. He did an okay job on 106 and Park. He is a decent entertainer. But I, a legend in any of those aspects, acting or music. Yeah. Okay. Hell no, man. In, in my opinion, I, I just think I, his overall career, just his body of work, his his resume. Yeah. If I gave you his resume and you you go through everything he did, numbers and all that shit, I think you just can't just sweep it to the side like that. I think because man, a lot of people ain't do that. Hey, it's, it's okay, some well, good. Well, ja, ja Rule legend too. Ja Rule legend too, man. We 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 had a whole you, lot of legends you, you don't, in now. You, you don't <laughs> you don't think he a legend at all? Ja Rule? No, no, no. I'm not saying he is, but I'm just asking you. You don't think he a legend at all? I don't think Ja Rule is a legend. No. Okay. I is, think if you, I think we gotta. We we gotta we gotta balance out what we call you can't no, call Jay Z a legend and Ja Rule a legend. No, I think like, there has th- to be some no, kind of bar here. But see, it's different type of artists though. Like, do you feel like MC Hammer is a legend? He's not Ooh. the same as Jay Z, but That's, he did some legendary shit. That is a good. But they're response. not. The, yeah, they're not the. They're not the same type of artist, obviously. But I think I think it's yeah. I think though, but with Jai, the goal at one point was to be. I mean, I, they came around. They came up. I yeah. think that 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 was I, they were supposed to be closer than what they ended up being. Yeah, I, I'm ideally not, for for Ja Rule. I, th- I think a lot of people kind of overrate Ja Rule a little bit too. I'm not like I, I appreciate what he did, but I'm not really a Ja Rule fan. I think a lot of people act like he was just the greatest thing ever at one point. Yeah, I I just disagree with that. But I do think it's different levels of legendary. You can't you know it's not like they all played the same position. And you yeah. ranking them. See, I, I'm going to be honest real quick. I I liked Ja Rule a lot at the time and look back on it and I'm ashamed of myself. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, what the fuck? You're not I? alone, man. You're yeah, not I'm alone. like, man, I was, I was, I was, was really jamming that, but that's yeah. not good. It's, that's it's, not good music. It's funny because I was listening to somebody that was saying how um, they think Ja Rule should do a versus with uh, Cameron. And people was like, uh, wait, like, come on, man. People was like, oh, Ja Rule will wash the floor with Cam. I'm like, wait, what? I, I'm a Cameron guy. Yeah. I just don't think people was acting like, oh, no, he got too many big hits. And they start naming J-Lo and Ashanti and all that stuff. Yes. Cam was first doing storytelling rapping in 90. First of all, that shit ain't going to ride in the verses to me. Yeah. Like we seen the shit with Fabulous and Jada Kiss. Fabulous playing all the songs with um what's what's her name? I forgot I forgot the girl name. Um Tamia uh, Tamia, yeah. Yeah. And Jada go back with a hard ass song. Yeah. And, and that shit didn't matter. Yeah. But uh, yeah, the way people kinda rate Ja Rule kinda <laughs> frustrate me a little bit. Hey, I think real quick uh, to put a bow on Bow Wow though, I think from what I'm hearing, it sounds like Bow Wow, tell me if y'all agree with this. Jack of all trades, master of none. Yeah, I give him that. I give him that. I think that sums him up a pretty well. Yeah. And I think we ultimately, I think we have the same view. I think our the issue here is our definition of legend. Yeah, I think. Yeah. And, and, and you got a strict, a you got a strict definition of legend. It's I'm, more of I think there's a diff, you, I think you're you're calling him a legend based off his entire career. I think you're a legend in music or hip hop, and I think you could be a legend in acting, but. If you're talking about legends in all fields, I think that's that's something that most rappers won't even be able to do. 
you know so yeah i, I think yeah. we just have different different definitions just, of legend but yeah I just, yeah I'm, I'm just saying like i'm not saying he the best rapper or i'm you know like i said i don't like his music but it's hard to do what he did like yeah. you could be the best rapper ever it's it's good rappers out there that never did what he did who who had every chance like he had and just to be yeah, consistent. Nah, nah, I gotta stop you there, man. He had the battery behind his back. So he, you he, feel he like had so, a head start over everybody. So it, it it haven't been another rapper that didn't have a battery behind their back but, like that that lasted as long as him. I felt, but was he not a protege? I felt like there was a reason behind that though. Like he had that, the look. He had the look. He did That's have the look. But see, but see, I would I would give you that if he was a child star and once he turned 18 we didn't hear anything from him again but he kind of kept going after 21 i mean he still has the look he's a good looking dude like you know objectively speaking so he still he still kind of has that appeal i think that's kind of what helps him get you know acting roles too because he's and he has a known name i'm sure he he's not a lot of trouble behind the scenes i'm sure he has things that makes people want to work with him you gotta give him credit for that Eh, a lot of people a lot of it's a lot of good looking people who had a battery behind their back that didn't do all of that because they they derailed themselves yeah i'll give him credit for not being a complete junkie and ruining his career fair (laughs) enough but i think it's a lot easier to stay on than it is to get on is incredibly hard to get on and he got on easily because Jermaine Dupree found him, said, hey, because same thing he talks about all the time. He found crisscross in the mall. He said, mm-hmm. y'all look like rappers. Come to the studio. I'm going to put you on a track. I'm sure I can't remember exactly how he found Bow Wow, but I'm sure it was something like that. He found him in some kind of situation. He was only, what, 13 years old. It wasn't like he had a whole life struggling trying to get on. And he said, I'm going to make you a star. Wasn't he in one of the Snoop Dogg videos? Was he, was yeah, he, was. he was on Doggy Style. Good point. Yeah. Yeah. He was on Industry style. plant. Industry plant. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. He was planted Look, he and the, he had a head start. He ain't the first industry plant that lasted this long, though. Or the uh, the only one that lasted this long. It's, it's other ones that did. It's other ones that, for some reason, they just didn't It didn't blow up like, like it should. Hey, let me ask yeah. y'all something real quick. And, and I know this would not necessarily matter on the gems and juice podcast. This is not a factor in what's relevant <laughs> on this podcast. I just want to see what y'all's answer to this question is. Does Bow Wow, if he didn't have one already, does Bow Wow get one of them stars on the walk of fame that they got in, uh, in Cali is in, in LA? Does he, uh, does he get, does he end up getting one of those? I, I feel like they he's give never those, starred in the movie. Come on. I man. feel like, I feel like they give those out regardless, man. I, yeah. I, I, yeah. Is is it's kind of like the NBA Hall of Fame? Yeah, or, or probably, basket, probably the worse. Ba- the Basketball Hall yeah, of Fame, they probably just, even worse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I think he gonna. Go, I forgot who had one recently. Oh, yeah, that's what I'm saying. I but, saw somebody get one. I was like, Donald oh. Trump got one. He was in Ghostbusters two and Home Alone two for like two minutes yeah. total. Yeah, <laughs> and they gave him a Hollywood. It's, it's, it's like yeah. the Rock and Roll Hall yeah, of Fame. It, it's an yeah. abstract way of recognizing celebrity. Like I don't even really feel like it's a. Like they're acknowledging anything specific yeah. anymore at and, this point. And and rest in peace to Nipsey, Nipsey Hussle. But I think he recently got one too. Yeah, and that's definitely and, uh, and you know not retrospect. the bag on his career, but he I feel like he didn't do much to get a Hollywood star for his actual career. So that kind of show you how you know how I guess loose it is. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's all political. All yeah. political. We got to yeah. table this debate, though. I'm sure we'll have it again soon. But I, <laughs> I just I think we just disagree inherently on several aspects of Bow Wow's <laughs> career. But we're going to leave it at that, man, because like I said, it was a busy week and we got a whole lot to break down. Um, we already talked about the Key Sweat and uh, uh, Bobby Brown versus, so we ain't going to go back to that. We will instead go to another big event that I also missed because I don't have cable, but I did see some clips of it. The BET Awards 2021. They occurred. Uh, very controversial. I'm sure everybody's seen a little Nas X thing that happened. But there were actual awards being given. And I'm reading this for the first time, actually. Album of the Year went to Jasmine Sullivan for Hotels. Which was kind of strange because um, that album wasn't really an album. She she said it before, how it was just like an EP yeah. or a project. Yeah, they didn't seem to be making that distinction in the it, categories. Yeah, and it looked like it had a lot of tracks on there, but it's literally like six or seven songs. Right. And she said it wasn't an album. Right. Very good. But yeah. But yeah, no, it you you can whip right through it. So I don't know. I think I think the EP and album designation is only for the recording industry awards. And I don't think BET falls into that. So I think they just include everything in one category. I think that's more so for the Academy Awards to say, hey, this was an EP, it's not my album. So I can still win Best New Artist in three years when I dropped my uh, debut album, <laughs> even though I've dropped like 16 projects since then. Yeah. Um, other things, uh, best R&B, best female R&B slash pop artist went to her. Best male pop artist went to Chris Brown, who is oh, still I know that. not I canceled. That. Yeah. yeah, man. I Maybe it wasn't televised. Yeah. Maybe they didn't televise it because they didn't want to be right. toxic. Which was kind of strange because um, him winning that because the whole theme of the BT Awards was women. Power yeah. in women. Yeah, it I was. don't know if y'all noticed that. <laughs> it but was. That's a good point. I think that's one of the reasons Jasmine won that um, album of the year, too. That's one of my little theories, but huh. that's interesting. Yeah, and 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 celebrating Chris Brown would still in 2021 still <laughs> well, be antithetical it, to if that. If it wasn't on TV, then they know what they're doing. They couldn't have did that. Yeah, I, I missed yeah. it. I missed it. They that. probably cut it because it's pre-recorded. I'm sure they probably just yeah. cut it after that whole uh, incident was was publicized with incident. him. <laughs> yeah, slapping a weave off some woman. <laughs> so yeah, I'm sure they probably just cut that. But he did win that award. Um, best group went to Bruno Mars and Anderson Pack. Um, Which is also wild because they don't even have an out. They got yeah. one song out and they won group of the year. Yeah, it's that's, like that's all yeah, you need to be song, a group. Though. Yeah, that yeah. was hilarious to me. Who who are the nom- the nominees? Were twenty? Okay, these nominees half of them weren't even real groups. Twenty one Savage and Metro Boomin, Chloe and Haley, which is a real group. Yeah, Chris Brown and Young Thug, which is not a real group. City Girls, a real group. Migos, real group. So of one, two, three, four, five, six nominees, only three were real groups. Why, why don't they just call it best group and or collab? Because that's really yeah. what they're trying to say. Well, best collab. No, that's because best collaboration is its own category. Oh, shit. Yeah, oh, you're right. Yeah. yeah, that's right. Yeah. So they, the they should put them in there. Yeah. The, <laughs> the, the best collaboration went to WAP with, of course, Cardi oh, B and Megan Thee Stallion. And yeah, uh, Megan Thee Stallion, the baby, Cry Baby was a nominee too. Mm. Rockstar, pop star for the uh, night. And West Pop that's and that's why because if they would have put um, Bruno Mars and Anderson Pac in the best collab, it was Wap would have won. Yeah, yeah. And I, I feel or like- no, Wap would have still won, and I think they just would have shafted 
No, uh, they wanted they wanted Bruno Mars and them to win, though. That's true. I think Did they, Bruno Mars actually show up? Yeah, they actually yeah, performed. Perform. Yeah, perform. yeah, Oh, well, okay. Yeah, they, they they the song. So, yeah. yeah, they definitely wanted them to win, but I think they want to keep this uh, woman thing going on throughout the night. I mean, is the, part of the issue just is just not enough groups out there? You know? Like, especially making yeah. hot music? Could it be yeah. just... It could be. Could be. I haven't yeah. really thought about that, but... I mean, think about... I mean, yeah. They, they 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 went to these great lengths to make collabs that, into groups. That category is weird because Twenty One Savage and Metro Boom and what they did an album that, together. Yeah, was that a yeah, that that was strange though. I I ain't look at that as a group though. It's a collab. It's a collaboration. <laughs> they collaborated. Yeah. That's what they did. They're not a group. I, at least I don't yeah. think so. It's news to me if they are. Yeah. yeah. You know. So it just might just be I that think, we don't have groups no more. It, it could be, man. I think they, they shared album credits on that album, so maybe that's why they called okay. it, but I don't know. Whatever. Yeah. It's all political anyway. Who cares? <laughs> um, best male hip-hop artist went to Lil Baby, who is just winning everything now. Mm-hmm. Um, he is he is the chosen one, man. He is Anakin Skywalker of the rap yeah. now. He's just going to be everywhere winning everything until people get tired of him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or he becomes toxic. Who, who, what, is, what is he comparable to? This... Uh, is he Ja Rule? Now, are we gonna look back? I mean, because I'm not trying to say he's whack or anything like that, but like if something feels because I, I actually I'm not gonna lie to y'all, I actually like Lil Baby, but I'm not I'm yeah. not gonna try to sell you on him like he's just this great MC necessarily, but like I, I like his music, but I'm trying to figure out what is this comparable to, like this wave that he's on. I'm trying to think somebody who because my, my thing with Lil Baby, I don't think he's a bad rapper, I think he's pretty good yeah but i can't i think everything he tries to do there's somebody one of his peers does it better mm. gonna makes better melodic songs huh. young thug rap better like his peers are better at him than what he does but he wins all the awards i feel i know some people like him as a rapper i just never i was never really amazed by him lyrically he makes he has some good sounding songs but i feel like he is just a num another num- member of ysl but he gets this huge push. He's everywhere, man. He met with Kamala. He went <laughs> to the White House, dog. Like, this dude is now the face of hip-hop for some reason. His songs be and jamming, though. He he does jam, yeah. But the, the one conscious song, which I hated. Yeah, I'm with but you. That's a whole nother, <laughs> yeah, yeah. whole nother discussion. Uh, like, I don't see what he's done to be the face of hip-hop. Honestly. He makes good music. I'll give him that. But this push that he just wins all these awards and is just the face of everything is wild to me. And the, and then I don't, I don't know if you noticed this figure. Like this might be the first time I really paid attention to him in a social setting outside of that stupid ass James Harden video uh, from last year or whatever. <laughs> but like he doesn't really have um, like charisma and personality. At no, all. he doesn't. I, I watched Zero. Yeah, the last interview I watched of him. He was on the Breakfast Club and his his um, accent. You know, I'm in the South, so yeah. you know I hear some Southern accents. Right. But his was like a, a, acts, a real South, a Southern accent where I couldn't even understand what he was saying, and it wasn't like he was owning the room. And, yeah. to be, and to be fair, Migos were the same way too. But I think the last Migos or the last Offset interview I saw, he was kind of open. He was yeah. he was kind of on in the room a little bit. He wasn't it wasn't a one word answers and 
stuff like that. But Lil Baby, he really wasn't like that. Yeah, even when he accepted his award, like his, it was like basically, like first of all, I want to say it might even been was it Naomi Campbell? I forget who it was that presented him an award, but it was a beautiful woman, <laughs> a beautiful famous woman who presented him an award. And you know the normal thing to do is to go up there and do the half-ass hug and maybe the side cheek thing and whatever it is. He basically just grabbed the trophy, turned around, and was like, hey, y'all, appreciate it. And, uh, yeah, later. <laughs> and I was like, that nigga's supposed to be the best rapper out right now? That was swaggerless. <laughs> like, he didn't acknowledge the woman standing there uh, and didn't have nothing to say in his, in his uh, acceptance speech. Like, yeah. I don't know about that. <laughs> so, I don't know. But I do like his music, yeah, though. I, I can't I lie to you. I like the music. <laughs> I, I agree, man. I just don't see it. Like I said, he makes good music, but... To be, like you said, I don't think he has any charisma. I don't see him acting in movies. Like, I don't see him. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm sure when he when they put him in Black Panther 2, it's going to be terrible. <laughs> and we're all just going to put our head in our hands. Yeah, nah. And say, uh, why did they force this? What's my guy? Cook? Ryan Coogler would, ne would never. I mean, he might. Yeah. He'll give him man. some music. But, like, like he can <laughs> be on the soundtrack. But please tell me he would I don't not. know. As an actor? I don't know. Nah, come on. I'm very, I'm very, he might have a cameo. I, I just would not be surprised if they went to Wakanda and little baby had one line in that awful accent he would have to Ooh. force. And they, I, I just, I see it happening, man. Especially <laughs> since Wakanda is actually Atlanta. Oh yeah, according yeah. to T.I. <laughs> no, no, I mean that's where they. No, nah. about another kind of tip. <laughs> that's where they record the shit, though, right? Uh, yeah, I want to say, is it Tyler Perry Studios? They record. Yeah, I yeah, I think so. Yeah. yeah, so I mean, like it literally is. Like yeah, so it, it, it'll be up the street. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. We'll we'll see. But on to the other winners, man. Uh, best female hip hop artist went to Megan The Stallion. See, I don't like this being separated. I, I'd rather it just be best rap artist. I don't. Mm. I don't like the best male and best female. I like how the Oscars makes everybody compete against each other. But yeah, whatever. Yeah. Um, yeah, rap just not there yet. I don't feel it. it's getting there, but I don't think it's yeah. just it's just not there yet. And it would be some yeah. hurt feelings if we if if, good. if if it got real. If Meg uh, went over Jay Z or something. <laughs> see, and, and I'm because you just at you. Brandon just said who is comparable to Little Baby and his push he's getting. I would argue Megan Thee Stallion. Mm. I would argue Megan Thee Stallion, although a good rapper who makes good music, has gotten accolades that far. Uh, are, are kind of out. Don't don't really match up to what she's put out. In my opinion, interesting. Yeah, huh? She yeah. she's won a lot this year as well. And I don't know. She just put out her first album, which like I'm not in. I don't hang around high school, so I don't know what kids are listening to. But I don't think this album really did what it was projected to do. I'm sure mm. they expected it to be a lot bigger, and a lot of the songs just didn't pop off like that. She has a new song, which is not even on the album. She might drop a deluxe version of the album with Thought Shit. Thought Shit's a hot song. I'll give you that. Yeah, but it is. Yeah. I, I don't. I I don't see anybody still talking about this Meg album besides the hotties on social media. So yeah, I don't know, man. Shit, I barely see them now. <laughs> yep, and she won over Cardi B, Doja Cat, Lotto, Koi Larray, who is brand new, so she won't go win, and Sweetie, who shouldn't win. Yeah, shouldn't be in the she she, she, she in the damn conversation. Yeah, no, that's that's just absurd. Yeah. Uh, wow. Interesting. Yeah, it really is. I'm sitting. I'm sitting with this with this thought because, like, the way that she does not compare to Lil Baby, that she does have the 
sort of personality and it factor and something. And yeah. I mean, that's part that has to do with the look, Woman. you know. Yes. Um, but um, yeah, man, because that I mean, when she, I lost. I mean, I love her to death. Like just what she's about, her energy and everything. I just love her. But that body body shit, man. Yeah. <laughs> I swear awful. to God, like it was I, awful. I was like, I mean, every time. You ever hit the hit the radio and like smack like smack the next dial? Yeah. Oh, that that was every just like boom on the radio. Like absolutely not. We wouldn't. And of course, like my my daughter is eleven, and so I'm trying to be careful with what she's what she's consuming, what she's exposing herself to. But she's a fan. And I'm like, I'll be damned if my daughter's out here singing this damn body yaddy. Both yes. the both the content matter and the quality of the content. Both yeah, are, are, are are going to be <laughs> antithetical to what I'm about. So we turning this shit off when you get, at least when you get in my car, you go with your cousins and do and y'all do all of that young people shit. But it's not happening here, dog. So that's, that's interesting. Meg maybe being a little overhyped. I hadn't thought about it because I love her so much. I hadn't thought about it like that. And we didn't talk about this either, but I'm sure she's upset because you know apparently the the black TikTokers are having a protest. And they refuse to make because, you know, usually when a song comes out, all the TikTokers make a dance to it. Right. Yeah. And then that blows the song up even more. Yeah. Well, apparently they're boycotting because supposedly they're upset with all the white content creators stealing their dances and getting more money than them. So they decide to boycott making a, a dance for thought shit. Mm. And so nobody has made a dance officially. I guess the bigger TikTok people have not made a dance to thought shit because they are protesting the platform and how people get paid when they should really get paid for it. And I'm sure she's upset that they decided to do this with her. Yeah. Because I'm sure she's like, because y'all wait till the next song maybe. But <laughs> yeah. very interesting. They, they chose this song to make a stand after all the other songs they made blow up. Yeah, now they're man. making a stand with her. That's kind of yeah, strange. She, but. Yeah, when the song first dropped, she was posting a lot of you know other dances too. Uh, people yeah. just twerking to her song. So mm-hmm. I, I know she pissed. She went live on YouTube to debut it. Oh, it, did she? Yeah, yeah, and told to, like the backstory and all of that. Mm. Like she did a live rollout of the song. Uh, like sitting in some type of queen type of chair set up. Like you know how oh, wow. how, how they got to be dramatic and shit. Can't nothing be just normal. Yeah. So it's like all of that. There's some nigga coming in there to fix her shoes and shit. Like you know, like she's, like you know, like she's the emperor or something. Yeah, it was like a big. It was a huge rollout. You know, um, I didn't know that about the TikTok thing that you mentioned, Rocket. Damn, that's because what's what's fucked up about that is all that's gonna happen is some a subpar dancer is gonna still make a dance to it at some point. And they already are. They're yeah. struggling now. There's a <laughs> compilation of white people trying to make a dance to it and it's not working out too well. So, oh man, yeah, that's funny. damn. Damn. So more awards this that were handed out this evening. Um, WAP won video of the year, of course. Um, I guess it deserved. I don't know. I don't watch many videos anymore, but that was a good video. Yeah. Gibeon wins best new artist. I feel like Gibeon's been around for a while, hasn't he? Maybe not. Yeah. I think uh, the first time I heard of him was on that Drake song. So yeah, okay. maybe not. Which I'm now I'm blanking on that. Which song is that? He sounds a lot like uh, what's his name. That other nigga that Drake worked with a lot, Sampha Sam Smith. Sound. Yeah, Sam Smith. No, Sampha. Oh, Sampha. Oh, okay. oh. Yeah. yeah, he's not a lot like Sampha. At least on the song I heard him. I think he yeah. was on Chicago Freestyle. And yeah, so Givian won Best New Artist. Mm. Um, for those who heard of him, yeah. <laughs> um, I just heard of him maybe uh, honestly just a maybe a couple of months ago with the that heartbreak anniversary, and then he's got uh, a the, the song after that. 
Yeah. Yeah. I'm actually okay. surprised he won this. <laughs> who were his? Uh, he went against who was on here? Uh, Coy Laray, Flo Millie, Jack Harlow, Lotto, and Pooh Shiesty. Has a white person ever won a BET award? I'm pretty sure. Serious I, question. I'm, I'm sure, I'm sure Eminem maybe. Yeah, was, maybe Eminem. I'm about to say I'm sure Eminem won something. Hey y'all, hey yeah. go back and check the tape. I don't know for a fact because uh, I wasn't watching them at the time. But y'all go go back and check and see if Macklemore won any. I, I very much doubt Macklemore won a, a okay. BT award. In fact, I'm betting almost everything that he did. I yeah. very much doubt he did. Talk about a wave in a moment that that confused the hell out of me. Because um, people worried that was a thing. That was the Grammys where he won best okay, album, yeah, yeah. best rap album. Yeah, yeah. Okay. okay. Uh, B Eminem won four BET awards. Mm. One in two thousand one, best male artist in two thousand three, video of the year in two thousand three, and collaboration yeah. in two thousand ten. Yeah, I'm looking so, at other winners. I'm looking at other winners too. Justin Timberlake won at one that point. That makes sense. Okay. Iggy Azalea. I don't remember oh, her shit. winning. I don't remember oh, her God. winning. Well, shit, if she won one, then they could have yeah. given one to Macklemore then if, yeah. if, if, at that point. Shit. Yeah. He won video of the year in 2013. Macklemore? Yeah. Oh, shit. Oh, man. Damn. Damn. So, then, yeah, beat. For that pop the tags or whatever? Yeah, it looked like Sam, Sam Smith won too. Won one, which I think he probably. Yeah, he had his, he some a little bit of soul in yeah. some of his songs yeah, that played on black radio. So I guess I understand. You know, that. the recent one that would make more sense to me if it was going to be one. And I don't know if it is classified as R&B music, but Ed Sheeran, if I'm saying his name right. Oh, Ed Sheeran. Uh, if he wanted to be to award, I mean, I know it's Viacom owned and no longer like a black network or award show. But if uh if he won one, I don't know what to think, man. If Iggy won one, he can win. Think. Nah, hell no. That, that's if, fair enough. If fair Iggy won one, damn it, Ed Sheeran can T win one. God but T.I. was putting a battery in her back, too. So I think he won, she won off the strength of that. But yeah. whatever. I don't even want to look to. I don't want to be disappointed by hearing that Ed Sheeran won a fucking BT <laughs> award. So I won't even research it. I'll just hope he didn't and assume he didn't. Yeah. Um, I don't think his shit played long enough on black radio to win one. Yeah, because Shape of You was everywhere. I'll give you that. Shape of You, and he had a black woman. He might have won video of the year for Shape of You. Yeah, he had a black woman in that video, and that song was everywhere. Maybe yeah. I don't know, but that's yeah. not black. That, like that's a guy. Actually, th that, I think that's a dope song, but yeah, that's not black is. music. Yeah, you yeah, know what it, I mean? it's not. Yeah. I think it's one of those songs yeah. that we kind of hey, that's 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 a cool song. Yeah. That's acceptable. Hey, hey, like, like look think, at that white boy go kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. Sam Smith song played more on the urban radios than Ed Sheeran. Yeah, Ed Sheeran. Yeah, it had more of the R and B feel to it. Yeah. Um. So let's talk about the the award show and wrap it up with our general thoughts on it in particular. Some of the controversial aspects, like I mentioned, Lil Nas X had a performance where he kissed one of his background dancers, and that of course threw everybody <laughs> for a loop. Uh, Twitter was very upset in some circles talking about this is ruining our kids and ruining <laughs> America and black people and the uh, hotels were out in full force talking about how this was the end of the black not, man. Not the Migos performance. <laughs> <His> performance. <laughs> yes, Migos performed as well. Cussing Tyler, I saw <laughs> so I didn't hear that part. Wait, what happened with Migos? Oh no, they was just rapping their song and they was letting some cuss words fly. Yeah. Oh <laughs> yeah. wow. You know, and some of them was beeped out. 
but the the ones that wasn't beeped out was shit. Like they yeah. were saying shit on TV, but the other uh, bitch or whatever was beeped out or yeah. blanked out. I'm like, damn. Yeah. Like whoever got the dump button or editing they, it, they, they don't know the FCC rules. Yeah, clearly. Well, it, it was it was cable. There's no FCC. Oh, rules. that's true. That's true. That's right. That's yeah. right. That's true. So hmm. I think that I think really cable has gotten a lot more loose with uh, letting cuss words fly. Oh, one hundred percent. Yeah, especially with TV that. shows. And yeah, TV shows are basically FX. R-rated movies now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. FX is wild. <laughs> FX be showing bare naked ass all mm-hmm. the time. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, so they really don't give a fuck. <laughs> um, so what did y'all think about the overall award show? What did you think about the Lil Nas X controversy? I'm trying to get Brandon Scott canceled, so we're going to go with him first. <laughs> uh, why do you like seeing that gay shit? <laughs> or are you against it or for it? I'm just playing. Hey, nah, no, wait, I, what do you think? I actually got a hot take. I do have a hot take on this. Uh, <laughs> and my feeling from the Nas X, because I, I watched it live as it all happened, watched the whole performance. Uh, you know, not Lil Nas X, not for me, but for what it is, I don't have a problem with what he's got going on. When the kiss happened, I'm going to be honest with y'all. Like, I'm not a big PDA guy anyway, so it could be two straight people, two gay people, whatever. I ain't got to watch you kiss necessarily. Like, it's just not my thing. But my legit critique was, oh, that's a that was a nasty-ass kiss. <laughs> like, I thought more so than dudes two niggas kissing or two gay dudes kissing, that didn't really bother me as much. It was like... Y'all, y'all kissing that does not the look. Way he did it. Yeah, it looked like a bad kiss. Like, <laughs> and 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 who far for me to be as a non-participator is far be it for me to say whether it was good or not. But I was like, man, I don't, I don't want nobody to ever kiss me like that. The, the people participating get to decide whether the kiss is good or not, right? So yeah. far be it for me to say. But from just watching it, I was like, it wasn't the gay part. It was the swallowing each other's faces and y'all y'all two ain't clearly ain't never kissed y'all didn't practice this kiss surely it, it looked like that you know y'all didn't you know uh if y'all rehearsed the performance i would think you would rehearse the kiss and it would look a little and maybe that's what they was going for man i'm gonna eat his face because i want to i want to make that big of a gay or lgbtq i didn't lost track i'm i don't mean that disrespectfully but i want to make a statement for this for this community Maybe that's what they were going for, but I was like, "Why you kiss him like that, dog?" <laughs> that was my reaction, honestly. Other than that, I'm like, I don't, I don't have to see gay straight. I don't have to see nobody kiss uh, necessarily. I'm good on that for the most part. So you you reminded me of that riding dirty skit with that dude in prison talking about these niggas kissing, these niggas, yeah, niggas still kiss, kissing, niggas still kissing, niggas man. jacking their dick under the covers. Hey, man, what he say? He got man. He got this nigga from. He said, "Man, these niggas." Uh, man, it, it was so bad. I know exactly what you're talking about, man. It was so good. They yeah. get niggas kissing. They still kissing. But that, but that shit was actually anti-gay. These niggas still kissing, man. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I, I know exactly what you're talking about. Like that, that shit. And for the time, that shit was funny and even funny now. But I'm not even coming from that perspective. I don't give a damn what Lil Nas X do. I'm a grown man. I got children. I don't give a good goddamn what none of y'all do with y'all dicks, to be quite honest with you. Uh, but, uh, and and the, the children thing, okay, I will say this. Like, if y'all think this is what's ruining the children, y'all ain't good parents, man, because y'all not observing enough at all. Like, this ain't it. There's a lot of shit that we got out in the public that is messing with our children's minds and stuff that are yeah. that's probably not age appropriate. And I'll say it's, it might not be age appropriate for children to depending on how old to watch any kind of PDA, you know, gay, straight or otherwise, like how old 
What's the old old enough that four, five, six, seven, eight? At what point do you get old enough to where it's okay to expose them to anything that is sexual in nature? Which Nas, Lil Nas X, no matter where you stand on that type of social issue, is sexual in nature, goddamn, for yeah. sure. Um, and so that to me, that's not appropriate for any child, gay, straight, whatever, however you want to label the child, you know. Um, and so that to me, what's happening is you're getting a lot of the anti-gay sentiment that is being pushed off. They blaming their children for their own homophobia. You know, like, I don't want my kids to see this. And it's like, man, your kids don't care about that. And if your he kid... He's going to be whoever he is yeah. regardless. And if he's going to be gay, that's not going to be, you know, that's just, all that's going to do is just going to pique the interest of what's already there. Mm-hmm. You know, like, that's not going to turn them. So, yeah. uh, and, and even if it did, like, the idea that that's something that people get so hung up on is, uh, I'm just I'm just not there. I'm letting my kid, I got three kids... And I'm just glad that they're healthy. I don't give a damn what they do once they get like while they're children. You know, I'm gonna be they're gonna be limited, but like to what they can do. Period. No matter how they orient it. But once they get out of my house, I don't give a good goddamn what they do. So I'm not really weird. Uh, you know, weird about that. Like, oh, what is this doing to the next generation? Like, man, they they handle homosexuality better than we do. Better than our generation and the generation before us. Cause I had to get to a place to where I was. I like I've, I've come a long way, so they and I don't feel like they're starting with that initial point to where they got to get there, where like yeah. like I did. You know what I mean? So uh, so yeah, man. For me, it was just that was just an ugly ass kiss, you know. Um, <laughs> you know, uh, but I ain't got to watch none of y'all kiss ever. <laughs> Biggie, what are your thoughts on the the kiss that ruined the black community? <laughs> I, uh, so I actually didn't see this live. I actually went to the bathroom right before his performance, and uh, I heard him on the TV, but I missed everything, and um, so I ended up seeing it on Twitter. Uh, I'm not. I mean, I'm not really surprised, man. It's, it's little Nas S. We know who he is now, so people making a bit. It seems like everything he do, people make a big deal out of it now. And um, it seemed like he kind of get a kick out of it. He he go on Twitter and he he troll a little more. Like, yep. damn, maybe I should have. I think he said, damn, maybe I should have fucked the nigga then. <laughs> if y'all this uh, up in arms about it, but yeah, um, yeah. It, I mean, look, it's, it's little Nas X, and uh, I agree with you. I don't really do the PDA either, but um, it, I think he got to that point where you know what you're getting from him. Yeah, it's not a surprise. This this ain't Miley Cyrus coming right from Disney, right. and doing some wild shit where you think your kid your kid's sitting there about to think they about to see Hannah Montana or something. But um, I don't know. I I, I just don't. It, it really don't bother me. I'm not you know seeing that didn't make me didn't ruin my day. Where I'm like, damn, this world is messed up and all this other stuff. It's all type of other wild stuff on TV. To me, that that's that's not the wildest thing I ever saw on TV. But um, yeah, as far as uh, as far as the whole BT overall, I thought I, I was I was kind of thinking, man, because uh, I, I usually watch it on Twitter with the Twitter family, and um. Often you see people saying, man, this is awful. This war show was awful. This was bad. I'm wondering if the war show is actually bad or is it just the artists? Because if you look at all, I, I watched all the artists that performed and they mainly um, Southern artists. It's, it's a new type of music. You don't get the Jay-Z's or the, you know, you rarely get the Beyonce's and stuff like that. 
but it's mainly what's, what's on the radio right now. So I wonder if people feel like the performances are just awful or the, the way they do the awards are awful or if if it's just the flavor of the music. Yeah. Where they just don't dig. These award, these performances I thought were, as far as award show performances go, were decent though. Like I actually missed the Migos performance if I'm honest, but like I thought Tyler the Creator's performance would like visually was great. That and, was probably the best performance yeah. I've seen in a long time from yeah. BT. Yeah, and his voice is just like like he's got a. I don't know. He might be fail proof on a performance, damn near. Though just from his kind of just what his energy is and his sound. Um, I I really like Roddy Rich, man. Like I'm a, I'm just a fan, you know. And so I, I know I've met a lot of people who are not, but I'm a fan, and so I enjoyed his performance. I thought he was pretty good. He's another one who's got a sound that really works, and I think it works good live. I thought that was good. Mm-hmm. Um, there was another one. I thought the tribute at the end. You talk about the the geography part. East Coast niggas got the, what they wanted at the yeah, end. Yeah. They got their DMA, and I thought it was rightfully done, well done. You know, <laughs> bringing, uh, bringing Omar, Michael, what is it, Michael uh, K. Williams, Michael K. Williams, bringing him like out he there. Auditioning for uh, a DMX movie. Hey, them, them, them niggas look similar at yeah. this point, at this stage in life. It look like just it, it look like he's setting himself up for a DMX role, and he should play it. <laughs> I think he's a good actor and looks like him. Or yeah. not doesn't necessarily look just like that him, but it's favor. Yeah, and yeah, exactly. Kind of favor, yeah. sort of mannerisms, and you know they both New York. Like he's from, he's a New Yorker. Yeah. So, uh, so yeah, man. I, I I wonder if maybe it's the it depends on that wave that year, that performance that who are the performers that year. Um, you had Jasmine Sullivan and Ari Lennox perform, which yeah. was a you know a highlight for me because they performed the song. That yeah, I just, that I like the most from that album, you know, the yeah. the, the, the the jam. Yeah, um, sit on it, sit on it. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah. I mean, maybe. I mean, what, did you see a lot of pushback on the perform other than I the see, Nas X political uh, stuff? I just seen uh, BT Wars was whack type yeah. of thing, and I didn't think so. I think um, I, if you don't really like the music, you probably ain't gonna enjoy it, but. As far as the performances, I ain't seen nothing. Uh, I seen a few cringe-worthy stuff from yeah. Taraji Henson, but um, yeah. As far as like the performances and you know stuff like that, I I feel like they did a good job. Yeah, I, 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 I thought it was good. That was like the first live show in the, in over a year. Yeah, I thought they I thought they did every I thought everybody had a good performance. Yeah, and um, her she killed it. She, there you go. Yeah, I forgot about the, that. One. Side note: the one uh, I hate I, I I like people that perform live. I like people. Uh, I like her playing the guitar. I know stuff what you're like gonna that. say. I know so, what you're gonna say. Go I'm, ahead. I'm sick of the playing the guitar like you just. I guess the lip sync, the lip syncing of the guitar, with no chords, and you act like you just doing something and yeah. you're not really playing. I'm so sick of that, man. Rocket, rocket, like, dog. I, I, she ripped a, a guitar solo and wasn't playing Nan string. Oh man. no, wasn't oh, no. playing yeah. Nan single string, oh, man. No. And it was almost like it was like, like a solo. Like, yeah, and she the, was on the ground. She was yeah, rolling and the, and the guitar over. solo. She the, the the sound that you're hearing is hard. Like it's a hard ass guitar solo ripping, and she ain't playing Nan string, and and it, and it's not mm. even like a good. I can even maybe even appreciate if you can fake it good and make it like like fool me, trick me. Like that's your that's actually what your task with doing. You if you're gonna lip sync the guitar, lip sync period. Your your job now is to not make it look like you're faking it. That's part of the gig. And she wasn't doing none of that. It was just like mm. 
like here's a pretty guitar i'm pretty i play the guitar but i'm not playing it right now but don't this sound good and don't i look good and it was like that we don't need this we we know she play instruments that's okay you yeah. know like, or at least make it a little at least have a chord hooked up to the damn guitar yeah and some type of amp right there or something mm, but yeah. it was just like a free for all guitar it's like me holding this water bottle and just acting yeah, like right. i'm playing the guitar yeah it's just like come on man yeah. like I, she's a she's an excellent performer i love her right but and i know she 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 um came from the sky playing the drums and all this stuff it, it was cool but i just think the guitar act is is way too extra not just for her but anybody i felt like my intelligence was insulted because i'm like i don't play the guitar but i know damn well that's not what she's doing right now with the guitar you know i know it takes a little bit more than that <laughs> Prince rolling over in his grave. Yeah, for real, that's, em, that's embarrassing, man. That's embarrassing. <laughs> yeah, I don't know why yeah. she did that. I I, luckily, that. I didn't see that. But I that, forgot about that. That sounds embarrassing. Yeah. Uh, for me, whenever I critique the BET Awards, it usually has to do with the the show itself. Uh, the, the the production mainly um, is just usually poor. I didn't watch this year, but from what I've seen, it looked a lot better. I think they've come a long way. But usually when I critiqued it, because I used to watch it all the time every year, and it was just it seemed like it never got better production wise. Like there was all these mistakes and I know things going to happen on live TV, but it was just too many like audio messing up, them cutting to the wrong thing. People not really know what's going on. Jokes were corny as shit. Like there there are certain things that just really annoyed me about this show. And even the Academy Awards, like even if you don't like the Grammys, you don't like the uh uh, all the uh, uh, high, I guess, bougie ass awards. Show. Golden Globes. Yes, you, <laughs> at least the production usually is is sub- superb. Yeah, you know, it's, it's quality. About a ninety percent. Yeah. Right, yeah, sometimes it's messed up, but the BET Awards, it always seemed like there was something going wrong. Like every they were they were all they, they seemed like they didn't really know how to do live TV or a live performance. But I do think they've gotten a lot better. It was also annoying that the big names used to never come and they would have awards for people who weren't even there. Like Beyonce would win all the time. She would never be there. People would win. Their their performances were from people who, you know, weren't the biggest names at the time. But I think they've gotten better at that, too. So I think it's come a long way. And the way I judge it, I'm like, okay, this is Viacom, man. This ain't no like small time black owned company. If it was, I would forgive a whole lot. But yeah. this is a, a white-owned mega billion-dollar company yeah. that that is funding these things. They usually like, do. The, I feel like usually, y'all can do a little bit better. Yeah, they usually do the MTV Music Awards, yes. and VMA stuff like that. Yeah, I agree. So I always felt and maybe it was a budget thing. Maybe they just didn't get enough money before. Maybe they're getting a little more now. But yeah, that yeah. was my main issue with it in the past. Will be the production mainly, not so yeah. much people who are performing yeah and now I, I i wonder if it was pre-recorded or not but it was it, it, i ain't see damn there no mess us for real for real nothing where i'm like whoa what's going on here i ain't really see anything like that so i just yeah. didn't understand how people were saying it was ass unless you just didn't like any other artists or uh, any other music, or you angry New Yorker, and there ain't no <laughs> New York artists or something. Yeah, no real hip hop up there. Yeah, but um, some other performances, um, Lil Baby, Lil Baby, and Kurt Franklin actually kicked off the show. That's right. They um, they that. kicked off the show. They play, they played the song from Space Jam, and mm. um, it it was cool. It it was you you mentioned Lil Baby earlier. They it seemed like they are pushing Lil Baby a lot because. He kicked the show off. He um he won an award, 
And then he performed again with uh, DJ Khaled and uh, Lil Durk. So it just seemed like it was somewhat of the little baby show. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he's everywhere. Yeah. Uh, fe- features, his own shit, he's everywhere. You know? So, I mean, I, I kind of get him being everywhere. Because, uh, yeah. I mean, in, in a show, because he is. Um, but, right, man, that Rocket, that's an interesting point you mentioned about the producers, though, man. Because now I'm getting, like, skeptical and thinking, like, man, are they not back to Figgy's point man they do the same shows as MTV and like these other places are they not giving their best and brightest to these shows like are they just saying hey you know this? do they look at BET now as charity like hey they just glad to have this shit anyway we just gonna let them all get together and you know maybe not give them the best our best production personnel you know our best producers put them into that you know I'm curious about that I hadn't actually thought about that and, and their ties to the some of the the whitest obviously we know BT is white now but the fact that they also do white shows that don't yes. that don't look yeah. haphazard the way BT show right the way the T, the BT shows have in the past and I'll say Figgy too about the response from people that sounds like people that haven't been listening and watching the damn BT awards yeah. because if you compare this one to the other ones like Rocket said he used to watch I stopped watching after a while I went a yeah, long went a long drop man BT awards uh, what else is what else is happening maybe five or six at least five or six years of not watching the BT mm-hmm. awards yeah and, you know and obviously not an anti black thing it was an anti this is a bad show thing yeah you that's, know yeah that's why I didn't understand because I didn't really have a bad thing to say about it I yeah. thought they did a good job and, right and you know it, it wasn't jam packed it was to me it wasn't ghetto. Usually it's always the EBT awards and all this other shit. That's a good point. It, it was it was not ghetto. It, it was, I, I, it was cla- cool. I don't love, like this word, but it was cl- kind of cla- all things considered, right? And you gotta yeah, you no, gotta, ghetto's a bad word, guys. We can't yeah. call black things ghetto anymore, mm. according to Twitter. Yeah, but uh, <laughs> I, I I thought it was good, man. Taraji Henson, I, I cringed a couple times, a, a couple of her jokes. I, yeah. I felt like she was a little going too far, or or what really funny, right? But, yeah, but, I, can't, I can't stand Taraji anymore. Sidebar: really? I really can't stand her anymore. <laughs> dog. I was really rooting for her, but she has turned. I, I, ever since Empire, she started acting like acting a like real virgin. Yes, in real life, <laughs> and that's super annoying to me, man. Yeah. Like that was a role, Taraji. You passed that now. Stop this whole stereotypical sassy ass black woman caricature she's acting <laughs> like now. But whatever. I digress. My bad. I will co-sign your take though. <laughs> Let's just say that. I I've noticed these similar things. <laughs> so uh from like I said, from what I saw, um I enjoyed the show as well. I think we all agree this is one of the better BET awards. Hopefully it keeps getting bigger and better. But yeah, shout out to them, man, everybody who worked to put that together. And hopefully they continue the uh, trend of having pretty good shows, man. And, and another side note, too, I, I thought it was crazy that this was the first time Tyler, the creator, performed at a BT. Yeah. yeah. Huh. It's just the way they presented it. Like, oh, first time. It's like, wow, like this guy been out for 10 plus years. Yeah. Yeah. And, and this and is he- his first time. I, th- I thought that was crazy. I would have thought he you know perform at some point but i get it I, I guess his music wasn't like radio mainstream like that but but, but igor got his flowers in real time yeah you know did. so yeah. I, I, if i would be surprised i forgot about that too that he hadn't performed there um but if i would be surprised it would be that it wasn't then like probably before then i probably wouldn't be but 
You know, I'm surprised maybe that they didn't catch on the yeah, wave. Just, just 2021. It's yeah. just shocking to yeah. hear that, you know, this is his first time performing. Yeah. yeah. It's like, damn. He, and he a creative dude. Very. So I, I feel like even five years ago, if he performed on the BET Awards somehow, I, I would have thought it would have been just as creative as um, the la- the, his his debut performance on there. And then with him kind of linked up with Frank, um, linked up with, connected with Frank Ocean too. So it was just kind of, you know, I know it wasn't really shocking, but it was kind of like a damn, really? <laughs> when yeah. he said that. I, I'm not surprised. I, I don't think black people really fuck with him. I think his performances five years ago would have got trashed. They would have been like, what the fuck is this? Five years ago, he was a different person. He was more anarchy, fucking shit up, hype anthems, uh, uh, troll and say you the antichrist, say all this crazy shit that black people like. Like, he was a different person then. Yeah. He got DJ Drama on his new album. That one he got a more hip-hop sounding <laughs> sound. He got more black fans, and I think now it's more acceptable for him to be on the BET award in people's eyes. So yeah, yeah. Like people, his his album, he literally says in a song, uh, you know, I'm a nigga like you and you a nigga like me. And so let's yes. be niggas together. <laughs> and he was not talking like that before. I don't yeah. feel like he was from what I listened to. And yeah. so did you like the album? How did you feel about it? I the did, album? man. I, I'm gonna be honest with you guys, man. I've not have never really been the biggest Tyler the Creator fan. And I kinda That's had to even a- even Igor, like I it, it took me a couple of listens to to really rock, kind of appreciate his artistic value because I just did I just didn't get the guy, <laughs> did not fucking understand him. And even in this album, when he's you know like said like this dude is off the wall, like he's got some stories. That, you talk about storytelling and going different places and you know off the cuff references to one to trying to fuck Justin Bieber and shit like that. Like I don't know what's going on in this nigga's head, man. But he's an interesting cat. He's talented. Uh, the sound is hard. I mentioned his voice earlier, and you know, I mean, you guys hear me. I'm I'm big in the into the 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 voice aspect of it all, man. Like he sounds amazing, so I I rock with it. Go see, he cannot yeah. perform this at the BET Awards. I don't think it. I don't think it would have went over. B, Bruno Mars might have been in the audience. They have a list of the worst BT performances, and this would be number one, probably. People would say, what the fuck is this? People would be very upset. He probably has some crosses burning, crosses upside down and shit. Yeah, he would have the green mask with the upside down cross on it like he used to wear. My wife Six, 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 and everywhere. My wife was not a fan of him at all i showed her this video and uh a fucking roach or whatever came out of his eye (laughs) some crazy shit which is fucking weird she's like nah get that demonic shit out of here yeah yeah (laughs) so so it took the i think it took the flower boy album for her to be like all right you can listen to it in the car but every time i put them on in the car she's like no (laughs) yeah yeah it took me it took me a while to come around on tyler but i'm Especially this this record specifically, um, it could be the whole gangster grills nostalgia of it, and you know yeah. we just we the same age, close to, at least he's a little bit younger, close to the same age, same era, you know. <laughs> so he's tapping into something that I like. Yeah. I, I understand where he's going with that. I feel that you know. Yeah. So it, it's funny because he said uh, what motivated him for this album was um, listening to West Side Gun, 
Yeah, I heard that. I thought that was really interesting. Yeah. I'm, like, I'm like, damn, okay. M- motivated him to, to get back and start making music, period. Yeah, because uh, yeah. We, me and Ryan, we talked about this on the podcast, how he Ryan felt like he, you know, he kind of wasn't really rapping, rapping as much. He wasn't like he was when he first started. It right. was more uh, more the R&B-ish type thing. And um, this album, he, it was just straight, it was straight up rapping. Yeah, he, <laughs> like, rapped, he rapped his it ass It sounded off. like he was hungry, too. Yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> he was, man. I think we all share the same opinion. That album is, of course, qualified. And, of course, the BET Awards this year. We're going to get that qualified, too, man. So <laughs> Qualified. Qualified the uh, Soldier, uh, Soldier Boy. Jay Prince will be proud of the <laughs> hey, BET Awards hey, this year, man. R- real quick on that again. Like, I, I do think that this is interesting, that the what we brought up, Figgy, that you, you bringing up him having not performed at the BET Awards before. And then I brought up some of, his, some of the, the lyrics that he introduced in this record and some of the focus of it. Like, there's some parallel there. Like and, and to to Rocket's point, like I don't, I'm saying, I don't think black people fuck with him. You know, I I think that this album feels that energy and responds to it, and and then along with that, him having not performed at the BT Awards until now is does not appear to be a coincidence when you think about all of that together, right? Yeah. Like to me, that tells like damn near a complete story. You know, kind of interesting. He was trying to hit all. I think with Igor, he was definitely trying to get that Academy Award type, or maybe not exactly a uh, Grammy. I keep saying Academy Awards, keep getting Oscars and fucking Grammys mixed up. My bad. <laughs> I don't think I don't know if he was trying to win a Grammy, but it seemed like he was trying to be artistic in a direction where he could win an award like that. And now since he got that, he's trying to say, okay, let me get the hood respect that I never had. Maybe maybe it's not really what's going through his mind, but that's what it seems like. The uh, that the playbook is oh, oh, for this album. Or was it was it also like uh cause remember it was that pushback he gave on it being the rap album? He's like, oh, this is this yeah, not just too. rap. And yeah, then now too. oh, you want a rap album? I got your ass. Here's your rap <laughs> that's album. A yeah, that's a fair point. That's actually yeah. a fair point. He did win best rap album for an album that wasn't really rap. Mm-hmm. So you yeah. might just be saying, fuck it, let me show him what a real rap album is. Yeah. And he's and vocal about it. that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So that that's a good it. point too. That's a good point too. Uh, but time to move on, man. We got some more topics. I feel like these guys been delaying this because he don't want to get canceled. We're gonna get him canceled. I remember that's our goal to get him canceled. Hey, this show. Honestly, honestly, man, it's been so long since I got on with y'all. Like I was like, shit. I hope these niggas is ready, man, because it's been months and I got shit to say. Yeah, uh, we definitely ready. Oh, you, if, if you got a lot to say, you can definitely get it off on this podcast and this show because we had the yeah. whole gamut. Yeah, we got some yeah. sports things to talk about too, man. So we're yeah. glad you're here. And plus, ain't nobody listening, so you ain't gonna get canceled. Yeah, fuck it, man. <laughs> fuck it, man. I know. I'm a- from from being a P one of this podcast, I know that you two niggas stretch out on this podcast. <laughs> yeah. So I'll be damned if y'all invite me, and I'm not. I'm a, I'm stretching out. I came up here in flip flops and everything. Yeah. The scariest thing is I'll be after we do this podcast and pro, and Monday morning come and I walk into work, I'll be wondering who be listening. I know you listen. Yeah. But I'll be wondering. I'm like we be getting views. Somebody listening. Yeah, and I'll be wondering, like, I wonder if Seth or Sean is listening. Those, I'll, I'll be wondering, and I'll just be nervous walking in here. I'm like, damn, I said some wild ass shit on here. Yeah, and they gonna come in like, man, this dude, like, wait, I don't know, he he, he too pro black for me. Or <laughs> I, people people listen to our podcast in secret, man. We're the guilty pleasure of a lot of people. I, I've realized. I think people listen to the podcast who we wouldn't expect to. And yeah, it's best to just pretend like nobody's listening so we can really just talk honestly. (laughs) And uh, 
yeah, if y'all enjoy, we really appreciate it. If y'all are listening private, we appreciate YouTube, but we would appreciate it if you would also pump up the podcast or maybe yeah. retweet a couple times. It wouldn't kill you. Shit, at this point, just let me know you listen. <laughs> so, yeah, I be, so I can tell you thank you. Yeah. A simple shout out will suffice. But no, we do appreciate everybody who do who do listen, does listen, whatever. Anyway, we have we have skated around the topic enough. No more. We are talking about it. We are bringing out the heavy guns, man. We are talking about the most controversial topics that have hit the timeline. Twitter timeline has been a war zone. <laughs> yeah. It's been Call of Duty war zone on the timeline, man. Black <laughs> men versus black women, black men versus black men, black everybody versus black everybody. The hogs, White the people, pigs. pig pen mentality. <laughs> we Twitter has been a pig pen, a yeah. cesspool, if you will, <laughs> for the past couple mentality. days, man. It has been a pig pen with hogs throwing slop and doing all kinds of crazy shit. And it's because of one of these things that happened this week. Bill Cosby. Yes, the Bill Cosby has been freed from prison. He was in Pennsylvania. Uh, I believe he had served about three years. And apparently he got out the Supreme Court of the state ruled. To my understanding, it's kind of convoluted. But apparently... Uh, part one of his depositions was used uh, by a prosecutor who initially told him that he would not be prosecuted for what he said in that deposition, and the uh, what he said that those deposition quotes were used in his new trial against this girl, who he was mm. a, a, accused of mm. uh, uh, drugging and assaulting sexually. And so on that technicality of apparently him being promised that he would not be prosecuted, uh, these were used in his new trial. And they ordered they they, I guess, decided that was unfair Mm -hmm. and they let him out because of that. So they ruled that he will be released that same day. And Twitter went into a frenzy. (laughs) They said that some people were on his side. Felicia Rashad commented to much the chagrin of many Damn, uh, she been holding them man talk about holding them down she been holding yeah. them down from the beginning yeah and i love she her has. so much i wish she i wish she would just be quiet sounds on too yeah <laughs> jack jack yates I'm, we went to, i mean we both yates high school oh, man. Man. god let me read her statement actually i don't know if it's still up i don't think she deleted it maybe she did she wow cut, she she cut the comments she deleted off. it oh, she deleted she? it she yeah. deleted it oh, she should never said oh, it wow. said wow. to support him oh, wow. in private that's your people support him yeah. in private we don't we don't need because that the only uh i saw um uh, I, uh shit uh janet hewitt uh the black and viv Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, she yeah. she actually retweeted it because she, she cut the comments off. So unless she was following, unless she or unless she was following you, uh, you would be the only one that can comment on it. Yeah. So it was no comments, and then she ended up um, apologizing for it in the next tweet, and she left the comments on on that one. So people was going ham on that. Just... So the the actual quote is finally in all caps and exclamation marks. A terrible wrong has been righted. A miscarriage of justice is corrected. And she tweeted that along with a photo of Cosby. So, yeah, Bill Cosby is free. He, How old is Bill Cosby? He got to be like, what, in his 80s now? Yeah, he's got to be 80-something. 80, how old is he? He's, he's definitely he in his 80s. He is 83. Yeah, so. 83 years old. Um, And, yeah, he's a free man now. Uh, Brandon, what are your thoughts? Are you excited? Are you happy a legend is home? 
So per- are, are you on on the same side? As <laughs> Which your side sister? are you on, man? Hey, you so, on y- so uh, I, Yates High School I, sister. I was gonna first say first of all, <laughs> let me address Felicia Rashad because that is the person who I often, <clears throat> and I mean often, as a Yates as somebody who also attended Yates. I didn't actually graduate there, but I went there for two years and feel myself to be a part of the culture and community. I, and so I, I brag on her all the time. So. And that that she went to Yates. I tell anybody I can tell. I said, hey, you know, we got we got uh, Claire Huxley. You know, went to, went to went to my school. You know, forty years before I did. So I'm like, oh man, I really wish for her sake that she would fall back a little bit. And like, I I don't begrudge her necessarily for supporting him personally because she has a personal relationship with the guy. Far be it for me to tell you who and who not to fuck with personally, and especially if that's your you know that, that's your people. So she that's cool. But publicly, I don't understand why she feels the need to do this, you know, um, because he's this is very, very clearly on the wrong side of right, you know, of of what you, what it should be. Now, as far as Bill getting released himself, I'm a, uh, just real quick because I got a little bit of background in court reporting too. Okay. I I do understand and respect what happened here with this ruling. Like I find Bill Cosby to be repulsive. Before I even knew for sure that he was out here date raping people, I just I did not like Bill Cosby as a person. What was the what was the NCAA, NAACP awards from either two thousand five or maybe even before that when he was like basically uh, talking down to black people? Uh, if you if y'all Google pound cake speech Bill yeah, Cosby, you yeah, can find it. But he's yeah. been he's essentially been dead to me ever since then. So mm-hmm. so it did not take the the women sexual assault stuff to get me to cancel Bill Cosby. He he was dead to me at that point. Right. So I didn't like him to begin with. But as far as the court stuff goes and, and how this went procedurally, like I get it. Like you, if you say nor so normally y'all think back to the OJ case, right? Mm-hmm. The civil case came after the criminal case and they were able to use the information like the, the civil case that they made. They were able to build it basically based off of the, the criminal case, you know, so they brought pretty much everything that was introduced criminally into the civil trial and on top of that they were able to depose uh oj simpson himself get him to speak on the record himself right so that's actually normal when you go from criminal to civil because the 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 threshold and the burden of proof is way higher and stronger in a criminal case but flip that around and say i'm going to use your civil in your criminal when the 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 standards and the the legalities and the way things work in a civil case are way different, and just the standard of proof again, the the the, the threshold is different, you know, yeah. in in that realm, why would you come bring that over into the criminal case? I get that, and if they agreed upon, we wasn't gonna do like I think you can maybe legally do it, but if yeah. they agreed upon it, where they weren't gonna do it, and it's ass backwards in the way that, you know, you think of fairness and how these cases go. I yeah. mean, it, it it made sense. Like, one of the things about America, people don't like to acknowledge this, but one of the beauties of America, <laughs> okay, and this this might be the thing that gets me canceled. One Only the, in America. Hey, All right. hey <laughs> one of the beauties of America is that you can be guilty of a crime, you can commit the crime and get away with it. Mm-hmm. Because it's not just you being guilty that's, that does you in. Yeah. They got to prove it, and they got to do it right. Because we yeah. got the content, believe in the Constitution or not, we got that some bitch, you know, and they got to follow it. 
You know, there there are rules to this here game, and you can't just hem somebody up. Yeah. So we all agree that Bill Cosby is a piece of shit. Fuck Bill Cosby. But this America, Jack. And you can't just <laughs> him a nigga up like that. Or you, at least you're not supposed yeah. to be. Yeah. This is the way it's supposed to work. Niggas get done in all the time or, or in the system. But mm-hmm. this is how it's supposed to work. When they fuck up, the 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 prosecution or whoever's in charge of putting you behind bar, when they mess up, they got to answer for that. And answering for it might mean letting your ass out of jail. You know? So, uh, you know, you think about the OJ case where they tried to frame a guilty man. You know, well, fuck y'all. He got to, he, he, he got to be freed in because that's not how it worked. Mm-hmm. He's so damn guilty. Prove it. You know, I actually I understand what you're saying, but I think that's actually what makes this country kind of shitty because those things only benefit the rich and affluent yeah. the people who can afford the lawyers who can fight that legality. Usually if you're a kid in the hood, the standard of, of proof is very low. Yeah. You I, know, you, you could they, they will throw you in and, and basically make you. There are people, kids who were so scared of jail they admitted to crimes they never committed because yeah. they say hey, hey you're they, facing 20 years but i'll get you out in five yeah, if they you just say out. you did it yeah but yes. rocket rocket i mean going back to all of it like racism racism is the reason why the ideals and 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 logos and mottos of this country don't work to begin with because it's because yeah. it's a walking fucking contradiction ideally we would all be able to do these things the same like we we would all have the same percentage chance of getting away with a crime you know, like I, ideally in an ideal America, and that would make it great, you know, the 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 concept of that. But no, I mean, what you're saying is the reason, like you're right. You know, it, it does not play necessarily for everybody. Um, but it is interesting that in the OJ time, when OJ got away with murder, niggas was happy about it. Yes. I know that there's, there's context of what was going on at the time, the backdrop of what was going on, but niggas was like, yeah, we finally got one. Cause only y'all get away with crimes and shit that y'all, you know, from you know, <laughs> fucked up shit. Yeah. It's about time that a nigga got away with something. And so, you know, we don't feel that way about this one though, because we're like, no, actually, you know, a lot of people are happy about this. Oh too. yeah, yeah, you're right, you're right. I, he, but he, see, I don't walk in those circles, <laughs> man. Like, uh, fuck Bill Cosby, man. And it's been there fuck Bill Cosby of- for 15 <laughs> years, 15 years in, in county. Fuck that guy. I'm not going to say it's OJ level, but there is a significant amount of people who are happy about this decision. So (laughs) take that how you will. I do think it's crazy that anyone can admit to a crime and get off of that crime because you admitted it. Which is because that's what happened in his deposition. If you read it, he basically admitted to drugging and assaulting this woman. Yeah, But But since they 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 agreed that he wouldn't get prosecuted... Yeah. So you can that's, admit to a crime and not get punished for it, which is crazy. Yeah. yeah. That I guess that's how the legal shit work because I mean, I'm I'm not saying I'm a legal expert, but just watching some of the shit how it go down is like um hey, if you admit to doing this, you go you'll get lesser time. That way yeah. we ain't got to go through court and all this other stuff. So it, it, it's kind of strange. It's like, all right, yeah, I did it. I did it. Yeah. All right, you get you only get three years instead of going to court and doing the whole trial, and you get um, fifteen years. Yeah, people think that is. So it's like at that point, if you admit it, it's just right. like motherfucker. No, oh, let's go to court. Fuck this. Right. Or let's no, but I or, guess it or, or like, like that. or like say there's video of the crime, but somehow the video gets tossed or it's not admissible, and it's like, damn, we got video evidence of this motherfucker cutting cutting this dude's head off or whatever it is. But you know what? So there's some technicality. The way you got the video. Yeah, you stole it. Yeah. <laughs> like oh shit. 
Oh, okay, well, damn, but we know for a fact that this nigga is crazy and will cut your head off. It's like, it oh. kind of reminds me of the, the, I know it's not the legal system technically, it's MLB, but it reminds me of the Astros. Yeah, it's, you know, it's the exactly Astros, yeah. they, they said, you know, admit to what you did and we won't punish you for it. We'll just punish the people who had we, nothing to do with it, but we're not going to punish yeah. you we just, if you just admit that you we did. We just fire the coach and yeah. the GM yeah. and find it. GM and manager are gone. And yeah. find the owner. <laughs> you know, the, the parallel that I draw, actually, and that's a, just a far more interesting one, but for me, it's actually the a journalism parallel from back from my newspaper days. I was told this story, and it's one of the reasons why when you talk about being on the record and off the record with sources— I tell somebody, if you tell me something off the record, try not to tell me too much of stuff that's off the record of stuff that you think would be of material and valuable to me in, in my job, you know, because because to me now I'm going to feel like I'm kind of getting getting games. And I'll tell you why. Apparently, back in the day, I forget if it was San Antonio or where, but there was a elected official who would had his trick of. He would get all the reporters that covered his beat, that covered him basically together and just tell them all kind of wild shit, everything that they could ever want to know off the record because mm. he knew that they would respect the off the record shit. And so they would be handcuffed and could never <laughs> report none of the pertinent and interesting shit that they needed to be writing and talking about because this man that came out and confessed all the shit that you need to be reporting off the record. And what would happen is, and this is why my boss at the time was telling me about this, what would happen is, an outlet from outside the town will find out about it, and they wasn't beholden to that off-the-record shit. They wasn't in them off-the-record meetings. We'll find out about it, get a tip, and they would be the ones to break the story. And then you look around in the, at the, all the local media, and it's like, hey, man, why y'all ain't say shit about this? How y'all didn't know about yeah. this? And literally, everybody knew about it but was sworn to secrecy. You know, It kind of remind me of that. It's like, hey, let, let's use the confession as a weapon. Like, oh. Okay, that's a, that's an interesting way of going about it. That, so. that happens in sports all the time too, man. Every time something big happens, like the Aaron Rodgers thing, all these reporters come out the woodworks and say, "Yeah, I can confirm that. We've known it for about a year." It's like, <laughs> wait, what? The, oh, we we're just learning about this now, but you've known about this for an entire year and couldn't say nothing because it was off the record. Okay, whatever. I don't want to hear your take now. It's too late, Buster. Yeah, that, that's why. And see, I, and I got some stories like that myself, but that's why you don't see me go. I won't go to air with shit like that. Like if it's off the record and I, for whatever reason, didn't report something that I say, I know something that just now got out there. Right. I'm not going to come back on the back end and be like, well, y'all, y'all know I've been on that shit. No, cause I wouldn't. Now I'll tell you off the record, like off the mic <laughs> and be like, man, yeah, shit, man. I did. I did hear about that shit. Ain't that crazy. You know, it kind of shit like that. But don't be a fraud and get on air and be like, yeah, so actually I'm the expert in this thing that I wouldn't tell you about for a year. I'll talk about it now. Yeah, fuck you. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so back to Bill Cosby, though. Fig, we got to get your take, man. What are your thoughts about Bill Cosby? Are you? Si I'm calling it the Facebook side and the Twitter side. The Facebook <laughs> side is happy. The Twitter side is very upset. So yeah. which side are you on concerning this uh, uh, Bill Cosby news? Are you team Facebook or team Twitter? Uh, shoot, man. Um, honestly, I I agree. I, I kind of agree with um, B. Scott. I never cared for Bill Cosby um, since the time he tried to. Uh, he pretty much tried to shit on all the comedians for cussing and all his other shit, and um, like he was just better than everybody. At that point, I'm just like, man, I don't really care. I never was a Cosby show fan anyway, so um, I never really cared for him. 
But um, however, how how this shit did go down, I you know I'm perfectly fine with it. I I, I think he's a scumbag. I I do think he should be in jail. But um, I agree with you. I think the way they did it was um, you know you you can't do it like that, man. Like I yeah, I know the legal system kind of all jacked up anyway, but. Like nah, man. Like y'all, y'all fucked that up. So shit, that that's on y'all. Y'all, y'all got to be at least be fair to the guy. <laughs> to, to if y'all want to lock him up, y'all got to at least do it the right way. And um, it it, it you know it. I I guess where other people where other people like us, they don't really get that chance. You know, you we see we we'll see people once in a while get out after twenty five years. And they get like five hundred thousand dollars for you know for I guess a mistake for keeping them in that long like that, but um, it, to me it's kind of like it is what it is. Like y'all y'all messed that up, and plus he, he eighty years old. What what is he gonna do? So uh, like I I never really understood him just going to jail that at that old age anyway. Why they was going so hard trying to get him in jail anyway, but. Yeah. But um, I mean, it's 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 accountability, and then it goes yeah. both ways. Like he yeah. was held accountable for shit that happened way long time ago, but was fucked up and should have been held accountable at the time. So they yeah. held him accountable, and then on the back end, right now, the other side is being held accountable. Hey, this is your job; you didn't do it right. So like, yeah. it really, if you look I, at it, both sides have been held I, accountable in yeah. some way. And, yeah, and see, uh, and that's one of the reasons I I kind of don't have a problem with him getting out because. We see it all the time with police shootings. You know, police officers, they, they get off scot-free. And, you know, because of, you know, certain, I guess, politics or whatever it is, they get off scot-free. Yeah. And it's like, you know, the other side is like, oh, well, you know, he officers and da da Like, I look at, I kind of look at this as the same way. It's kind of like, damn, like, they, they kind of fucked up. I, I don't know. I guess I guess they got to do a better job, better job to trying to, Get these guys in in jail and keep them there. Yeah, that's how I kind of look at it. But um, I'm not a Cosby fan at all. <laughs> the uh, the shit he was doing, I think he should be in jail. And uh, I, I, his career is is um, way over now, so I don't think he's gonna do anything. But um, yeah, it, I think they just kind of fucked up on that. Yeah, and I, I agree. I echo the sentiments. Like after uh, Bill Cosby clearly was getting senile and constantly just talking down on black people. Uh, he, yeah, I know he did uh, donate to HBCUs, and um, but but some of the things he said were just completely detrimental. Without it, it seemed very spiteful at, at young people for no reason. Um, so I was not really a fan once the allegations came out, which is something people had known for a long time. So honestly, it didn't really move me at all when he went to jail because I'm looking at it like, OK, this man is 80 years old now. He had an entire lifetime of doing whatever the fuck he wanted. People knew he was doing whatever the fuck he wanted and they were either complicit or looked the other way. Or made jokes about it, like Hannibal did, but then that actually got him caught up, which was kind of crazy. <laughs> but uh, I feel like it was too little, too late to send him to jail at this point. Like he's near the end of his life; he's clearly not in the best health. Um, apparently, he was having a good time in jail. Uh, he he made comments about basically all his press statements were, you know, he's he's doing well, he's having a good time, even after he got out. His press people said that, okay, this was basically an extended vacation that Bill Cosby didn't ask for. He called it a vacation. 
Damn, he was in prison crazy. for three years, man. That's I'm crazy. sure he was having the ball up in there. People they, probably loved him in prison. That's yeah. him. That's him. Middle finger, middle fingering everybody who wanted him to be in jail. Like, yeah. hey, man, that shit yeah. didn't even. I didn't even. Y'all think I'm some type of friendly <laughs> nigga up in here, and that didn't even yeah. scuff me. Yeah, yeah that's uh, all that is. Probably just walking out like good. this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he was probably eating good. He was probably telling, doing stand up sets in the middle of the lunchroom or something. Man, <laughs> I'm sure he had a pretty decent time in jail. It would be one thing to lock him up when he was at the peak right during or after the Cosby show, like when he was at the peak of his career. But now, now that he's almost dead, like what difference do it really make now, dog? Yeah. Like, like what kind of what kind of retribution is this for the people he harmed for you to get locked up when you're 83 years old? Like you don't have much time left anyway, man. You already lived your whole exciting life while they had to deal with what they had to deal with. So same thing with Harvey Weinstein. You know, he's probably going to die soon as well, but he had an entire lifetime of just doing whatever the fuck he wanted. And people knew what he was doing and they looked the he, other way. He, created le- he had time to create a legacy. Exactly. Exactly. And now they want to cancel and get him out. Like, I understand it can never be too late for justice, I guess, in theory. But I, I just feel it didn't move me either way. I wasn't happy or sad that Bill Cosby got caught up or sent to jail. I was like, okay, whatever. Now that he's out, I'm like, okay, he's still going to die soon, probably. He don't look that good if you look at him. He's 83 years old. He's probably completely senile now. He, he might not even know what's going on. So, I mean, it, it don't really, I don't know. Pe- people who are acting, a little, there are people who are acting a little too happy about this. And there are yeah. people who are acting a little too, because I, here's the thing, man. I know I'm going on all kinds of sides here, but people defend a lot of bullshit when it's somebody they like or are attracted to case in point, Chris Brown, <laughs> who is still getting defended daily. And when it's somebody, even R Kelly gets defended a whole lot. Everybody asking a hypothetical question of, would you go see a R Kelly show if it was free and everybody saying, hell yeah. So you always support when it's somebody you like, but when it's somebody you don't like or somebody or who's old and yeah, or don't care for it, or is nasty and ugly and old, uh, then you, you suddenly they're a monster lock them up forever but when it's Chris Brown it's like but 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 the excuses come out when it's somebody <laughs> you like it, it's all kinds of uh, of excuses being made when it's one of your favorites mm-hmm. and when it's not one of your favorites then it's oh justice failed here you know gotta get, we, we gotta do better so I don't, I don't know man I don't really have a whole lot to say about it it, it is what it is he's out now and you know, I don't expect to see him in the public at all. Honestly, I don't think his mind is all there to give any kind of interview right now, unfiltered. So we might not even hear from him again. Honestly, we probably won't hear too much from him in the future. He might just go somewhere. He might start making Twitter videos like OJ. I don't know, <laughs> but <laughs> I, I don't think we're going to see him a whole lot anywhere. His career is done. He's over now. His life's almost over now. So it is what it is, man. Uh, this type of bullshit happens all the time. It happened because he's rich, and and that that's just what it is. So, yeah, that's all I got to say about Bill Cosby, man. We got, we got other things to talk about, though, man. And I do want to know uh, Brandon Scott's take on this. I saw he commented a few times, and we got to talk about this because uh, speaking of racism, speaking of uh, black Twitter <laughs> injustices and black Twitter, right? Uh, Scotty Scotty Pippen. Is he going on some kind of press run right now? Is he promoting he got something? Book. Got a book out. 
Yep. Oh, okay. Yeah, you got a book. Yeah, Scotty Pippen has a book. Imagine buying a Scotty Pippen right. book, like yeah. going to the bookstore and say, "I want the new Scotty Pippen." <laughs> I, want, I, I want the I want the guy that was under Jordan for all the yes. years. I, I, yes. I, I look at it the other way. Imagine being a publisher, and maybe it's just because they know that pe- that Scotty Pippen is a celebrity. But imagine being a mm-hmm. publisher and being like, you know, whose story I want, or you know, who I want to write to be the to be an author, who I want to make an author. Scotty fucking Pippen. Scotty Pippen. Yeah. No, like I'm just like from a publishing hey. standpoint, I'm like I'm good. You know who I like? I like Robin. Robin. Yeah. Yeah. That's no, what I, I, would. I would want to read yeah. a Robin book. Yeah. I would want to read a Robin because Robin, Robin was crazy. Yeah. Far, far, far more interesting of a dude. You know. Oh, you meant you said Robin, not Rodman. Okay. I oh no, not Robin. Robin. Not Batman. Robin. Oh, Robin. I got yeah. you. Yeah. yeah, I get you. I get you now. I get you. But yeah, I, I wonder if he read the audiobook with his super deep monotone voice. <laughs> I played with Michael Jordan for eight years and I don't know. You know how he sounds. It, 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 it's also it's, it's an Arkansas twang, too, so it's got like a. Yeah. It sounds like it's kind of talking like this. Yeah. Michael Jordan wouldn't pass me the ball. And I wouldn't pass the ball. I wouldn't pass the ball to Tony Kukoc. He was white. That was racist. And the coach was white, too. Why you think that was? Why you think the coach was white? Because it's racist. It's like, what? So. Just talking about. Uh, yes, going to that point. Um, <laughs> Scotty Pippen went on. I want who? What show was it again? Dan, Dan Levitard, not Dan Patrick. Dan, Dan, Patrick. Dan Patrick. That's right. Dan Patrick. Yeah. Um, and they're they're. I guess uh, Dan Patrick pressed him on some comments he made in the past about Phil Jackson, and you could tell Scotty Pippen was getting a little bit upset about it. And uh, he he basically implied before. I think it was during the last dance that he implied there was a racial element to him being taken out of the last play. Uh, against, I think, who was it? The Pistons or was it the Knicks? I forget which game it was. I think it was the Knicks at this point. It was the the 90s. The the Pistons weren't good anymore at that point. That's true. Probably the Knicks. And uh, the last play of the game, which he was not, the ball was not supposed to go to him. It was going to go to Tony Kukoc. Scotty Pippen had a problem with that, and he sat on the bench for the last play. His teammates were very upset about it. They talked about this in the last dance. You haven't seen that yet. But Dan Patrick went back to that, uh, and his, uh, Scotty Pippen's implication that uh, Phil Jackson had a racial element to taking him out. And basically, Scotty agreed. He said, you know, um, Basically, he agreed that there, there, there could be a, there was a racial. Basically, he just said Phil Jackson's racist. I'm paraphrasing, yeah. but basically, that's what he said because Dan, uh, Dan Patrick said, "Do you think Phil Jackson's racist?" And Scottie Pippen, I was expecting him to shoot to deflect a little bit or back off, but he just said, "Um, yeah, yeah, you know, if it fits." Yeah, he said, he, he said, he said, he said, I don't have a problem with. It. He said, basically, Dan Patrick is painting all of this context that you that you just did and he said well scotty you realize if you say this it's basically saying that phil's a racist and then he says i don't have a problem with that yeah (laughs) it's like what yeah so he basically said yeah he said you know (laughs) you didn't see what i saw in the locker room you don't know what i know so whatever but brandon scott i did see you comment about this it's got a whole lot of run before other crazy things happen in the world of sports this week but what were your thoughts on phil jackson's comments do you think Phil Jackson on Scotty Pippen's comments. Do you think Phil Jackson is a racist or you think Scotty Pippen is just using the word a little too loosely to describe what happened with Phil Jackson? I, I want to start by saying that I just think that Scotty Pippen is, we can be frank on this show. I got to remember, we can, we can say what we want to say. Mm-hmm. I think Scotty mm-hmm. Pippen is dumb. Okay. Ooh. I think he's a dumbass. 
you know, uh, and it's not because I'm upset about what he said. Because if Phil Jackson was a racist, then fuck him too, right? But Scottie Pippen, I think, has established himself to be not very bright. All of his public speaking, everything about his reputation has basically led me to believe this is not a very a highly intelligent individual to begin with. And so, honestly, for me, when I, I take comments that are serious and of serious social commentary and import, I take them with a grain of salt when I don't necessarily respect the person that's get or the opinion of the person that's giving it. So, like, that's not to say that Scottie Pippen in no way can recognize racism, but I have a tough time taking seriously Scottie Pippen calling somebody a racist or, or having any kind of, like, insightful thing to say about this thing. Like, he, like Scottie Pippen strikes me more so of that guy or somebody that you might have been around who just says it's the white man's fault or just says it basically anything that's white is racist, you know, which we all know people like that. And Scottie Pippen, being from rural Arkansas and some of his what his background is and his age, I would not be surprised if he's got a little bit of that in him. Like anything that a, anything that a white person does to me that is that I feel to be a slight or wrong could be construed as racism, probably in his mind. I could see him being that simplistic of a guy um, and that simple minded. So the first thing that struck out to me was like, man, we using something that Scottie Pippen said as like the launching point for all of the 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 shows and we're gonna let him promote this book like they're like I get it the celebrity he's Scotty he is who he is so you can't just dismiss him entirely you can't pretend like he didn't say it because he's got he's famous enough to when he say something you kinda gotta listen to at least write about it or report it. But I didn't take it seriously at all. Like I don't think Scotty Pippen saying that Phil Jackson is a racist gives you any insight into whether Phil Jackson is a racist. <laughs> he could be, he might not be. But go talk to somebody smarter and more thoughtful than Scottie Pippen if you want to find the answer. That's really the way I felt about it. And so I, I was uncomfortable with how serious the commentary was taken, given the messenger. It's like, this motherfucker don't really, this motherfucker don't really do, do thoughtful shit. You know, he, he, you've, you've heard him commentate on, and, and Phil Jackson could be a racist for all I know. I'm just not going to take Scottie Pippen word for it. I've listened to him on, enough broadcasts and enough interviews and talk enough to where Scottie Pippen is not going to be able to never convince me of too much of anything. So that was kind of my standpoint. I will object. I, I don't think Scotty's dumb. Ooh. I don't think he's dumb. Have you ever heard him talk? Yes. See, I, I don't like that insinuation either, honestly, because I don't, I don't like implying that somebody's dumb because of the way they talk. Like what they say, maybe. I think Scottie Pippen is a very emotional person. I think he holds grudges and he can be bitter. And I think that bitterness affects the way he comments on things that happened during his time with the Bulls. You know, we saw it in the last dance. I think you see the way he was bitter. He was bitter about the way that documentary came out, too. He, he didn't like the way he looked on that, even though it was just him talking. You know, I think that documentary was his chance to finally say, I'm sorry for not coming out on the last play. And he didn't even do that. He was like, if I did, had to do it again, I would still sit on the bench. And they all explain why that was a bullshit thing to do, even if you didn't agree with the coach. But he still stood by it. So I think he's bitter, emotional, ignorant in some ways. I just don't I wouldn't say he's dumb. I think that's going a little too far. I'm not going to say he's dumb. I, I, I don't think he's particularly un, I, I think he's done things in his life that would I, I just don't see him as a dumb person. But I understand what you're saying and, and the way it, he expresses himself 
and basically him like there was a tactful way to imply that Phil Jackson might have had a racial element to him. Maybe he just didn't. I'm not saying he didn't like black people, but he treated them a certain way. You know, if you saw if you were in a locker room, we were not in the locker room with, with, with Phil Jackson. We don't know what he said. Robert Ory actually backed that up a little bit. Because Robert Ory has a podcast, which I didn't know until this week. <laughs> Robert Ory apparently has a podcast, and he said that Phil Jackson said something to the effect of, uh, you need to know the sound of your master's voice. And, and talking about Phil Jackson's voice. And Robert Ory said, no, you you got you can't say that. You got to watch how you talk to people, man. Maybe you didn't mean it in a racial way, but it'll come off that way. Talking to a room of black people like he caught him on that. Yeah. So we don't know what Phil Jackson was saying in that locker room, man. Yeah. He, he might have been saying all kinds of crazy shit that we'll never really know about because there's a code. At least they're supposed to be. So I don't know. There, <laughs> And he also had to uh, don't forget about the the posse thing that him that LeBron yes that and, too that yeah. too i was gonna Who, bring that up posse was he was it lebron he was talking yeah. about lebron yes LeBron. Yeah, yeah yeah so there him was there was that, so that was that to me was the, actually the only time i'd ever heard anybody insinuate that he might be racist or the yeah. first time you know that i ever heard it but again i'm not saying because i don't know phil jackson and shit as old as he is and he's white he could very well be right like i so my stance is I'm not offended by the notion that Phil Jackson might be a racist. And it bothered me, actually, that that was the thing that everybody got worked up about. Like, how dare he call Phil Jackson a racist? Man, that motherfucker might be a racist. I yeah. don't know. Like, yeah. to me, that was the wrong thing to really get upset. Or I, I don't like how white people, a lot of them, we're not going to broad brush all of them, but how uh, so often you will find people that are more offended by the mere mention or allegation or accusation of racism than they will be of the actual racism that be existing, you know? (laughs) And so that's the part that get me. People like to have these cheap conversations about is this person a racist or is that person a racist, but don't really be caring about racism itself. (laughs) And, And that's the shit that really gets me about the commentary. Um, and then, and, and, and again, like with, with with Scotty, the way he presented that, like that, like there was no way to intelligently go about, you know, spinning that conversation forward. He didn't even answer Dan Patrick's question really. Like he wanted, and there's another thing that bothered me about white people, but they be wanting proof of racism, and yes. like sometimes, sometimes we, <laughs> sometimes our existence be the proof. Yeah. Like we be the proof, us telling you be the proof, and and yeah. you sometimes you, you need to listen you to us. Actually, say something so simple yeah. that can be raised. You can yeah, you calling a black man boy. Yeah, yeah, a, a certain way that could be racism, but some people might be like, oh, what's yeah. wrong with that? He just said boy or the, buddy or something like that. And this is why it's awkward for me because I don't feel like a lot of these people want to have legitimate conversations about this. But I also felt like on the other end that Scottie Pippen was the was the most imperfect messenger that you could possibly get because he couldn't articulate his point. Like w- once it was pushed back a little bit, like so. It was, wait, wait a minute. Why are you saying this, Scotty? He's like, well, Michael Jordan was gone, and I was the guy. And why would you get like it? Just it didn't it didn't connect. Like it didn't sound like it, it, it sounded like he pulled it out of his ass, you know, and. and Maybe that's because he is not articulate or is not the the best communicator. Maybe that's the better way. Maybe it's, maybe yeah. you're right, Rocket. Since I actually don't know Scottie Pippen either, 
probably can't. I, to be fair, I'll retract because I can't speak to without knowing him personally. I probably can't speak to how dumb he is or isn't. He's dumb sounding. I feel comfortable yeah. saying that. I mean, he he married a hoe and then that hoe <laughs> left him, and now she's fucking everybody else. So and the nigga sounds I mean, dumb. That wasn't the smartest. That was the smartest decision, but. <laughs> Is, is it we, that, we don't know him. Is it fair to is it fair to add in his contract that that contract oh, everybody was talking about too? Yes. Is, is could that play a role in him possibly? But he was being he was young. Yeah, I didn't even think young. about that. I didn't even he think about young. that. But that that is not a good uh, not, not, mark on. Yeah, but, I was yeah. I was wondering if they knew what they was doing because like they know him more than we do. So I wonder if they was like, hey, we could probably get him for cheap. We can. Uh, dress it up real good and get him to sign this long contract. I've just, I have just not seen any evidence from his public display to that suggests that he's a very bright individual. And so it made me uncomfortable that this is the person that we're going to use as the launching point. His his comments, his social commentary to to create our own. I just it was it was awkward to me not to not to discredit his opinion, but listening to it it was was very cringeworthy and i i I have been very uncomfortable with the public spectacle that has been scotty pippen because i feel like we're just kind of pointing and laughing you know like i feel like that's what's happened i feel like he is in some ways i don't want to say being exploited because he's probably making good coin off of this and i imagine he's doing well for himself but it it seems like he might be an easy an easy target because like they can they can push back. He can't communicate himself effectively. Yeah. And then they can push back and shoot down the entire idea. Which is like, ah, see, ha ha, Phil Jackson a racist. Ha no way. <laughs> Phil Jackson's got or uh, yeah. Scotty Pippen's crazy. And it's like, oh man, I wish Scotty wouldn't have said shit. Because if a uh, if you know if a more respected or more solid communicator or somebody with better receive, maybe if it was Robert Ory to begin with, to be mm. the one to come out with it, maybe. Uh, it, maybe it would have been a more serious back and forth and com- conversation instead of it being what it was. It just turned out to be, how could they say he's racist? Well, he couldn't explain himself, you know, yeah. and that and that hurts the argument. It hurts the discussion. And I wish nobody had. <laughs> I wish he wasn't the one we were asking these questions. of. But yeah. that's but that's but Dan Patrick asked a bullshit ass question to begin with, because like you said, how can you prove somebody's racist? Like unless you could have pictures of them in a Klan meeting. <laughs> You can't prove anybody is racist. So why would you even ask the question? Like you could ask, do you think he's prejudiced? Do you think he could have worried it better? But he knew what he was doing with that question. Like yeah, it was a bullshit question to even ask. Yeah. But see, uh, the part that kind of got me was uh, when I heard about this, I was trying to pull the audio for the for the show. And um, all I seen was the headline. Scotty, um, Scotty Pippen said Phil Jackson is a racist. So it's a five minute clip. So I'm trying to yeah. find the, the 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 bone of the money quote, and I couldn't find it. I'm like, where did he? He never really said he was right. Ra- uh, never really said anything. Yeah. So the only thing he said because Dan was setting up the question, and I was waiting for the oh he called me this or he called somebody of this, but he never said. He just said Tony Ku coach. He put him in instead of me. So I'm, I'm like, he put in a rookie over me. So I'm kind of like, huh? Like, yeah. like yeah. I mean, you could say that was kind of a bad move, but they fucking won. They they <laughs> yeah. won the game. You yeah, the and, and it had worked earlier in the season. <laughs> they did the exact same thing earlier in the season. Same play, Tony yeah. Kukoc. So hit the I'm, shot. So I'm like, all right, cool. So Dan ended up asking something else, and then he ended up bringing up 
the Kobe book. He wrote a book about Kobe. Yeah, and it's just like yeah that that, that was another so, thing. It's like so I'm like, is this the ra- is this the part? Is, is he calling them racist because of this? Yeah. So the part that confused me was he didn't really he really never explained how. Like I I don't know if that was how, but I was looking for hey he called me an N word or he called me this or something. He's but, a he's a Trump supporter. Some yeah, shit like that. Yeah, because that's normally how that that the you know ever since 2016 have been my proof. Well, go look at the go look at that motherfucker's likes on Twitter. That's how you know he's a racist. Yeah, <laughs> but the, the, there are people who would argue that too, man. Because mm-hmm. even Trump himself, he could point to all the black people he tried to help. He he got ASAP out. <laughs> he he free. He pardoned Kodak. Sa- like, so, so, Sam Sam yeah. Houston but, Sam Houston had his but, had a slave that he treated like family. Yeah. yeah. Look, there's all yeah. there's always excuses. Go ahead, Piggy. No, I was just gonna say if if he would have said if he would have said the Trump shit, I could have been like, okay, mm, but you know, I, I I still wouldn't be like, oh, maybe you know, a lot of people voted for Trump. I don't know, but that I mean, at least that's something to be like, hey, or okay, that okay, it's something there, but. Like, don't give me, hey, he put in Tony Kukoc in the game over me, and that make him racist. Or don't give me, hey, he wrote a book about Kobe. He, he said all this stuff about Kobe, unless it was some racist, right? Explain, racist yeah, shit. he didn't do a good enough job explaining yeah, it's that. It's just kind of like it, to me, it, it was kind of a poor job. I know the Trump stuff is kind of low hanging fruit now, but they call somebody racist. But um, yeah. he like he didn't even give me that. So that's why I was so confused. I couldn't. I had trouble pulling the audio for the show. They wanted it for the show, and I'm like, "What? Where, where's the money quote? Like, I don't really, I don't really get it." So it took me a minute to actually listen to it to realize that, oh, he's saying these are the things he did to, I guess, to make it racist. Or yeah. I, I figure maybe he just wasn't telling everything. Maybe he just didn't want to say everything what was going on behind yeah. closed doors, but. Yeah, the Tony Kukoc thing in the Kobe book, that's that's not enough to me to say yeah. he's racist, and he probably could. We we learned a lot about these athletes, these people behind closed doors. Yeah, you know Deshaun Watson. I know he was into the stuff he was into. Right, and um, yeah. So I I would never say no. Nah, he's not a racist or no. Nah, he don't do stuff like that. I don't know what people do behind closed doors, but the stuff Scottie Pippen said, I just. I just can't roll with that. You gotta show me more. Yeah, it, well, and it, to me, it was more so the reason. Like, I, I can fully entertain the possibility that Scottie Pippen is on to something and just can't communicate it, you know. But for, for me, it's why it sounded like it's why he sounded like you know the old nigga in the country who just think everything because because of his life experience, a very real and lived experience. Now, I'm not trying to invalidate that, but now his default is. Anytime a white man do something wrong to a black person or perceived to be, do something wrong to a black person, it's like, well, that, you know, it's a racist. <laughs> you might be right. Chances are you are right, but it's not it, it's yeah. not necessarily computing. It's not necessarily two and two equal and four. Yeah. Now, Robert Hort, what he said, that that's a little more substance. It's kind of like, oh, maybe he is a little un- yeah. insensitive. Or- I would love to know the context of what that was because yeah. we know Phil Jackson is weird and is on some Zen shit. So I like, I'm willing to entertain that maybe there's something lost in translation there. But that that would, if he had said that in yeah. the interview, we, then we would have had something. I, I would have been like, whoa, wait whoa, a minute. Okay, and well, then people people probably would have brought up the posse comment, because that's like worse that. than the posse comment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hell way yeah, worse. Yeah, yeah. So, 
Yeah. Patrice O'Neill had a, uh, a a quote or a bit in one of his standups where he basically said, um, we all agree that racists exist, racism exists, but nobody knows who the racists are. <laughs> Ask anybody, is there racism in the world? They will say yes. Who is racist? Not me. Not me. <laughs> Everybody will say not me. I, I'm not the racist, but we do agree that there's racism in the world. Even the Trump people that we like to, which you say are racist, they're not going to say they're racist. They'll say everything but they're racist. Right. So nobody is going to admit they're racist. Nobody's going to admit, we will admit to the existence of racism, but we won't point out people and no, nobody will point to themselves and say, I'm racist. You know, it's always somebody else. Is this person I don't like? Or, and a lot of times, go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, or if you, if like I was saying earlier, if you call somebody racist, it's like the biggest deal in the world. It's yes. like the biggest crime. Oh, how yes. They, they acknowledge the there's racism, can, but yeah, how could you? How could you say that? That bullshit. That's the worst thing you can call yeah. a white person is racist. They yeah. will argue that they they, they could be <laughs> call- it, it, the most <laughs> hate, hating black people type of person. The clan. I, I saw an interview with a clan member. He said he wasn't racist. <laughs> I'm like, wait a minute. Now, if you're not racist, then clearly there's no racism at all in America, which we all know is not true. So. I think people have this ideally ideal picture of what a racist is. Just some guy out of a horror movie, you know, some guy who just says, I hate black, uses an N word with a hard R, hates black people, hates Jews, hates Mexicans and and wants to kill them all. I'm sure there are people out there like that. But racism, as we see it as black people, a lot of times, let's be real, it's a feeling we get. Yeah, you talk it's, to people and you get a vibe. It's, it's you not. Get, it's not like a devil with the horns on the ear. Yes, they're not about to walk in like, "Hey, I'm the devil." Yes, it is a feeling you get when you talk to people, and we all know certain people we talk to, and we get a weird vibe about them. You know the <laughs> things they say, the way they say things. How they we treat can't you? Prove, yes, we can't go to a courtroom and say, "Sir, this is the reasons why he's racist." But we get the feeling. And I think that's what Scottie Pippen felt. He got a feeling and it it could be misguided. Like I said, I have some problems with Phil Jackson, period. I think he has taken way too much credit for the rings he has. Honestly, he didn't invent the triangle offense. That was Tex winner. He and he to his credit, he admits that. But I think he was more of a manager than he was a real coach. And he just happened to have the greatest players who ever played playing for him. That's just luck. That's not you being a great coach. And we saw what he did when he didn't have those great players. He wasn't a great coach. So I I think he's very overrated. So he's the bow wow of the NBA coaches. <laughs> Basically. Interesting. Interesting, Interesting comparison. <laughs> hey, you know. Battery I, to his back. Hey, I think that some of what's ha- was helped Phil Jackson, too, with this reputation. Like, part of why I think people think it's just no way Phil Jackson could be racist is because of that success with primarily black athletes. So they're like, well, how could the guy who worked for so long with Michael Jordan and Scottie the Pippen. The greatest player ever. Yeah, and then did it again with Shaq and Kobe. Uh, worked with Kobe again after writing a hit piece on him in his book. How could a guy like that be racist? And people are so dense. They don't understand, a lot of people you'll find, don't understand how a racist can 
work with and even get along with and like a, yes. a, a, a black person. Like, mm-hmm. like you do realize that it it doesn't require you to call me a nigga every day and and to want to uh, throw a burning cross or to, you know throw throw fire into my house and shit like that, burn my house down. It doesn't require all of that for yeah. you to be a racist necessarily. Yeah, you know, and like like you said, man, it's just like they got this idealized version of what a racist should look like and and to them phil jackson's public persona he's got this hippie yeah. hippie vibe going on spent a lot of time in new york city as a player and you know eventually as an executive i think and probably widely considered to be liberal because of a lot of a lot of those things like i think people probably just view him as oh maybe that, that he seems like he's progressive he seems like a progressive he smokes smokes you know Oh, that's not that guy. And it's like, oh, no, you. It's a bunch surprised. of people like that. That's, yes. that's racist. Yeah. I mean, or and, like liberals can't be racist. White yeah. liberals. You yeah. Know? Like, come on, man. Yeah. And um, the thing is with racism, um, now you could dress up. You could look like a regular person. And they, and as long as um, you're benefiting them, they'd be cool with you. But when it comes down to the gritty, where it's like, hey, I, uh, you know, the, um, can you help me get this position or something like that? I'm like, no, nah, I ain't giving this nigga no position. No, nah, like, well, you know, you stay, you stay in your place, boy, type um, energy. So, yeah, I, yeah, just be, like a racist person ain't about to be knocking on your door and be like, get out, nigga, blah, 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 blah. They can be smiling in your face. They can be walking down yeah. these halls. They could be dapping you up, but when it come, you know, behind closed doors, they don't, you know, nah, you ain't dating my daughter, <laughs> boy. Nah, you ain't dating that Negro or whatever. Hey, I can tell y'all the most blatant racist that I ever knew was my, I had a landlord when I, my last few or last couple of years when I stayed in Huntsville, I had a landlord and this was, a, tell me if y'all ever peeped this. Where you talking to a person that you they're saying some racist shit and you know that they racist, but the the way you know is because they'll just start talking shit about all the other races except yours. <laughs> like they got bad shit to say about Mexicans and the 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 you know Indians, Asians, and everybody else. But they see they talking to you to your black ass, so they're not gonna say nothing about black people. Well, that was my landlord. If I go into his office just to pay my rent. This motherfucker would have something bad to say about every race known to man. <laughs> and then would slide in there some anti-Barack stuff but wouldn't make it black. You know, yeah. you know, some anti-Obama stuff but wouldn't say. Is he hit me one time with like, and I know you like Barack, but he called him Barack. <laughs> <laughs> so, hey, hey, well into his second term at this point and called that man Barack. So, uh, and so that, and that, and I'm gonna be honest with you, that man actually treated me fairly and was not uh, unkind to me. Damn, I, I know Archie Bunker was your uh, landlord. For a little <laughs> it while. Sound, I, it sounded like Archie Bunker. For a little while, man, I rented from Archie Bunker, basically. <laughs> That's basically who this motherfucker was. And he never treated me unfairly, but he was 100% mm-hmm. a racist. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure it was calling me a nigga in his head. You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, if you, and I know Archie Bunker is a fictional character, but if you look at his whole character, he was cool with Lionel. He was cool with uh the jeffersons and all that stuff but yep. look at look at how he thought yeah 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 and that was the time so uh, or, not to excuse it but yeah. uh, or uh, reality people, or less people don't think that's racist <laughs> yeah and then Some that people don't man and that's the thing um 
it is a, a very, very tenuous thing, racism, man. It's difficult to describe. Everybody has a diff, different definition. But a lot of times for a black person, it's a feeling. It's a vibe you get. And you can just tell when somebody don't fuck with black people, really. No matter what kind of personal persona they have, you can just feel you can just tell their internal monologue is something different. So that for that reason, I'm not discounting what Scotty says. I don't know, Phil. There are some things I've seen about him that trouble me and annoy me. But I don't know him. I can't say without knowing him whether he's a racist or has racial energy or racial prejudices, whatever. I'm sure he does, but I can't say it without knowing him. So that for that reason, I'm not going to discount what Scotty said. I don't like people discounting him just because they like Phil or they like the kind of whatever that like you said that zen energy bullshit he be on <laughs> I, I don't think that's a fair enough reason to say he can't be racist at all scotty's just an idiot <laughs> i mean they could both be true potentially <laughs> so, that's that's my whole point yeah. that's my whole point. I'm like man they, they both could be true and it's it is awkward presenting the idiot as the you know he's like he's he's not the perfect messenger and this is a very important subject matter so I'm just yeah. like, oh, can we get a can we get a a I need a better moderator to have this yeah. discussion. We need this some people to back him up. Man. Yeah, we need some people to back him yeah. up and say, yeah. you know what? But the people, the problem is, the only people who could back him up are people who won a whole lot of championships like with a him. Jordan. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so who's Jordan or someone. Jordan is not going to come out. Jordan yeah. wanted Phil Jackson back. So he's not going to come out. You know the perfect, Bill Cartwright. These people aren't. They the, the, owe their success the to Phil Jackson. The perfect way. person that will probably talk about this is probably Steve Kerr, because he he can, yeah. he's kind of he, he, he been kind of out there as far as like. I just don't think he would touch it. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I don't that think would he would be touch the, it. Yeah, because he he he's like an anti. He's He's like a poor man's version of Greg Popovich, yeah. pretty much. He, he like easy targets. That's yeah. what, that's my thing with both of them. Yes, yeah. they, no, he does. They yeah. like it when they know what the right answer to the, to the question is. You know, Steve the Kerr argument to make. I don't trust him. Steve Kerr named yeah. his son Nick. Steve, think about that for a second. Steve, Steve Kerr named his son Nick. His name is Nick Kerr. I don't, I don't <laughs> fuck with that, man. <laughs> so you gotta and, do, and think, you gotta, you gotta do the, Nick? you gotta do the, no, Nick Kirk, you gotta oh, do the, oh, you gotta oh, do the pregnant pause when yes. you say his name. Yes. When, when, when oh, you man. call roll, you got to do a super pregnant pause to not get your Nick ass whooped. Oh, yes. Okay, okay. And Matt, no, it. imagine when his parents really upset with him. Nigger did get down here. Nick Kirk. <laughs> Nigger, stop that. <laughs> like, what the Nick Kerr, get over here. Damn, that is wild. Man, he needs well, a, I, hope he has a, could, I hope he has a flamboyant nickname to break up the monotony. He, Every white person I've known have, has wanted to say the N-word in public for a long, for a, forever. And he gets a pass as his son is Nick. So he can say, nigger, get over here. And <laughs> <laughs> he'll say, oh, I'm talking about my son. Uh, anyway, I, I'm just messing around. All right. So another thing to talk about, another thing that I've seen allegations of racism and a whole lot of dialogue on black Twitter about the nature of testing and rules and things of that nature. Uh, Shakari Richardson, Texas own Dallas, but still counts. Uh, Shakari Richardson, uh, who's a rising star. It looked like she was going to take the gold medal in the women's 100 meter relay or whatever you call it i think it's a relay right 
I don't have my racing terminology set, but <laughs> yeah, I think she's uh, in the relay. Yeah, yeah. So uh, she was scheduled to projected to win that, and also some other events. But she has been banned for a month for or suspended for a month for testing positive for marijuana. Uh, this is cause she has admitted that she messed up and she made a mistake. Uh, but this has caused a lot of people to have a dialogue on Twitter and every social media platform about the nature of these rules, whether they're racist or not, whether um, these target black people, whether she should still be able to race. Um, and and there, there's been other, some other things that happened, too. They did announce a ban on that bigger wave cap for swimmers that, uh, I guess, supports black people's hair. Um, they they banned that, I guess, from these swimming events. And there were a few uh, other female racers who were banned from competing in certain events because they had, quote, natural high testosterone. Mm. So this caused a whole lot of discussion, uh, but mainly it's revolved around Shikari. Uh, so what do y'all think? We'll go to you first, Figgy, man. What, what was your reaction to Shikari? Do you think this was some people targeting this woman because she's black and flashy? Do you <laughs> what, what what do you think uh, of this Shakari Richardson situation right now? Um, I haven't. To be honest, uh, I don't know. Maybe because I'm blind, but I haven't even thought about it as a target. I didn't really get too deep into the conspiracy part of it. I was just more focused on the um, just the uh, tested positive for marijuana. And um, it, it it it's it suck, and I, it's a bunch of people saying I don't feel sorry for. Her. And I mean, she know not to do that type of thing, which you know technically I guess if you know if the rules are the rules, but this twenty twenty one man, like all but thirteen states are, you know, good with weed. And I mean. And um, it's just it's to me it's just crazy the headlines this shit got. Like I thought she took PDs the way people was talking. I thought she was taking steroids or something. But um, just the way people been slandering her because of this, it's just like man, like no, is 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 weed. And um, and she, I mean, I'm glad she came out to say, hey, you know, I messed up. It's good. I I just hope she keep going and keep focusing on her. But just it, it seemed it seemed like people um. Because the dialogue was already there. We didn't even talk about it on the podcast, but the dialogue was already there about how she was looking as far as uh, being in the race with the nails and the long hair and all this other stuff. But it, it kind of got like a, um, like a, uh, I want to say like a Meg type of feel to it, uh, waiting to, uh, wait, waiting for something to happen to say, oh, see, look, see, she ain't all that or just waiting for one little stumble to start trashing her now. And um, I, I don't like it at all, man. And like I said, it's, uh, you know, I ain't trying to sound like Stephen A. But, uh, this is all for weed. <laughs> it's just, it's, I, I just think it's insane. And um, and to uh, bring up what you said, I do think it is a problem the way uh, they look at how we dress or what we wear. And they try to, you know, take that away or say, no, you can't wear this or you can't look like this. It's, uh, it's, it's kind of getting ridiculous now. And uh, we've been going through that for years, man. I, You know, when uh, when I was younger, I went to a, 
uh, Catholic school up until like third grade. And during my third, during third grade, I had hair. So, you know, I ended up getting some cornrows or braids. And they told me I couldn't wear braids, which was insane. And when you think about it now, it's like, damn, like, it's a lot of people that wear braids. It's a lot of people with locks. Mm-hmm. And you telling me I can't, you know, wear this. And how many, I mean, what ethnic group wear braids and locks the most? Yeah. Well, I mean, it's our, it's our shit. Yeah. So is yeah. it, it seemed like the stuff they want to take out of these competitions is stuff that we, you know, we like, we, uh, stuff we do. It's not like a typical no headbands or no, you know, pink shoes or anything like that. It's, it seemed like it's targeting, you know, um, black people or mainly um, black women. And I, I just I just think it's insane. I think people need to um, they they just need to chill out on the bashing of the weed. It's twenty twenty one, man. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Um, Brandon, what are your thoughts, man? I know this is a complicated issue. Yeah, man. I feel like people are conflating some of the conspiracies. Like you take the drug war, okay? And part of why it not just why it failed, but why it was morally bankrupt was because it targeted black and brown people disproportionately. Right. And we all have come to know and accept for the most part, have come to know and accept and acknowledge that. And I think that's part of the impetus for some of the laws that have changed over the last several years, particularly with marijuana, because one of the things that we found in research was that it's not like black people and white people smoke weed on uh, different rates. It's not actually true. Like we use it relatively close. We're we're pretty close to the same in how we like our appetite for weed, black people and white people. But you go and look at who gets locked up for it, who gets prosecuted for it, who's the face of it, of its, uh, of the, of the stigma of it. It's normally black people in the way it's used in the hood and then it's but but it's cool in college if you white and you in college and you hitting the bong like the bong hitting the bong is cool and hipstery, but rolling a blunt and uh, you know having the weed tray is ghetto or you know have the negative connotation. So all of that exists in this same space, but I don't think that's exactly what's happening here. I think she just got tested and failed the test. Now, to me. Uh, an important question to ask is, well, to, to me, whether she's smoking weed is the wrong question and a, and, a, and a not important question to ask about her. So what I would ask then is, hey, what is the material value of testing a sprinter or any athlete, honestly, for marijuana? What is the material value of that? And because my argument, no matter what your answer would be, would be that there's none. There is no material value in whether or not an athlete gets high. Now, I saw Doug Gottlieb on, uh, he used to work for ESPN, played played a little bit of ball, uh, known for known for kind of being a uh, like a mini hot take artist, Skip Bayless and whatnot. Doug Gottlieb made the point on Twitter that the marijuana test is an IQ test more than anything. And he's getting a lot of flack for that. And deservedly so. I don't agree with that. But I I will say I don't think it's far like it's not an IQ test. 
obviously. It's an inflammatory comparison, but what he's saying is the only value in it or the, the, the value in the marijuana test is to find out whether you studied for the test. Like, so, so that's basically saying, Hey, if you know that it's coming, will you adjust properly? Basically is what it's saying. So, so basically say, if you fail a test that you knew was coming, how smart are you? I, I think that that's a fair question to ask. I don't think that it's necessary or relevant to the, to the issue at hand. Like, I don't care if, Shakara Richardson made a a, a a bad decision or she failed an IQ test, quite honestly, because she's running. She's a sprinter. She's a she's in track and field. Like, I don't even feel like that's necessary. It It, it is of no relevance and is not pertinent. And, and you could use this in any athlete situation. Uh, Josh Gordon or whoever it is like. It's just not important to the subject matter, you know, like them smoking weed and their integrity on the field, whether they're whether you want to look at it morally or whether they're cheating or whatever, like it, it speaks to none of those issues. So it's not. It, therefore, it's not. So even if let's take say that he's correct, I, I I think it's more of an inflammatory comparison. But I see where he's going with it. Let's say he's, he's correct. My question then would be, what the fuck are we taking this IQ test for? <laughs> like wh- wh- why 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 are we taking this test and 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 if it doesn't speak to my ability to do the job and I would argue this the same way on any job in America cuz it's even more so an IQ test I think in uh you know across the board across America where people have to end up taking these tests I would ask what does that say what does me passing or failing a a, a drug test say about my ability to do the job that I applied for and usually it doesn't say anything about it. Yeah, I would disagree entirely with, with Doug Gottlieb's tweet and, and what you're saying, essentially. I don't think a, a drug test is an IQ test at all. The IQ test is the interview. The drug test, let's be real and let's be honest, is to keep a certain element out their workforce. The, the element that they perceived as ghetto, the element that they perceive as criminal, they don't people employers don't want that in their workplace. Marijuana is illegal. You can test for it. And they assume that if you're taking weed or, or smoking weed, you're probably doing other things, too. They don't want that. I, I don't think it's I don't think they care about you flushing it out your system. Like they just don't want it in there in the first place. Don't that. that's fair. Yeah. Because warehouse jobs test drug tests for marijuana with drugs, jobs where you don't need to really know anything to do. You just do repetitious tasks over and over again without needing to think critically at all. And they test they drug test. So so do they do they drug test for the reason um, be the reason you said or are they drug testing more of an insurance type of thing? I think because I, I feel like those type of jobs is more of an insurance type of thing. But with this specific situation of them, you know, you you should know you you know when the drug test is coming, type thing, and you you know 
give you time to get it out your system no, or whatever. Rocket and I are on the same page about the motivations for a drug test and what the ethos is behind the drug test. I don't disagree with none of those points that you make. I think though, more so what I'm speaking to about the IQ test, and, and maybe this should this is I'm glad we're doing this because this is good to distinguish. The response and the pushback that you get when you fail the drug test is always like it's normally not anybody that's like oh my god how could she smoke weed that has not yeah. been the pushback the the pushback has been how could she be and i don't think she's stupid i'm not calling her that but this is what the what the idea is how could she be so stupid to to fail the test that you yeah. saw coming and i get where people are coming from at least from that from that angle not the weed is bad or whatever but the Okay, she knew she's competing for the Olympics. She's special, you know. She's yeah. she's about to go to the Olympics. Yeah. So and she knows that this test is coming. They're testing her for way more serious shit than weed. So she knows that all of this is is what's on the horizon, and she failed it. So I, I could see why someone would think, "Hey, why would you do that? That is stupid." Fine, but to me, it's it's just a far lesser point and the far le- uh, you know less important question to ask, which is. And I think this kind of speaks back to what Rocket is saying. Why are you testing for this? What is this about? What are you getting at? What are you suggesting? And whether it's nefarious or not, just the fact that it's just unnecessary should be enough for you to think, okay, maybe we just shouldn't do this. Yeah, and I, I agree. Like, look, I, I'm it's silly to test, test athletes. And I think a lot of American sports are peeling back on that. UFC, USADA announced that they are not going to punish for or test for particularly for weed anymore. I think they said that at the beginning of this month because uh, MMA fighters, honestly, Shikari got off pretty light compared to what I've seen some suspensions for weed get. Like if you smoke weed and you're caught by the Las Vegas uh, commission, if you're boxing or doing an MMA fight, they ban you for like, they start at six months. Mm. It can go up to 18 months. Nick Diaz got banned for three years and they, they don't play around. A lot of sports don't play around with weed, man. She actually got off pretty light and relatively easily, which is a good thing because like it shouldn't have been a big deal in the first place. Uh, I, I do think reactions on both sides have been insane. It's been a very annoying thing to read about on Twitter today because number one, some, some of the jokes have got to fly. <laughs> I'm cool with some jo- some of the jokes gotta fly, man. L- let's be real. Every- everything can be funny. I, I seen somebody say as long as it ain't crack, she should be on the track. <laughs> <laughs> some some jokes can be funny, man. But I've seen a lot of crazy things from both sides. I've seen well, the rules are the rules. She has to follow the rules. But when it's rules you don't like, you want to follow the meter. So right. whatever. Yeah. Um, and I've also seen some people talking about how it's racist to even test her. Everybody got tested yeah. and they want to boycott the Olympics. There are other black people in the Olympics a lot, actually. Yeah. So I know it I'm sucks not- that one person got caught, but there are a lot of black people to support in this Olympics. Hey, go ahead, Beast Guy. But you, 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 you do see why somebody that looks like Richardson. And and presents the energy that she does, and was about to go represent this country that in the way in which she was, and mm-hmm. then can't do it because she smoked weed. You do see how that feels anti. Like it's like you ever seen that meme? Name something that that feels racist that's not racist. Yeah, this is actually it. <laughs> this is exactly it because it does feel anti-black that she can't go represent this country in track and field because she smoked weed. 
especially considering the this this country's history with with prohibition and with drugs and everything like it does feel anti-black even though i, I agree with you said and like just he- hearing the headline i think it does but when you think about it in the context of okay it was only a month suspension when you think about the fact even you saw that they said you know it sucks this happened but unfortunately the rules are the rules you know, even they seem sad that she got taken out. She's a Nike athlete. She would have made a lot of money. She would have brought in viewers. So I, I don't know, man. I, I just can't get behind the, the thought. And, and she's accountable for it. She's been a whole lot more accountable than I've seen some of her defenders be. <laughs> you know, some people are acting like it's completely not her fault at all. She admitted she fucked up. Yeah. Anybody will tell you, like, Olympic testing is not something you fuck around with. Like they are very vigorous about it. They will come to your house at two in the morning and tell you to pee in a cup. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. they don't fuck around with the Olympics, man. Yeah, and an amendment to the point that I was making and and half ass agreeing with Doug Gottlieb. I think what I would agree with more so is is not an IQ test. It's more of a responsibility. Like, and I I don't think this is the ethos of it. I'm I'm with you, Rocket, and what the motivation is, but. As far as how you're viewed from the outside, it's a test and responsibility. Like, are how responsible are you? Do you know not to go up there and piss dirty? You know, um, and I was I actually rewatched the uh, Atlanta episode. I don't know if y'all remember that episode where the the girlfriend she she she's gonna piss dirty and she ended up finding she was able to uh, she squeezed the the, the diapers. Uh, and, and made a a a, oh, a, yeah. a, a piss balloon, <laughs> and, and was gonna use that as her like fake piss that she was gonna use, and you know she because she's trying to find a way around the drug test, and that is really the first thing that I thought about. I was like, man, people been figuring out ways to get yeah. around the drug yeah. test for a long time. Shout out to J.R. Smith. <laughs> hey, one way or another, whether you got a wizardator. Whether you go in there with uh with 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 fake piss or if you go in there with somebody else's piss, I've heard it like kind of like what she was doing, you know, just mm. whoever who do you know in your life that's clean that'll pee for you in a in say a um one of those plastic bags that babies use to 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 drink milk in, you know, like that type of thing. Uh, so people have been doing it. So you're like, okay, was there no way around around actually Testing positive for the weed. There wasn't. There wasn't. You you saw uh, they do it differently. Oh, I mean, other uh, other than they're, obviously they're in not the room smoking. With you. Other than yeah. obviously not smoking. I mean, that you, would you be the best way. You can't cheat the drug test. They sit in there with you and watch you pee. Yeah. Like they don't fuck around. There's no way to get a fake anything out because they're watching you the whole time, man. Right. But because of that, because of that, that's why. And, and that's not the case with a lot of these job interviews and even some people that are on yeah. probation and shit like that. But because of that, this is the Olympics, and you know that, then your your assignment is to not smoke the weed for now. Yeah, and and that's why I'm not like sitting there defending her, like, hey, no, because I've seen a lot of people say, oh, well, she lost her mom, and you know, it's giving all these excuses, and it's like, man, like this is you know, this is part of being a grown up, man. Like a lot of you know, you gonna go through a lot of stuff, but if you know, if it's a job and you and, you know, fair or not, if you can't really smoke weed yeah. or you can't test positive or you know weed you gotta do your best to i guess not smoke weed but but for me all of that hits to more so the point of why the stigma of weed is a problem 
because mm-hmm. it, we have been able to establish that weed does have some type of medicinal value and a, and obviously a recreational value to it. So like I'm with you, like sh- you got to put your big boy pants on and be a grown up. Yeah. But but if we fo- kind of follow up and just keep having the conversation and, and say, well, but you know what though, it it, it is messed up that. Weed and she just got to deal with it for now. But it is yeah. messed up that weed is not still, for whatever reason, not a, an acceptable coping mechanism for a grown ass woman. Uh, from when she go to her job and it and it doesn't impact her job. You know, like if it's not impacting anybody else negatively, not even yeah. impacting her, it's helping her. Uh, yeah. I would imagine. I mean, I, I can't speak for, her, but if that be the case, then that speaks to more the issue of the stigma with marijuana to to begin with. Like, what do we what Basically, that that's them asking the t- testing for it in the first place is asking the wrong question to me. I would I would agree with that. You know. Yeah, yeah. It's kind of like how I feel about that. It's kind of how I feel about Naomi Osaka. We we talked about this before. How she um you know you gotta talk to the press. <laughs> you gotta talk to the reporters after before after whatever. And you know I I I think it should I think it should be some type of other rule. I think they should work around something where you know. They work with these players because, you know, everybody not, you know, you know, um, I guess outspoken, I guess. And um, but I guess as a tennis player, as a professional, you got to talk to the press. You can't, you know, you you, that's part of the rules. If you don't do it, you're going to get fined. I don't really like it like that. But, you know, as a tennis player, that's something that's. Part part of the things you gotta do. We all work in the field where you know it's some stuff we feel like it's bullshit doing, but we guess what? We got to do it. Yeah. And we can't just sit down and say, "Nah, this ain't fair. This don't make sense." We gotta do a lot of shit that don't make sense. Right. <laughs> but you know that's kind of that's kind of the the cards we we were dealt. Yeah. And that's how you know uh, Shakari uh, got to look at it. I guess. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, she's just dealing with a situation where like. Unfortunately for her, the the testing rules and protocols have not been updated to align with the adjustment that we've made as a society all across the world. It seemed like on how we feel about maybe not all across the world because there are some places yeah, still mainly doing, America, Maryland, right in America, now. I should say, yeah. yeah, and 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 we can keep it to that. Like the, the the testing is not up to date with how we've all kind of come around as a society on it. Yeah, this this ain't nineteen sixty or nine or the seventies or the eighties, right? Where you know we was like, oh my god, you smoke weed, you're a bad person, right? They did a lot of tests where you know weed is actually helping people. Yeah. You know what I mean, it's, yeah, it's better than cigarettes. Yeah, right. You remember, <laughs> you remember when having a tattoo made you like edgy? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying, and now yeah. that's not the case. Like everybody yeah. got one. Yeah, at one so. point, remember ESPN wasn't even showing um, people tattoos during the high school games. Remember LeBron and them yeah. had to covered up the tattoos. Oh, that wasn't just ESPN. That was like a uh, school. I remember in high school, dudes who was tatted up had to cover it up. It wasn't just because of TV, but like it'd be like a a UIL rule or some shit. Like we don't, we can't have your tats out or something. Yeah. It's it's like now it's like you, you know, you kind of got to get with the program and I'm sure it will get, I'm sure we will be perfectly fine in all sports eventually. But now in 2021, just sound crazy how, you know, how much uh, weed is legal now and people still getting in trouble for weed like that. (laughs) 
Yeah, it's really unfortunate, man. I was looking forward to seeing Shikari race. Um, was excited to see somebody from Texas represent. Uh, mm-hmm. So it, it sucks, but, you know, she's still young. She'll be back next time. It, it sucks to wait your whole life for four years for something, and then it, you just miss it. So yeah. that I'm, I know she's kicking herself for that, but she's still okay. She's still signed. Nike's still supporting her. She's a Nike athlete. They're still sticking by her. And she might end up getting this rule change eventually, man. I've noticed. And like I said, when it's your favorite, it's something different. You know, <laughs> nobody had these kinds of takes before. Michael Phelps got all kinds of slander thrown at him when it was found out that he was smoking a whole lot of weed. And we later found out that he has severe depression and he's been open about that now. But yeah, uh, when when it's your favorite, it, it's a whole dip. It's different now. Selling this is the big discussion of should weed even be tested for in these tests. So <laughs> I think all this stuff will lead to things being changed in the future. So that's well, a good. Thing. That's good. Yeah, if she shakes the table enough to make things change, then it was all. Uh, and at least in my mind, I can't say for her because it's her experience. Mm-hmm. But at least in my mind, it's all worth it. Yeah, I agree. I agree. So uh, I think the Olympics will still be. Uh, a pretty good watch. Actually, I guess. I don't know. I only watch the Olympics like that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Man, <laughs> hey, the Olympics, honestly, it's going to be, it's what's going to be interesting about the Olympics, man, not to get us off the rails, is the fact that they even going to do it. Yes. That's Japan's the, having like a big coronavirus outbreak again. Yep. Was it, I'm, the coronavirus. I haven't heard that in a long time. COVID. <laughs> uh, but I, <laughs> but, but nigga, are you in 2020? Nigga? What's going on? <laughs> I just, I was thinking about that the other day. Like, what was the last time somebody said coronavirus? We switched yeah. our language on that really quick. Yeah. Now it's COVID 19 all the time. But COVID, yeah. yeah. There's a, COVID breakout Break, in Japan. Breaking it's news, crazy even. Breaking news, Kevin Durant <laughs> tested positive for coronavirus. Yes. You remember that was that was a big deal. That was they were acting like he was about to die, man. Oh, oh, like, oh, hey. prayers up for <laughs> Kevin <laughs> Durant. Talk about hey, I'm glad you brought that up. Not to derail us too much, man. But do y'all remember when Charles Barkley had like a cough? And that nigga thought he might have the coronavirus. Yes. And they brought oh, him yeah. on the air and act like it was gonna be the last time. We was going to ever talk to Charles Barkley. <laughs> and then it turned out that didn't nigga didn't even have, have COVID at all. Yeah, I remember that. <laughs> what? Because the headline was um, Charles Barkley might have COVID yeah. or uh, coronavirus. And then they came back. He don't. Oh, man. Imagine running that headline today. That is a headline that did not age well. Because you ain't to me, unless you like not that serious of journalism, you shouldn't be writing no might. Headlines, any or if it's a uh, co- commentary or some shit, but if it's supposed to be news facts, yeah. then Mike can't be in the goddamn headline. The fuck is that? Yeah. <laughs> we're, we're gonna look. We're gonna look back on 2020 as just a year we wow. all completely lost our mind in, in general about a lot of things, man. But yeah, that, that was crazy how people act like it was. Like you said, you had HIV. Yeah, right. Because <laughs> you, yeah. you had COVID. So yeah. A lot of these people didn't even get sick. Yeah, they just exactly. had it. Exactly. We didn't so, know. We didn't know though at the time. Yeah, we, we didn't we know what the hell was going on. They just shut down <laughs> we the world. We, we like what? Where I know. Mass? I can't go outside. What the fuck? <laughs> yep. Shut down. The, they <laughs> same thing about HIV too, man. They thought you could get it by touching somebody. So. <laughs> Yeah, crazy times. Um, fuck it, man. We're going to Wetterbro knows. We've got to announce a new contest we're doing too. So let's go ahead and kick off our Wetterbro knows. We're doing this all month. We're bringing this back. We had a special request to bring it back recently too. So <laughs> yeah. we're, we're 
for all y'all two out there who really love this segment i'm just playing <laughs> but we're bringing it back uh this is of course the segment where we're talking about relationship things and we have a special sponsor this month black lux yes that black lux we talked about on the podcast a few weeks ago with the lovely winter um black owned adult themed store we'll call it that uh we're having a a giveaway y'all yeah it's look it, like we said pandemics well we're still in the pandemic technically but <laughs> th- things are opening up people dating again people getting freaky again your wife might need something a little more special in the bedroom man ain't no excuse no more <laughs> you got to deliver and we're gonna hook y'all up with a gift card from black lux and y'all can win it every saturday this month yes every saturday in july you have a chance to win a gift card from black lux we're not going to send y'all no dildos or nothing it's going to be something where you can pick your own (laughs) item from the store okay and they have a whole assortment of items man they have a whole lot of stuff to spice up the bedroom is is for women guys who want to experiment with a woman look sometimes just, just regular ass sex ain't enough man sometimes you gotta yeah. literally beat up the pussy dog <laughs> sometimes you gotta <laughs> sometimes you gotta put on the boxing glove and just go the speed bag floyd man with a sometimes you really just gotta go to work man sometimes the old regular old 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 uh, positions ain't enough man and you got to bring some toys bring some handcuffs they got all that stuff man they got some good stuff whips plugs you name it live out your porn hub fantasies and maybe upload a video maybe that could be your side hustle maybe you could look that's a thriving industry get your own only fans like she does she's on only fans too so yes (laughs) we are giving away a gift card for black lux and it's what you got to do. Listen very carefully. You got to follow these instructions, man. You have to, number one, you must follow Black Lux. That's B-L-V-C-K Lux, L-U-X. Follow them on Instagram. You must share the post, the, co- the contest post on your wall and or story and tag Black Lux and Gems and Juice. Yeah. This is actually a lot to do. <laughs> okay. Uh, East repost counts as an entry. You may repost as many times as you like for better chances. So every time you repost that post, you have more chances to win. That's actually pretty cool. It so, is. So you could, if you repost it 10 times, you got 10 entries. You, you can game the system, man. We're letting y'all, we're letting y'all uh, uh, do a little. I don't know, bootlegging with the system, man. You can jerry-rig it. You can do your own thing, and you can win. You have more chances to win if you just follow the instructions. Um, By the way, Black Lux is Black-owned. It's an online store. It's the Ultimate Woman's Playhouse. You can sign up for the VIP list and receive updates, exclusive offers, and discounts. The website is blacklux.com. Instagram is blacklux. Remember, that's B-L-V-C-K-Lux.com. And yeah, so check that out. Check out the IG, enter the contest, repost it. That's all you got to do, man. Win yourself a gift card, uh, make something spicy for her birthday or whatever. You know, like I said, it's time to spice things up, man. A lot of women getting desensitized out there. There's a lot of porn out there, man. <laughs> the regular missionary and doggy ain't going to do it no more. She wants something <laughs> more, a little more exciting. 
<laughs> and you got to deliver or she going to get it from somebody else. <laughs> so <laughs> go ahead this and is enter the, best the ad read I have ever heard in my entire <laughs> life. I actually got to I got to play that um the actual commercial I did for this too. We get, we yeah, can do it at the end. Yeah, we can do it at the end. Yeah, um, this, this is the greatest live read ad lib <laughs> on a, on an ad. <laughs> like I'm just this is incredible. <laughs> <laughs> so that's all y'all got to do, man. Uh, we, Brandon can't admit nothing on air, but we gonna cook him up too, man. We gonna give him. I, I know he. <laughs> I know I'm roping you in this too. You're like, no, Rocket, too late, Brandon. You're part of this too, man. We're all a part of this now. Uh, Figgy gonna get some stuff too, man. I'm not married, so I, I can't. But I, actually, I might. I might hook me with a gift card. I'm gonna holler out winner. <laughs> see what she got from me. I'm, I'm, it's time to go ahead and, and get some things in. But anyway, I digress. Go to blacklux.com, enter the contest, man. Win something, get your lady something nice, celebrate the way y'all only can. Like I said, of course, you get it from some other nigga up the street. You don't want that. You don't want her fucking her. She got a work husband. You know that, right? She got a nigga she talked to and she tell all y'all business to. Don't <laughs> let him be the one to introduce plugs and whips and handcuffs to her life. You got to be the one, okay? It got to be you. You listen to this podcast right now who's married or got a girlfriend and you worry she looked too good for you and she might want to step out one day. Don't do it, man. Don't live in insecurity. Step up your game. Enter the contest. Surprise her with some freaky gifts and she will love you even more. <laughs> yes, that's what you have to do. So remember, like I said, share the post on your wall or story and tag Black Lux and Gems and Juice. You can repost it as many times as you want. We're giving away every Saturday. There's five Saturdays this week. So the 3rd, 10th, 17th, 24th, and 31st, you have a chance to win. Go ahead and do that. And yeah, man, courtesy of Winter and Black Lux, thank you again for supporting us. And yeah, y'all check that out and go ahead and enter that contest because you know, you know you want that. You know you need that in your life. You know she needs it in her life, and we got to do that. So, yes. All right. <laughs> With that being said, uh, let's go into our what a bro knows for this week. We have a few topics, man. Um, I'll start off with this. This is kind of an old story, but I never got a chance to talk about it in the podcast. And I am kind of interested about it. Uh, so Quavo apparently repossessed, you know, Quavo and Sweetie were they broke up they were dating for a little bit had a cute little social media romance but they broke up and it was pretty ugly you know they tweeted each other back and forth family members got involved it got kind of dirty and nasty so yeah uh it ended kind of badly and they both ended up on bad terms i feel and now saweetie over here talking to jack harlow on the bet awards so <laughs> he shot his what, shot though he, he he did he approached her which i, I mean he made do, do, do y'all y'all think that was staged it it could have been he, he made it clear that he wasn't sh shooting this shot because I, I i don't know if he uh got somebody but he made it clear that hey no i was just being friendly <laughs> Oh, wow. Okay. I didn't know that. I didn't know that. Okay. I bet he must have got in trouble. Yeah, that's <laughs> why I, got back I don't know if he got a wife dating. or he got a significant other. But I think he made it clear, like, hey, you know, I was just being friendly. He might have got somebody who got upset with that. So. The, the, her, her saying, uh, I, I do wonder if, that, if he's lying or not, because her saying, why are you shaking? Like, that part to me actually yeah. did sign of, kind of feel real, like, 
A nigga's nervous when he goes to go talk to a girl, mm-hmm. and then she she can sense it on him, whether she can smell it or feel him shaking or whatever it is. You know, if he's sweating or whatever, it's like, why are you? Is, I, I I found that to be realistic somewhat. No, that happens, man. She looks super good too. Like yeah. titties were out. Yeah, I had a girl. I was nervous because a girl said my shirt was cool at the H-E-B today. She was a bad bitch, too. I went to H-E-B. I was wearing my Boys in the Hood shirt. She was like, excuse me, I love that shirt. I'm like, oh, oh, oh what do I say here? Shit. <laughs> that, beauty, that beautiful nervousness always gets you, man. That's mm-hmm. why you got to go for the fat hoes. But whatever. <laughs> <laughs> you, all, you, dog, you have the most... Any nigga I know has an extreme confidence when they talk to a big girl. But when it comes to like the bad bitches, like super fine ones, they suddenly they 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 make awkward jokes. They ain't, they ain't got nothing to say. They start clowning on you if you're there because they're trying to make themselves look good. All this shit that they don't do in front of anybody else, they try to put on. But anyway, I digress. What I'm talking about, Quavo and Sweetie. Um, so apparently, uh, Quavo had bought her a Bentley, and apparently this Bentley got repossessed. And apparently he actually rapped about this on Culture 3. He had a bar. I can't remember what the bar was, but he had a bar where he basically talked about, you know, I took the Bentley back. (laughs) And she, I think, made a post complaining about it. And, of course, black female Twitter got upset. They were like, you know, why is this nigga taking back his gifts? You don't take back gifts and relationship. You don't do (laughs) things like that. That's corny. So I want to ask y'all, is it appropriate when a relationship ends to take back something you gave to your ex when it's over does it have to be a certain price limit is it petty regardless or are there exceptions for it or is it acceptable in some cases uh y'all both married so i know to go to first but i'll go to you brandon first man how do you feel about it dog yeah this to me sounds like it's intentionally petty because you know i i do think it's petty i think it's unnecessary but Sometimes that's how the that's how the relationship end in pettiness and yeah. in spite, you know, and you you laid it out pretty good, rocking about how ugly this thing played out at the end. So yeah, like this is it's, you could say, hey, that's some whole ass shit, but I mean that's that's how he feel. He feel away. Do I think it's cool? Nah, like I would, I wouldn't give back no gifts, and I wouldn't ask for no gifts back. You know, especially. If it wasn't no ties to the gift, like if there was, what was the agreement in the beginning? You know, like if there was a tie that said, "Hey, you know, you know, me and you sharing cable for now, but if we break up, I'm taking the cable or some shit like that." Whatever it is, okay, that's different. But if I give you something, unless I tell you ahead of time, hey, bitch, <laughs> if the shit goes south, I'm taking my Bentley with me. You know, I mean, maybe establish that in the beginning. That's weird. It's fucked to do if if you did it, but uh, yeah, no, nah, I mean this is it's bitter, it's petty, and I think he's he's doing that on purpose, being purposefully petty. Yeah, fair I, enough. I kind of agree with that too. I think um, now I wonder if the car was paid off or did uh, he just quit paying on it? Yeah, because uh, repossessing is something very specific, right? Like yeah. it, that's you not paying, and then they come get it. Yeah, yeah. So I wonder, I'm wondering if, um, you know, if he didn't buy it fully, and just had a payment on it, and once they broke up, he just quit paying on it. Right. 
if that if that's the case then it's it's kind of like what, what i you know if we broke up we had a bad breakup am i still paying for this car <laughs> am i am i gonna still pay for this car for you to drive around right or do i just go pick up the car or or do i just say fuck it i'm i'm done with it you know that you know i'm i'm not paying anything else i'm moving on if, right. if that's the case then i'm i'm kind of fine with this but if it's if it's a thing where um they had some type of agreement and um and it didn't work out right so he just kind of being petty it's just like dog like come on man like like you ain't got nothing else better to do <laughs> you, you ain't in the studio or something but hey but even if he told her like okay I don't, I don't know who named the cars in nothing like that but if even if he told her like hey okay well hey i'm not gonna make these payments anymore then and then she because i mean she make money so then now you yeah. got to pick up your i i got you started with the bentley yeah. but now you got to pick up your own bentley payments i think would be fair you know and if she didn't yeah. then then she got her car repossessed rightfully yeah in that case yeah i, I don't know what the details are specifically that communication but I'm yeah saying. and and that stuff is tricky because you know i mean we us three we not buying no girl no car or nothing but um yeah, it's that type of stuff. It's it's always tricky. You see this type of shit going on on Judge Judy and all these other shows. Uh, hey, he bought me a car mm-hmm. and quit paying for it, and now they in court trying to figure out, you know, who owe this and know that. So, um, yeah, it, to me, it's kind of shocking that he didn't just buy the car out and just, you know, oh, you know, that's not shocking to, get, to me. Yeah, not shocking <laughs> to me. I mean, I I know Pimp C used to do that all the time. Like he would at least lease cars all the time you know mm-hmm. um i'm pretty sure you own that that uh that was it a red cadillac that drake bought or whatever it was yeah like, something like that but but like his more luxurious stuff was mm-hmm. good was was being leased mm-hmm. you know and i'm pretty sure he's not peculiar like that you know a lot of people probably did that yeah but um yeah it's, it's to me um yeah it's it, to me I'm, I'm not bashing him for that if if y'all done with the relationship and they got it, it was totally sour, why am I still paying on this car for you? You take over the note or you know, whatever, but I'm not about to keep paying for this. And it, I I would probably judge him if he went to go get the car or something. But if he just stopped paying on it and they came and got it, I got no problem with that. But as far as your as far as your question, Ryan, I think um, I, I'm not taking no gift back from a, 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 a female. If I get you a um, if I get you something expensive or TV or something like that, I'm not asking for <laughs> for my gift back. That's that's yours. I, man, what, what if it ended really badly and she calls you a fuck nigga and she says you ain't shit, nigga. Your dick is small. Fuck you and your mama. Would you <laughs> let her keep that expensive TV you bought her? No, I just I would look. See, I would probably try to be petty another way, but I would just look at that as a loss. It's just like damn, it I, is. It, yeah, it, I mean, it, it is. It's, it's a loss. Now if she just dropped the TV back off or something. Then you know, all right, I I I'll take it in the house then. But I I just look at shit like that as a loss. I can't try to uh, you know I I invested in her as far as that getting her a gift as a TV, and uh, if it didn't work out right, I just you know it was a bad bet. That that's why I, I seem like take it on the chin. That's why it seemed like more so he probably just stopped paying as opposed to saying give me my Bentley back. You know, it seemed like it's probably at least Bentley. 
and he not with her. He not he not fucking no more. So what about why buy a peg for your Bentley? You know, like yeah. the the reasons for which I bought you the Bentley, uh, uh, and the reasons in which it do not apply anymore for me to continue to pay it. So yeah. why why would I keep doing and, that shit? And see, a lot of people do that, and, and I guess on a lower st- scale because that's more of a rich nigga scale of right. buying the Bentley, but. We all been on the phone plan with somebody else, a, a significant other, a right. girlfriend. Yeah. And once we break up, one of y'all gonna stop paying that phone bill. Hey, <laughs> no joke. I know a couple. I know a couple right now have been dating, went in together on the cable. Cables in her name, but they both you, but they both use it. But he uses it more. But it, but it's at her house, mm. you know. So he still pays. A fee for the, or, you know, he still splits the cable with her, even though they're not fucking with each other right now. <laughs> he still pays half the cable because, but that's because he uses it. If she was just using, if it was just, if it was flipped around and she more so valued the cable, I kind of actually get it in their situation because she's like, nigga, you the one that wanted this shit, you know? <laughs> but yeah, I mean, if it was flipped around, it'd be like, nah, I'm not paying for that cable no more. It's, that's the yeah. shit that you watch. Mm-hmm. That's kind of correct. Like, how does does she have a boyfriend now? How does her boyfriend feel about another nigga paying her part of her cable bill? I don't know her to have a new boyfriend yet. So mm. maybe maybe that's when. But I mean, she gonna have to say that you know, like, hey, when I got the cable, I was with this nigga, and this nigga went yeah, up there the with me to get it. Yeah, yeah. like it's on, it's in my name, but that nigga stood right with me when I got it, and it's our. It, this is this is our cable, you know. So, but, mm-hmm. but yeah. mm-hmm. interesting because we're gonna use that to transition to our next uh, what a bro knows topic. <laughs> uh, this is, has to deal with exes and how you should think if your current partner is still probably longing for somebody else. Uh, so Jada Pinkett and Will Smith and Tupac are have been trending again. Apparently, Napoleon, who was a member of the Outlaws, if you remember, all the Outlaws members had uh, names of foreign dictators. There was uh, <laughs> Napoleon. There was Idi Amin. There was uh, who else? Gaddafi. Before we even knew who Gaddafi was, before he got killed, there was an Outlaws member named Gaddafi. Uh, yeah, there were all kinds of uh, dictator rappers and Outlaws. And Napoleon apparently went on an interview and apparently he talked about how uh, Jada Smith had to beg Tupac not to beat up Will Smith. And I don't even know what this was concerning. I didn't see the full quote. I just saw the reactions on Twitter. Um, So I thought that was pretty interesting. Uh, I also think it's interesting how much Jada Pinkett talks about Tupac still, you know, even on Red Table Talk, his name always seems to come up in a fray. Uh, even his, her, their kids talk about him. Um, it's very clear that she was madly in love with him and probably is to this day. So how would y'all feel if y'all were in Will Smith's position? Uh, could you be with a woman who had a long and passionate past? Let's, let's say he's dead. Let's say it's like a Tupac situation where he's dead. So you have nothing to fear from him taking your woman. Could you could you be with somebody who was still clearly in love with somebody, even if they were nobody, they were no longer here, 
Figgy, we'll go with you first, man. What do you think about that? Um, that will, man. To be honest, man, that would be tough, man. Because, um, you know, we all lost somebody at some point. So you can't tell somebody to get over it and, you know, leave that person alone. But um, I don't, I'm just thinking as far because I actually know somebody who um, who lost somebody in a car accident. And um, he ended up getting that. He was he was a little younger. He was like 21, 22. But he ended up getting a tattoo of her on her arm, on his arm. And, you know, grieving just like anybody else would. But. Years later, he ended up getting married and having a whole bunch of kids. But he still got, like, the tattoo of the girl's name and the face and all that other stuff. So I always wonder what do the wife, how do the wife feel about that? Because uh, even though it is somebody, he uh, he lost somebody, but that was like his fiance. That was like his, you know, his, his, his love. And um, me, I... I <laughs> I think the way Jada, Jada is doing it, I would get a little irritated. I would probably be very uncomfortable because she she walking around like, like damn, like the love of my life is gone and I'm just settling for this dude. <laughs> but I'm going to keep talking about the love of my life that, that died uh, almost 30 years ago. <laughs> yeah. And um, although it's, it's, it's kind of why I don't think I can deal with the way Jada is doing it. And I even thought about like if I was if I was with somebody and maybe they celebrate the anniversary of their boyfriend's death. Um, maybe they celebrate it every year or something like that. They throw a party. I don't even know how I would feel about that. Is it, 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 it it's, it's a really tough situation because you don't want to be insensitive because they did lose somebody. Yeah. But um, I just don't know how to feel about that. Interesting, man. So to me, it depends on the relationship. Like if if I've never been in a relationship that looks like what apparently is going on with Will and Jada. (laughs) So I think that their relationship might be fit for this type of thing. Honestly, most I don't I don't know if that would be the case, but they seem to like have this really cool balance of loving each other and not fucking with, with each other at the same time. Like that seems to be what their relationship energy is. So if that was the kind of relationship that I was in, maybe I could see myself dealing with it better. I think grief is an important element to this, though, because I don't know how much of a factor that that is, how much that colors the emotional side of it. Like, it's not like you're just finding over the nigga that that got away, but is on the other side of the country and y'all can still be in each other's DMs anyway, for all I know. It's not that. This is actual grief, that sort of thing. And Pac, let's be fair, is a is Pac, you yeah. know. So I mean, she was uh, quiet as kept. She got a nice little hit list there to go from Pac to Will Smith. I mean, <laughs> that is like I don't know what a third nigga uh, or I guess August Alcina would be a, a downgrade. <laughs> but but like say say that was like Drake or some shit. That would have been a hell of a trifecta. You know what I'm saying? So anyway, I didn't mean to go off the rails of there, but like, yeah, man, I, I could see it depending on what the terms of engagement are in our relationship. One, th- There is one that's kind of, I think about when we talk about this subject is, uh, I don't know if y'all know this, but Adam Schefter is married to 
to a yeah to a, a 9/11, 9/11 widow. widow widow exactly yeah it's kind of crazy yeah and so I always want like I wrote feel, a book about him too which is really crazy yeah <laughs> so I was like oh that's a kind of cool good for them kind of story that's their business cool for them if it works but I also find it a little strange and wonder what are the dynamics there you know because there we got a 9/11. Uh, somebody who died in 9-11 is that person. I want to say he was might maybe even a first responder. So like that person is deified in some ways. You know how they do. Like that person's like a hero. And you know, so like does Adam Schefter ever find himself trying to measure up against a, a dead hero, you know, as as this woman's husband? It just it, it's I would be a little bit uncomfortable, but it doesn't seem like they have the type of relationships that I'm used to that I that I have and have had so that that Adam Schefter thing is weird man I don't know why nobody else called that out that was weird I mean, he went he wrote a book about his wife's dead husband and, and went on a press <laughs> run about it and I'm like do you think this is honoring his memory really I'm sure if he was alive he wouldn't want you splacking his wife like what, what it, it was very strange man like you read a book about I don't know. It was it was very strange to me. If Adam Schefter wrote a book, I'd want him to write a book about his career. Yeah. Not a, a, a I don't know. It was, it was strange. Yeah, his man. career, the football, yeah. any of that. But yeah, that, not, you're not. <laughs> yeah. That, that was really strange, yeah. man. I, but I didn't see anybody call it out, so I guess he just can't say. But people ate up the, when it was a feature story, though, because it was written yes. about and publicized first. And when that was the case, people ate it up. So, I mean, he probably just said, oh, we've gotten a good response to this. Let's capitalize on that. That's how I imagine yeah, that going, you know? Probably. But that was still a strange press run to do about a dead man and your dead wife's husband. Well, your wife's dead husband was very strange. I don't know. <laughs> um, the Jada Pinkett thing, man, uh, I couldn't be with somebody who was that in love with somebody before me. <laughs> I'm not saying I got to be your first love. Of course, I don't want to be that. But I can't have somebody who I feel loves someone still more than me, dead or alive. <laughs> like, that's not going to work, man. Unless you're Oprah and you got billions, I can deal with something <laughs> yeah, like that. Right. But I, I, if you're a regular w- woman and we're trying to make it work, uh, yeah, I can't, I can't do that, man. I can't be trying to measure up to somebody who's not here anymore. Uh, well, she should be happy with Will, man. Make it work out. I, I feel like there's a lot not being said because I'll be honest. I think it's unfair that Jada Pink is getting all this flack because I feel like they both have done their dirt in his relationship. I feel like it has to be that way. Yeah, yeah. you've seen the, the all the pictures with him and that girl, that actress, that white girl he did the movie with. What's her name? She was also a Harley Quinn. What's her fucking name? She was in uh. Uh, Wolf of Wall Street to that white lady. I yeah, forget her I name can't now, but y'all I, know I, what I I'm know talking, talking about. about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, there, there was a whole thing about them being extra close during their press run and looking all flirtatious. And yeah, there's probably something going on there too. But I think they're both are dirty in this relationship, man. I feel like, uh, I don't know. I, I feel like they just like we said before the podcast have a business relationship. Margaret, they just Margaret, make it work. Uh, Margaret, Margaret wait, Robbie. Mar- yeah, Margot Robbie. Margot that's right. Margot Robbie. Robbie yeah. That's right. Uh, so yeah, people people been making jokes about that for a while too. So they make it work somehow. Good for them, man. 
good for them for sticking do, do, it out. Do but. you do you feel like their relationship is 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 good or do you think it's kind of rocky? It's or terrible. They, yeah, I'm wondering. I'm wondering if they they're actually together. Yeah, I cannot but, tell. Yeah, because I, it seemed like she way more open about you know Tupac. Now I know she been she'll bring him up once in a while, but now it seemed like it's excessive. Yeah. And um, and then you know, not to mention the um, uh, homeboy um, August Alcina stuff. And um, I don't know. I wonder if they just together as a business. They seem, y'all tell me, they seem happily separated. Yeah, yeah. That's the sense that I get that they are not getting a divorce, but mm-hmm. are clearly separated. Like I don't even yeah. care what they say. They are still motherfuckers are separated. Yeah. They, they, y'all just went on, uh, told the whole world that. You know about her about her boy you know the dude that she was messing with and he knew about it and all of that like y'all are separated but they might they but whether they're happy or not i have no idea i'm curious like if if being separated or kicking it the way that they kick it now makes them feel happier and more free and yeah. they just kind of read trying to redefine what a marriage look like yeah I, I wonder if they because their marriage is a brand so I wonder if they just trying to keep that brand going, that Will and Jada love type thing. But they probably not really together. They probably do their own thing under, you know, under the light. <laughs> yeah. Hey, and on this story, though, too, one of the things that I saw about it was that, like, it was painted out like she went to go, like, she had to beg Tupac not to whoop Will Smith's ass as if Tupac was, like, getting ready to go try to whoop Will Smith's ass. And from what I read, it was more so... She kind of presented that to him and he got upset like, what do you think of me? Like, you think this is like, I'm, I wasn't finna go whoop that nigga's ass anyway, kind of <laughs> thing. Like, that was what I, the details that I read of it. And so that he actually kind of got upset with her for assuming, you know, they're supposed to be so close and just assuming that he was just going to go and be this violent nigga in this situation. Which, I mean, we noticed that he would be out of pocket a lot, but I guess he felt like she should have known him better than that. To, oh, not, wow. to not suggest that she needed to come to him and tell him to not to whoop Will Smith's ass. So I, I should have read, I should have heard the whole quote because yeah. now I'm wondering number one, what version of Tupac was this? Was this a mm. uh, pre Suge Knight and Death Row? Because I think those were different Tupacs. Yes, I think they him were. with they Death were. Row, he definitely would have rolled on Will Smith if he, if he was with Death Row and Suge Knight and all that. He would have taken all the outlaws and they would have jumped him. <laughs> he would have fought, but he was crappy before. Yeah, but he was extra crazy after his jail bid and getting out and signing with Death Row. So, yeah. who do y'all yeah. think would win in the fight in their primes, Tupac or Will Smith? Oh, that's a good one because Will obviously has the size advantage, but I don't know who's what whose hands look like because that's really yeah. what it come down and, to. Will is yeah. his way was way bigger dude than Tupac. And who and we know the Death Row Tupac, but. Was that really Tupac in real life? Could he right. really bang for real? Yeah, I mean the hood protected Tupac. He talked about this, you know, yeah. like he was yeah. not he was not that type I, of rumble yeah. tumble nigga. I'm, yeah, I'm not looking at all eyes on me saying, "Oh yeah, Pac could get busy." Now, I mean, we all know that you know he was at he was a damn good actor. You're right. So I'm wondering if he was really was he a bank? What could he fight at least? Yeah. And and he Will Smith eventually roll. got real big. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if Will Smith can fight. I know yeah, I mean, Tupac either. did roll up on people. Tupac rolled up on the Hughes brothers on a set of Minutes to Society because he was upset because he got cut, I think. And he <laughs> rolled up and beat them. 
and then bragged about it on the old MTV raps. So, <laughs> I mean, he probably could fight. I don't, I'm not 100% sure, but I don't have any tail to tape on Will Smith. So, I, it's hard to call, man. What, what if Will can't even throw a punch? Like, we don't yeah. know. <laughs> hey, I, I saw a funny ass tweet um, probably like a couple weeks ago of somebody saying, Was the hit him up song about Will Smith? I don't know if y'all seen that. Oh my god! Yeah, I did see that. How embarrassing! It was hilarious. I I figured they was probably joking. I don't, I ain't think they were serious, but the way they put it together was kind of funny. Like yeah, you claim yeah. to be a player, but I fucked your wife. Like yeah. was he talking about Will Smith? Right. And and, people, and somebody under is like, oh, and yeah. the next line was, we bust on bad boys, <laughs> something, something, something. <laughs> and, what, and then it was like, what was they had the um they had the DJ Khaled meme uh, when he. Look surprised when he got up. Surprised. Yeah, they're like, good. oh, what movie was shot in? Uh, ooh, Bad Boys was shot in 1995, and it was just like, damn, like, was he really talking about Will Smith? That's but, hilarious. But we we all know he it was, but it was yeah. just kind of that's fun. Funny. That's fun to go with your imagination there too. Again, yeah. people was like, we bust well, on Bad Boys a, a, because yeah. obviously Bad Boy was you know the record label, right? But um, with the the Jada and Will Smith situation, and you know yeah. her being with Tupac at one point. Yeah. And him being in the movie called Bad Boys. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I thought that was fucking hilarious. Yeah, and that was just a catchy phrase at the time, I guess. But uh, and then people was like, "Where was Will Smith on the night of, you know, in 1996? <laughs> you know, trying to let, now let's let's see who his alibi is and and verify his whereabouts. You know, is, is anybody ever asked these questions? Like I saw that on the internet too. Probably, I was like, that's hilarious. Like, man, Jay, to keep talking about this Tupac dude, man. Yeah. I got it." Got to get rid of him or something, and 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 Will probably ain't talked to Jaden in like two weeks, three, <laughs> and maybe a month. He's like, man, I ain't even talked to Jade. I don't even know. I don't know what she on. <laughs> so yeah, I, I I'm reading the story now, and apparently, yeah, uh, they were dating, and I think she thought that the T- Tupac was gonna beat up Will Smith because they were dating, and Tupac is like, why would I do that? Right. So it wasn't even, it's something he did. Which makes it sense. Was a, yeah. <laughs> this is like, what I you take me as? Like this nigga from Philadelphia. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's 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 wild, man. Why are you going to beat it? I mean, you ain't dating Jada, so what's she supposed to do? Yeah. Anyway, uh, is there anything else? We'll save the rest for another edition. We got a few more to do for What a Bro Knows. We'll wrap that up there. Um, Figgy, I did see you post this, which I also saw today. It was it's, what, it's actually trending right now. <laughs> yeah, Turkey Leg Hut. Speaking of racism and racist <laughs> sounding things, Turkey Leg Hut has officially said no more Negroes. Tired of y'all ghetto folk up in here. We need like a race. We need like a we need like a racism instrumental or something to play. Because I feel yeah. like we talk about number races <laughs> <laughs> on this show, at least. Yeah. <laughs> um, so let me read this list real quick. I guess they, they posted this on their IG and it's been spreading around Twitter, too. This is Turkey Leg Hut, a, a Houston establishment. People love Turkey Leg Hut. They said, number one, all body parts must be completely covered. All cleavage in parentheses, breast, thighs and buttocks. Must be completely covered. The only thing naked here is turkey legs and chicken wings. Corny. Okay. Corny. Yeah. The so. whole thing is really corny, to be honest. Number two, no swimwear of any kind is allowed. This is the heart of Third Ward, not the beach. Also corny. 
it really is, especially considering the history of Third Ward. I mean, yeah. it, we're acting like it's a bougie ass place now, but I guess it kind of is, honestly. In certain places, yeah. they redeveloped the whole thing. So, uh, number three, no exposed undergarments. Uh, this includes sports bras, bras, panties, or anything resembling these items. This also includes white tanks for men. Why white? Why can't it be whatever? Uh, no house attire allowed. No wave caps, bonnets, do rags, bandanas, house shoes, or shower caps allowed. We want you to feel at home, but this is not your home in capital letters. Uh, number five, no excessively revealing clothing. Uh, this includes all distressed or ripped clothing, shoes, shorts, and shirts must cover your entire top and bottom. Number six, no obscene language or baggy clothing, no attire with obscene language or inappropriate offensive graphics, no excessively baggy or saggy pants. Pants must be worn at the natural waistline. So, yeah, they said they're tired of you, Negroes. <laughs> And tidy y'all messing up the turkey leg hood, especially a place like Turkey Leg Hood. Like with a name like Turkey Leg Hood. They said you gotta be classy to come in here. <laughs> so <laughs> Brandon, we know you close to the third war. Uh are you a patron of Turkey Leg Hut? And will you mm-hmm. change your eating habit after seeing these dress code rules? Even though I'm sure you probably abide by most of them. Yeah. Uh, how do you feel about this dress code at Turkey Leg Hut? I've been to Turkey Leg Hut twice. That's oh, it. Okay. That is it. Uh, <laughs> and and I I mean I probably pass it up. You know, a couple several times a month. You know, just from being out there, hanging around people, being in Third Ward, and to me, like Turkey Leg Hut, is they got some damn nerve, man. Because it's good. Don't get me wrong, it's good. But it ain't that damn good. Like, <laughs> like I, I it, it's not even good enough for me to wait in those lines, which I would argue is different from, say, the Breakfast Club, which every line that I ever waited in was was well worth yeah. the time shout that I spent. Shout out to Miss Mary. Yeah, and shout out to Miss Mary for making those lines pleasant. But like, my thing with the turkey leg cut is like, man, did y'all are, do they still have those lines? They do, yeah. Because to me, if that's the type of institution, you got people standing outside waiting to get in. like that? Yeah, no, you got people standing outside waiting to get in. You yourself are not classy enough to to have such a standard. Like, you you are not that. You are not what you, you are not with Steak 48. Like, and I'm not even necessarily calling them classy. But they shit is at least indoors. And if you got to wait, you probably got somewhere where you can wait inside or go wait in your in your car, or you ain't standing in no damn line outside cooking yourself. Yeah, turkey lit. I mean, uh, state forty eight. Yeah, ain't no line like that. Right, right. So like, come on, like this is to me is is like having your head up your ass and not realizing who you are. And I don't know, maybe they can got too big for their britches because there are like. <laughs> The clientele, the customer base at Turkey Leg Hut has expanded, expanded way further than just what you'll get in in Third Ward or Midtown. Because let's be honest, it's it's in Third Ward, but they're trying to draw a more Midtown or what they perceive yeah. Midtown to be more of that kind of audience, or or I should say, uh, customer base and following. So uh, yeah, man, I think it's just that's just them having their heads up, they behinds. Uh, getting too big for their britches, a little too much success, and went to their heads, and now they talking crazy. Like we, we want you to feel at home, but this is not your home. Hey, look, you can have your dress code, but don't talk down to me like that. Or like, are, are they talking to grown people? 
Cause for one thing, like to hell with the dress code. You talking to me like like I'm your child or something is gonna be enough <laughs> for me to not come and see you again. Like who the hell are you talking to? You know, like I'm a gr- this is this is a this I don't want you I want you to feel at home, but this is not your home. Who the hell are you talking to? <laughs> Just say what you gotta say and get the hell on and, and keep it moving. So yeah, now I think this is whack. I think it is lame. And I think that the turkey leg hut, while the food is good, is highly overrated because of those lines and them themselves thinking too highly of themselves. Yeah. Biggie, you are out of dress code with your ripped clothing. I, so I, I right now, yeah. as you are, you will not be accepted into the turkey leg hut. <laughs> uh, so how, how do you feel about these new rules and regulations at the turkey leg hut? Um, I think it's goofy, and I I got a theory. I felt like they doing this for um pub. I I, I seen like more restaurants are starting to do shit like this. We I feel like we get a restaurant at least twice uh once every two weeks of some wild ass rules or somebody saying hey you 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 gotta you gotta pay a hundred dollars or more to even be able to eat here you can't just eat it's all type of wild ass rules for these restaurants and i never heard i, I you it was at one point we never heard a shit like this now I, I i do understand some of the dress codes you you know no wave caps no you know no long white tees and shit like that because it's kind of you know some you know let's be real the 2000s was kind of wild where we would go to, you know, certain places. We had some big ass pants and big ass white tees. We, yeah. you know, it looked bad. Yeah, but yeah. those, I think those days are over. The the fashion is way different. You see, I got a ripped shirt. This is, you know, it's not just me wearing a homeless looking shirt. It's it's kind of style right. at this point. So um, a lot of people wearing shit like similar to this. So it'd be stupid to turn away somebody like this because of what they're wearing or you know stuff like that but i think they just doing this for attention man is because shit like this always seems to take the timeline over where that you know people start having these discussions about black stuff uh you know being black and why uh, they could be able to do this if they want to and all this other stuff but look at, at the end of the day man um like i'm looking at all these rules a lot of people don't really I, I don't see a lot of people going to a restaurant like this in the first place. Well, the one that confused me the most that I just don't understand, and I'm trying to figure out like who in the hell is behind this. Like, th- like this ain't nobody cool at all. All cleavage must be cut. Like, who's got a problem with cleavage? <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean. You, you don't like, even get these rules at church. Yeah, it, like what? And and then and then that last line, the only thing they could hear is the turkey legs and chicken wings. Is this person eighty five years old? <laughs> like this? Like I feel like Bill Cosby made this graphic, you know, <laughs> like or or could have been somebody or maybe a Bill Cosby apologist made this graphic. Like somebody who is old and doesn't like and has a a, a weird way of showing that they care about black people, a, a very terrible way of showing it. Like all cleavage. Really? So like, so like, you can't wear a sexy dress to the tu- to the turkey leg hood. Yeah. You know, yeah. what is that? I don't get that. Yeah, and even I'm looking at the um the uh distressed or ripped clothing. Like half of my shit is distressed. Yeah. <laughs> half of my jeans are distressed. Right. Right. And you and, and yeah. That's what everybody wear. Like I will wear that with a button up shirt, a nice button up shirt, and and, and would look nice. 
and just uh, so are they just sitting out there looking at that type of shit? It, it's it's kind of getting ridiculous, man. And I've been in places where I've been turned away because I had uh, Adidas trap pants and some Adidas flip flops, and um, it was like three in the afternoon. I, I had went to um, uh, Prospect Park. And um, it was kind of a spur of the moment thing. My wife was like, oh, let's go get lunch. I'm like, all right, cool. And she took me to Prospect Park. And the guy was like, oh, man, look, you got on um, trap pants, um, flip flops. You all wrong here, man. And it wasn't like me looking sloppy or nothing. It was like you would honestly thought I worked for Adidas. I kind of had a whole Adidas outfit on. And he was just like, you all wrong here, man. I'm like, wait. I'm like, like, I understand this your establishment, but. This ain't no club. <laughs> this is three o'clock. I'm trying. I'm literally, literally trying to get some food. Like I'm trying to get some food, eat, and then dip. I'm not trying to party. I'm not. I'm not out here looking disrespectful. And um, but he he um he looked at my ID still, and he recognized I was from Cleveland. So um, and I guess he was from like Shaker or something. So he let me go. But it was just like damn. Like I understand you trying to keep a certain crowd, but. That, to me, that's just kind of goofy. Yeah. Yeah, and I'm reading some of their uh, explanation on IG. I guess they're trying to clean it up a little bit. They said, please know that we are a family-friendly restaurant that serves all ages from children to adults daily. And putting this dress code in children. place was necessary. Yeah, I don't know. I ain't never seen a child at the turkey leg. That's a damn, yeah. hook- that's a damn hookah <laughs> spot, man. Yeah. That, that, I see more hookah than I do turkey legs. No, it's McDonald's, man. They got a play place there and everything. Uh, uh, and putting this dress code in place was necessary to ensure that all parties from our from our guests to our staff are dressed appropriately when in our establishment. Unfortunately, due to the attire of some guests, we were forced to put this new policy in place as we remain committed to ensuring all guests are comfortable with it while visiting us. <laughs> We are not a club. We are a family-friendly restaurant and will continue to maintain our standards as we welcome everyone to the Turkey Leg Hut. We appreciate your cooperation. Look forward to having you visit us. Now, I I agree to some of it. Like, some of the stuff, I, I think people wearing uh, shirts that say fuck on it, or like fuck Donald Trump or some shit like that. I think that's corny, man. Like, I never like people who I get graphic tees are cool, but I don't like people who say like who have cuss words on their shirts. Yeah. You know, you walk around kids and, you know, that's just corny to me. I don't like that. So I understand the no obscene language on uh, clothing. I get that. What I don't get, I I get, I guess, some women who I I don't even want to say are provocative but but some who maybe i don't know i don't even know how to put this without sounding weird but there there are some some women who look like they're out there doing an ig shoot maybe maybe i I can understand like maybe okay cover up a little bit you know you don't want you know titties falling out everywhere ass all out in a restaurant while you're taking pictures letting everybody know you have the turkey leg i can understand that i guess what i don't understand according to this uh, their logic for putting this in is what do do rags or wave caps have to do with any of what they said? You know, are children offended by do rags? Like we, black people wear wave caps for mm. a reason to keep their hair in place. Like you don't do that just to 
Like what? What about that? That only screams to me that you want a specific element out of your restaurant. See, and I think it's that's imagery, and that's why I was like, "How old is this person?" Because I know a lot of older black people who cannot stand the do rag and wave caps out in public. They're like, Mm -hmm. "Take that shit off when you go out in public." I also know some that, like my father in law, will will still old school. He will pull up on you with his wave cap on, and (laughs) and I dare you to say to say a word to this man. So, uh, but but I know that same generation people that'd be like, oh. Look at that nigga out there with his wave cap on, you know, kind of thing. So, like, I'm wondering if that's kind of what that energy is with this. This is might be one of those older respectability politic type of people. Yeah. Who think that 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 do rags and wave caps somehow reflect poorly on black people, you know, uh, which I, I obviously disagree with. But I do know that that's a thing out there. People, people, so there are people who think that. Yeah, it's it's, it's kind of goofy because, look, this like I I know they want to I guess put themselves up there with a high as a high end restaurant, but let's be re- it's 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 not a high end restaurant. It's not steak forty yet. It's not right. the, it's not that type of restaurant where it's inside and you know elegant. It's, right. it's not an elegant place. Just because you popular and your shit is expensive does not make you a high end restaurant. Yeah, yeah. I know the price is a super uh, probably high as steak forty eight, but it's it's not an elegant place. It's it's hookah all over the place. I went there one time. It was nothing but smoke from hookah. They are and, selling turkey and, legs. And and y'all and y'all sitting there saying this is a family, you know, kids and all this other stuff. I haven't seen a kid at turkey leg hookah at all. So yeah, it's, it's just crazy, man. And like you said, it's turkey legs. Yeah, it's, they they do some amazing things with the turkey legs. Don't get me wrong, but a turkey leg ain't never gonna be elegant. It, yeah, it's it's not a it's not an elegant place. You, you get turkey legs at the at the rodeo. So do the I need? Do I, shit. Yeah, do <laughs> I need to dress up and you know all this other stuff like that? And not and I get you know because some people be out here looking crazy. Mm-hmm. So I kind of understand, and they do have an image because shit. Um, Marcus Spears mentioned them on ESPN, so I I kind of understand. That's kind of the main attraction whenever somebody talk about Houston. Oh, I gotta go to Turkey, but. Like some of this shit is just ridiculous, man. It's it's like is y'all doing this for attention at this point. <laughs> like, it don't make no sense. So are you are you gonna sit there and check a guy's pants to see if it's by his waist or like how how do all that shit work? It's just it, it's kind of goofy, man. And you don't get none of this type of stuff from other, you know, I don't want to say white restaurants, but you don't you don't get no rules like this from other restaurants like that. Is I don't know. It's just. It's, it's it's starting to get old, man. Yeah, I mean, the only one is the obscene language, and like I think we know what excessively baggy clothing is and sagging pants are. Like I think we can all identify that, and and what obscene language would be. But that's the only bullet point out of all of them that I even kind of halfway understand. Yeah, only that's the only one I got. Yeah, like they're trying to keep a certain element out. I don't know if it's gonna work for them. Um, and and yeah, man, I, I don't know. It's I've never been a turkey leg hut, so I can't speak to how good their food is. But I do agree that I don't think they're bougie enough to have this kind of dress code. I mean, some of the yeah. stuff is kind of silly. Um, it kind of feels like uh, this is Bill Cosby's first job after getting out of prison. They hired him as their new manager or CEO or whatever. <laughs> and he is implementing this new dress code 
for the turkey leg hut. That's his first gig out of prison. Because <laughs> it does sound like some shit Bill Cosby would write. <laughs> yeah. So, it sounds like one of his stand-ups. Yes. <laughs> All the boys out here. I can't do a Bill Cosby. I know you're going to try. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say something about baggy pants or some shit, but I can't, <laughs> I can't even front. I can't do a Bill Cosby. <laughs> but anyway, um, so yeah, whatever for them. I wonder if they'll actually lose support, though. Because here's the thing. Clout trumps everything in this world. I've mm-hmm. learned the clout of going to Turkey Leg Hut and posting a pic on Instagram will be more valuable than not going to support these what you think is a racist dress code like yeah. people will always value the cloud over everything so they will yeah. still go they will dress up 100%. they will abide by the they will abide by the dress code and they will go because yeah. you know how people are yeah that's why i wonder if they did this for clout because yeah. this like they might be getting slaughtered on twitter i don't know i haven't checked the comments like that but um but at the end of it all, we talking about it, and people still gonna people still gonna uh, gonna go. I don't think people looking at this like, oh shoot, nah, I'm you know I'm not gonna. They said no swimwear, nah, I ain't gonna make it. You, you got the people that's still gonna try to make it. The food is good enough, and they are creative enough with the turkey legs that to me, it, it is good enough to be sort of a bucket list culinary item for for if you come to houston i, I i'll yeah. give it that much but for me as somebody who live here i don't think it's necessary to you, go after once you after, could you could actually go to the truck the food they actually have a food truck you could go to yeah they actually have one in baytown um i want to say every friday or something so my wife will bring me a turkey leg huh? she'll bring I, I tell her which one i want i want the crawfish mac and cheese turkey leg yeah so i ain't gotta stand in them long ass lines and Get all the you know all that shit. I just get what I want and take it home. Yeah. So I I ain't got to dress up for that. <laughs> yeah. I, I wasn't even impressed to the point to where this is a place where I got to go to regularly. And part of that I think was really because it's not the quality of the food; it's the prices. I'm like, man, you know what? Yeah. I like this, but thirty bucks for the amount that I'm paying, I'm good, <laughs> man. I'm gonna go find something else. Or if I'm gonna pay this much, really honestly, I'm just not gonna pay this much for my food, quite honestly. But uh, but yeah, I just I, I don't feel like they are good enough for this, and and that is that necessary like to to go to patron there, you know, like they are they are not necessary, and I don't know if they know that or realize that as popular as they become, they are nowhere near necessary, you know. Uh, and you know, you start talking about some of the places around town, they have become one of the better places around town, but you turn people off, I'm like. Yeah, you're right, Rocky. It's the cloud chasing. Cause I'm like, I mean, I've been already. So what I need, yeah. I mean, I, I don't have to go no more. <laughs> Quite honestly, I, I, if if I never go to the Turkey Leg Hood again, there will not, you will not hear a cry of injustice or man. You know what I wish I had done? I wish I went and got me another one of them stuffed turkey legs. Like they're good, mm-hmm. they're excellent, but yeah. I mean, how, it's not necessary. How would you feel if the Breakfast Club did something like this? Th- that one, I would be a little <laughs> bit more upset. <laughs> That would I'd be a little bit more upset because I think that they are necessary. I think I I do think that if not the I think it's the best, but if not the best, they got some of the top three or three to five chickens that you can chicken that you can find in the entire city. For for my money, it's the best. So I've had people push back and disagree. For my when I bite into a Breakfast Club chicken wing. There is there is no chicken more glorious in, this, in the city of Houston for me. So, uh, so and people be trying to tell me it's not good. Like, dog, what are you eating? All right, well, both of me. Let, let me eat your plate. 
Yeah. You know, if that be the case, uh, <laughs> or hop up out this line and make it shorter, because I'm because I'm fist to go see Miss Mary. <laughs> Thank you. And and yeah. that and 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 that strong ass woman at the at the counter too. That uh, that middle aged woman that that seemed like she's like she's tall. You know what I'm talking about? I think she's so. like five ten. Yeah. And she's not mean, but she's not nice either. <laughs> yeah. She kind of come off strong, Ooh. but in a polite way. Every time I be on my best behavior when I go in there and see that lady, because I don't want to say the wrong shit but yeah no they are necessary and good excellent the the food is decently priced but they also i get the sense because i talked to some of the management there and they do a good job of mingling with the people they just don't seem to be that far up they ass like that yeah like they just would never we actually had an owner on uh on the show we had that's right yeah Yeah, we had him on with um esg and uh, he was super cool. Shout out to Marcus. I'm trying to get him back on one yeah. day so he can talk to us. But um, yeah, he was super laid back. I couldn't believe he was the owner because yeah. at first, I, you know, I didn't know who he was. He, you know, it was just a guy. You know, ESG be booking anybody on the show. So I'm like, I don't know who this guy is. And he was like, Yeah, I'm a restaurant owner. And then he was like, "Yeah, I own the Breakfast Club." I'm like, "Oh, the Breakfast." I'm like, "Oh, I'm like, yeah, you're not just so any was, old restaurant." I was, kinda, I was excited, and then <laughs> yeah. he talk about the, um, I think Alley Cat. He own Alley Cat too, mm-hmm. so um, I think he might own Reggae Hut, if I'm not mistaken. He I'm got, not sure. he got, he got a few places. Yeah, but he was super humble. It wasn't no bougie thing. He was all about business. Yeah, and I'm, I'm glad he don't, you know. Do none of this shit, uh, turning people away, and you gotta, you know, dress a certain way and know this, know that. Like as long as you respect, uh, respectful, then that that's all that matter, man. Because you don't know what people go through in life, you don't know what they have and what they don't have. So, yeah, yeah. And you know, I ain't no businessman necessarily, but to me, I'm thinking, man, if you charge that much for your product. You already are cutting out a lot of people, just the people who just straight up can't afford it. So you've eliminated that part of your potential customer base because your prices are somewhat exclusive. Why would you go the extra mile with that? Like just from a business perspective, I want all the people that got enough money to pay for these turkey legs to come up in here and buy up these turkey legs because I'm charging an arm and a leg for them. If if all of us are crazy enough to pay that much damn money for the turkey leg, all you crazy motherfuckers come through and do it would be my <laughs> would be my thought just from a business standpoint. So I just think it's just all of it is just odd and, and very, very corny. I agree, man. I think we all agree. I think they went a little too far with that uh, rollout. But like you said, it could be for publicity. I don't think people are going to stop going. Like I said, the cloud's too strong for people. Cloud has my people in the chokehold, man, I'll admit. Yeah. It's, it's probably right, it's tough prob- to see. Yeah, it's probably mostly people from out of town and celebrities. Yeah, that too. Because um, James Harden ain't gonna start stop going, and I'm sure he won't have to abide by the dress code either. Yeah, uh, yeah, that's that's the other thing, man. Them celebrities just pull up and get the table while everybody else just sitting in line. So yeah, it it applies to certain people. James Harden can come in with some little shorts and no shirt, and he'll be just fine. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. Y'all see that clip, random? But uh, do y'all see that clip? Uh. ASAP Rocky and Rihanna trying to get in the club and the bouncer wouldn't let Rihanna in because she ain't have her ID. Oh, uh, no, I ain't that see that. That the funniest shit I've seen <laughs> in a minute, man. Yeah, they're arguing with this bouncer because he won't let her in because she didn't have her ID, apparently. 
That's so hilarious to not let Rihanna in anywhere, man. Like, nah, dude. Rihanna at the door, period. Like, the bouncer, I, I, I'm yeah. shocked that Rihanna and the bouncer would ever interact. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, Why are they it in the same? Should be, I think it must have been somewhere overseas. It had okay. to be somewhere. Okay. It couldn't be nowhere in America. It yeah. had to be somewhere overseas. Yeah, because the, the moment my bouncer speaks to Rihanna, uh, anything other than I love you, Rihanna, or something, or unless he's spoken to, he's fired. <laughs> Yep. <laughs> don't talk don't address Rihanna unless you were addressed <laughs> yeah, yeah, for real. don't do that <laughs> yeah, that was hilarious as hell, yeah. um, alright man I think that's enough for today man let's go ahead and wrap this mm. this podcast up I think it's about time man <laughs> you know what that means man we got the Anita coming in and that means that this episode of the Jim Juice podcast has come to a close we thank y'all for rocking. Of course, thank the legendary Brandon Scott. I tried to get him canceled, man. I'm going to see if I could send some clips to Cage show you once he gets at his peak. And say, hey, he said this right here. Remember that? Pull a Chauncey Billups. <laughs> no, we didn't talk about that, by the way. Be like, be like, he he used niggas 75 times in this, yes. uh, in this episode. What you think about that? <laughs> Pull a Skip Bayless yeah. like, oh, LeBron using the N-word. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> yeah, no, this man destined for even bigger and better things. So we appreciate him joining us. Hope you don't forget us when he gets the big time. He's on ESPN reporting for everything. Because I think it's trending that way, man. I see your star rising very quickly in the broadcast game, man. I see our peep game. So. Oh, we all going up. If I if I have any say, we all going together okay. in some way. We, we, we all headed right. that way. Not just me, but Ryan Rocket and Figgy Fig, too. So <laughs> when I get there, y'all will be there right there with me. I believe that. Oh, sure, man. We'll be an entourage at least. We're going to be the hangers on at the very least. We're going to be we're going to be the crew. We're going to be your posse. Like Phil Jackson said, we're going to be your posse, bro. <laughs> at least. Nah, appreciate you joining us, man. Y'all check out his work. He is constantly posting articles on sportsradio610.com. He's also filling in hosting. Uh, he got a show coming up this Monday, so check it out on the Odyssey app. It's a morning show, right? Yeah. Yeah, so Monday, yeah, check me. I'm actually doing uh I'm doing fr- uh, the afternoon show. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. So okay. I did I did Friday morning. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, you if are. Y- if y'all can y'all probably won't catch this in time, but y'all can go check out the podcast if y'all want to see what I did on Friday and some of the subjects we covered. But we're gonna do it all over again on Monday. And it's gonna yes. be in the afternoon, so you got time to wake up, clear your eyes, brush your teeth, and all of that before you catch it. Yeah, check that out on the Odyssey app on Sports Radio six ten. Uh also follow him at Brandon K. Scott on Twitter. Uh posting all kinds of sports updates and everything, man. So yeah, follow him for so just just some good content overall, man. He's a wholesome dude. We appreciate him joining us for the podcast, as always. Also, the wonderful, hardworking Figgy Fig. Catch him every midday, 10 to 2, Sports Radio 610, providing the vibes. That's what I've <laughs> dubbed him, the vibe curator of Sports Radio 610. <laughs> Doing his damn thing. Yeah. <laughs> uh, also, thanks to Jasmine in the background doing all the things she does, promoting, helping, setting up contests. We appreciate that. Make sure y'all check out blacklux.com. Enter the contest. Get yourself a gift card. Spice things up in the bedroom like you know you need to. And uh, check that out, man. Follow the rules. We're giving away gift cards every Saturday this week, this month. This year, no, not that. <laughs> but so check that out, man. Enter the contest, and yeah. Until next time, y'all. Peace. <laughs>